So what's the verdict? They'll do it. They've made a few requests, though. Such as? Uh, Oscar here has got some outstanding parking tickets. Uh, wants them wiped off his record. 56 tickets in seven states. I'll, I'll tell him, Oscar. You got it. Okay. Uh, hey, you guys wouldn't be able to tell us who actually killed Kennedy, would you? Um, Bear would like to stay at the White Horse. Thing. White House. White House. White House. Yeah, he'd like to stay in the Lincoln bedroom of the White House for the summer. Harry. Yeah, one more thing. Um, none of them want to pay taxes again. Ever. So kiss me and smile for me. Let me know you'll wait for me. Hold me like you'll never let me go. Cause I'm leaving on a jet plane. Don't know I'll be back again. Leaving on a jet plane. <laughs> I don't know when I'll be back again. Leaving on a jet plane. So, Truman, this is who you found to save the planet. And welcome, 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 welcome to the podcast that could stay awake just to hear you breathing or dreaming. It's best film ever. My name's Ian. I'm Liam. And I'm Megan, or... I'm uh, what, what was it supposed to say? It was, oh, I'm Megan. A Megan. What? I'm a Megan. I'm a Megan like Armageddon. Armageddon or an it's Armageddon. It's not very... I'm a Megan. Please don't turn it off. That's all I have to ask. I'd be listening. <laughs> Megan, Liam Megan, came up with that you, moment. Hang on. Hang on. You who I fed so many lines to and then we turn around and you screw it up five seconds later are not having to go at Megs for doing the exact I'm same thing. Go, Megan, you I are. Say, you are. <laughs> I'm, I thought she was going to go, I'm Megan. And I go, oh, just like Armageddon. Oh, I'm well, I Megan. Oh, you were going to throw it out And there. then you just, I was like, oh. Improv's hard. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Do you know what film we're doing today? And welcome to episode number 181. It's the same forward, backwards, and upside down. Armageddon. Armageddon. Represents Armageddon. the asteroid yeah. floating through space. Woo. Uh, tell you what else is floating through space right now. That's episode number 180, which we just released today. We're recording on a very special Tuesday recording session here on the BFE. We are. Uh, because uh, we're both busy on the We're both busy on the weekend. weekend so we yeah. thought, let's see what we can get in the can early. Georgia was booked all week. Uh, at the time, it was going to be, Georgia was going to do last week, and then you were going to do this week. And then Georgia messaged me about last week and went, oh, yeah, I can't do that one either. <laughs> and I was like, great. Well, first it was, I might not be able to do it. I was like, okay. And then I got a hold of her midweek and went, so... You might, so let me know when you can make it. She went, what are you talking about? <laughs> I said, you're possibly coming? She's like, no, I'm not. And I'm like, you said you might be able to make it. She went, oh, I was sort of saying it like, and I'm like, no, 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 no. Well, she's trying to be polite. I hate to be pedantic, <laughs> but when I'm trying to schedule a podcast, yeah, yeah, you yeah. need to tell me explicitly if you're coming or not. <laughs> Don't do this might and be like, well, no, no, no. Depends. I can't make it. I will make it. Or might in the case, like Megan, you said you might be able to make it, and that was not that was not a bad might because yours was up in the air. Well, mine was getting the train back from London. Yes, so like, that's, no, that's okay because late, your, your, so. your your might was conditional. Georgia used the word might with no intention of showing up, <laughs> and Dwayne Smith just switched off. Whereas, 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 Ethan will say, "I will be there," 
Mm-hmm. And he's not. Where is Ethan right now, anyway? <laughs> somewhere on the asteroid. I'll say this. Well, he could be digging a hole I'll somewhere. Say, he's digging a hole, all right. Hole. <laughs> <laughs> it's not because we forgot to ask him. <laughs> nah, he's got some. He's got some stuff coming up. A, a gas pocket, at least tethered off somewhere. I don't know. He's floating around. He's floating around somewhere in space. Yeah, like the hero. I don't know. Jeez. I'm going to say he's going to come in the third act. He's not going to be here for the third act. So. <laughs> um, let's talk about... So last week we did... I know with Ethan. Raiders of a Lost Ark. Feels weird to say last week because I just did it two days ago. You did, yeah. And God, I missed that one. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's rough, man. Yeah. And then uh, I'm hoping... I'm saying... I mean, you guys will know better than I will out there listening to the microphone. I'm hoping on Friday I dropped the, uh, the full... Uh, Larry Hankin episode oh, interview, yeah. but uh, don't know. Well, hopefully, I made some time to get to it. <laughs> it's a busy few weeks for me. Oh, it is. That's because yeah. you're, you're tying up loose ends with the old uh, school and everything. Aren't the old you, school right? and the one act festival is brutal. Oh, it's terrible. I have all this extra time, and I was like, once I'm done teaching, I kid you not, I teach like four lessons a week. Wow! And we have a 25 lesson schedule, right? Yeah. Because I taught that many exam classes. Yeah. So first off. For the most part, people are being pretty cool going, Ian deserves it. Yeah. Because there's a lot of pressure and responsibility and yada with all these year 11 and 13 classes. Mm-hmm. And I would say to anybody, if you see me just sitting back on my feet up drinking a coffee, you let me know. Because I bet you you won't. Because I'm still just mad busy from 9 o'clock to 5 o'clock. Yeah. I'm At least just. You don't have to do sports day. Actually, sports day is tomorrow for me. Oh, no. I have to film it. Mine's Friday. Oh. Well, I've said, I'm not filming the whole sports day. No. I'm going to go out there a couple times and for the high-profile events, and I've deputized some students to do some of it as well. Oh, that's cool. And they're going to find the footage and select the best footage because I'm not going through that. That's fun sports day, filming it. Yeah, I got like a timetable for next year. I got to finish still. <laughs> Who's teaching what next year? Wow. Because we have to know. Oh, because yeah, you had we're shutting We're shutting all the computers down early this year. Wow. Because so, we're moving from like... Every school had its own system, and now we're moving to like one trust-wide system. Really? Oh yeah. So like oh. we got to. There's not going to be any problems. We with had that, to promise exactly, <laughs> and we had to promise we're not going to turn the computers on over the summer. So everything has to be done before you leave. And I'm like, yeah, how's that happening? <laughs> so, uh, so as a result, everything's like even quicker. So like, I, I'd almost good thing I have all this time because I would not really get half the stuff done otherwise. So do you? Obviously, there's a caretaker that takes care of the school during the summer holidays sure um we don't own the building so this the, there's like a whole staff team from the corporation who does oh okay yeah. so if you decided that you want to get in early before the school i can go years, in you yeah can go in and i just can't turn, preparing i just stuff. can't turn any computers on oh okay so there is a very real fear what happens if we turn the computers on the results day and nothing happens oh. <laughs> so i've been told there is a plan there is a contingency plan <laughs> Okay. But doesn't involve a hidden gun. <laughs> that, that's that's a reference to the movie. If anybody's oh, listening, I'm not trying to make jokes about guns. No, in the school. No, no, that would that would that would be bad. That would be bad. I'll tell you who's not bad though. They're very very good. That's our Patreon backers, Yay. our friends of the podcast. I'm talking about Julene. All right. Hermes. Come on. James de Guzman. I Lena Oberholzer. All right. Anthony and Davies. Yeah. Chris Peterson. Hell yeah. Randall Silva. Woo. Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. The Yeepmeister. Woo. Reverend Bruce. Yeah. See? Yeah. <laughs> Nick the Great. All right. Andy Dixon. Come on. Holly Callen. I'm hearing you. Cheesy. With a fish on a bike. Richard. Woo. The cool cat himself. Ryan Kukets. Canadian Chris Dykstra. Oh, cat. 
Canada. And welcome, 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 welcome to Richard Ching, who joined us halfway through uh, last episode. Oh, fantastic. Fantastico. Oh, brilliant. Which I believe is Spanish for fantastic. <laughs> I'm very good at other languages. You see? There it is. Uh, and if you're like, what's this Patreon about? Well, if you want to know mm. how you can keep the lights on and the fans running here at the Studio of Awesomeness and help keep that sweet, sweet BFE content coming from the microphone into your ears two times a week, please consider joining the Patreon. You can get in the door, into the pool for as little as three British pounds a month. That's less than four U.S. dollars, about five bucks Canadian. Other currencies are available. <laughs> yeah. yeah right. We worked out yen, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. 541. Well, well, it might have changed. It might be five. It might be five, five forty-two by now, or it might be on sale for five forty. Check it out. Do you rank in Japan? Oh, we for uh, we we frequently do. For a while, we were a top five podcast in Japan. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. I think it was talking the Mickey driving the bus more on that one. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Because they, they were both scoring high, but I think people were using were finding best film ever through talking the Mickey. Yeah. So I think for the first time, for the first time since we shut it down, I think talking the Mickey is not charting anywhere right now. Really? It's been like two years yeah. since we released That's like, like a legitimate new episode. Yeah. Like the stuff that we released on BFE that I go, yeah, okay, I'll just upload it and release it to. <laughs> but like uh, legitimate stuff, yeah, it's been it's been two years. So. It's amazing that people still listen. Thank Great. you. It's got over 10,000 listens. Yeah. It's like 10, 12. I don't know. That's nuts. A lot. That's nuts. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll take it. Um, our next Media Madness, we're hoping to record it next week. It's Films of the MCU. So we're hoping to record it next week, which will be, oh, I don't know. What's what's today? Today, as we. Tuesday. Tuesday. So Sunday usually would be the second. So I think it's July 9th. I think July 9th is the date we're looking to record the next Media Madness. Films of the MCU. July 9th. Yep. Hopefully, if you guys have rehearsal, you can still just make it over for the, for the Media Madness. Is it a Sunday? It is. Ooh. Yep. Right. We'll see. I think I should be okay. There we are. <laughs> okay, to check your rehearsal schedule because you guys schedule. are in a show together. We are, yeah. We're doing Chi Chi Bang Bang. Yeah. Chi Bang Bang. I heard about a, a local show mm-hmm. that uh, canceled. <laughs> today <laughs> did you i did i did it's uh no it's we want people on stage we want people on stage yeah it's good i feel bad for people who practice and then uh, don't get to it uh, is it is tough because it. i have myself been in shows um that you've rehearsed for and hasn't i've never i'll say this i've never been part of one that had that happened to and i'm very thankful for that uh, you think chicago we thought she, really well, chicago was canceled and then yeah. revived but that yeah. was covid wasn't it that was covid totally yeah, that's, covid that's yeah. a valid excuse that's a valid excuse really? as opposed to the other things there's a million ways a show can die yep but hopefully if you've got um hopefully it all works out if you're all steering in the same direction it gets to the finish line right yeah so there we go yeah uh hopefully i think i think we're all steering for the, for the fish line so it'll be films of the mcu uh if you're, a, if you're a friend of the podcast it will be the ninth uh around the usual time we'll put out something in the twitter feed and if you want to hey if you want to participate you can get, if even if you sign up just on that day you can go ahead and uh get in the door right away and have an equal voice to everybody else yeah Help us, and they can join us on on. Oh, that's right. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. Our, 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 regardless of tier, we send out a link, and everybody from the Patreon can join in. They can vote. Andy Dixon's become a regular on those episodes. Yeah, oh, love great. Andy Dixon, oh, man. He's brilliant. He's great. Yeah, yeah. He kind of, kind of, kind of lurks, kind of just under the surface Steady, a little bit there, Steady. and then he, and then for that he shows up, and I'm like, <laughs> he's, he's, he's well funny. He is. He's great. Is this like um, the sitcom thing when we? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. that was fun. Julie, she's always great. Oh, I love Julie. Uh, Hermes when he's available, yeah. he shows up. He's great, and then there was. Oh, I think it was, was, there someone, was there someone else last time? 
I'm not sure. But uh, that's, it's always good fun. So come on, join the party. As, as Bruce Willis might say, welcome to the party, pal. <laughs> so we are. Different movie, I think. It is. Uh, there we are. So that also uh, has detonators. <laughs> no real shout outs because it's literally Tuesday. So yeah. not much has happened in two days. So we'll just do a double batch of shout outs next week. It'll be all right. Uh, and uh, so same. Uh, I do have some reflections and corrections. And corrections. I do. It's a small list. It's not huge, but I do have uh, the following. I've been taking notes, voice notes in my car. Every time I notice something, I go, "Oh, I need to do this." Oh, okay. So here we this. Uh, number one, Liam. You said a couple of weeks ago was someone missing from the Last Supper. Yes, the image. So I did some research because I remembered something. I went, "I think Liam's thinking of this." And I'm not sure I got it right. There is a theory that someone should be missing and there's a short person hiding behind Peter. Um, but I also thought, I've seen the Da Vinci Code. Have you seen the Da Vinci Code? Yeah. Yeah. So in the Da Vinci Code, the, the, one of the things is that w- someone's hidden in the picture. Yeah. That someone who we think is one person is really someone else. Wasn't it the V as well that was formed between... I can't remember. Something sure. About that. Something about that. Da Vinci Code is not as good as the Angels Holy and Demons. Grail. Just no. saying it. No. Angels and Demons is yeah. so. And Ewan McGregor. Love me some Ewan McGregor. You do. I love Ewan McGregor. He's, that movie's so much. He's so good in it. Yeah. The Da Vinci Code is the movie I came up with my theory about bad guys in movies. Was it? Yeah. That's okay. the only film I went to see at the cinema that I fell asleep in Da Vinci Code. Did you? Yeah. Only one that's ever. How long? When you say fall asleep, how long did you fall asleep for that to count? I, I, I can't remember the second half of it. I'm trying to think of something that I fell asleep for for that long. I did bullet train. Irony. Yeah. Yeah. I saw the last 15 minutes, I think. Oh, I was confused. I've struggled, but I haven't, I haven't, I haven't lost significant portions of a movie now. No, normally when we see those long, um, double back to back movies, like, um, infinity. What, the one time we did that. Uh, well, and, and, and no, we did the um, Star Wars ones as well, didn't we? Well, we did the Midnight, so Midnight, midnight Screens in general, okay. Um, yeah. well, that, Those are hard. That was it? tough. But, Liam, let's be honest. We go to the movies now, and you do it, and I do it too. And it doesn't matter if it's 7.30 at night. It doesn't matter if it's one thirty in the afternoon. We're about a 40% chance that one of us is going to fall asleep for a couple minutes. I'm not being funny, I don't know what happens. I hit 40, and all of a sudden it was like, oh, it's chair's comfy. chair's comfy, the lights go down, it's, it's warm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're in a nice, protected, warm space. You're, you're, just, you're just away from the problems of life. Yeah, oh. totally chill out. No one's bugging you. Just, just, just oh, it's well. great. It's so good. Especially if you get one of those loungy chairs where you're just like lying down anyway. Yeah, yeah. At the Majestic, they've gotten, they've gotten real nice. Yeah. They have. So there we go. Um <laughs> Let's do weight game, weight game. Let's all. Oh, no, I got more reflections and corrections. Hang on. Oh, okay, I'll, I'll, okay. I'll pause it. I'll make you wait <laughs> on that. Thanks. Uh, this one's on me. There's a mistake that you made. I think this is from the episode that launched today. I'm not sure. I th- Oh, maybe not. Maybe it was last week's. I was part of the never ending debate about sitcoms with uh, Carlo. Yep. Uh, talking about. Uh, regular people working regular jobs and i went hey the cosby show you know <laughs> yeah we have you have roseanne and you have al bundy but they were the exception dr huxtable was a surgeon yeah he wasn't a surgeon technically he was an what is, is it an obstetrician who delivers babies uh no uh delivers babies yeah, yeah. um not like not like for amazon but like goes into the <laughs> delivery room and like brings babies into the world possibly I'm i think not so sure, actually i think so and then something I really regret from the episode that dropped today is that Ethan and I didn't stop 
and talk about how great the theme song is from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh. It <gasps> might be the best of all time. And then it's going when, to when, Superman. When, when we did ones. our scores, yeah, yeah, yeah. that was my number one, oh, wow. Raiders. And when I graduated from um, Teacher's College, yep. as we left, they played that. Oh, that's Which cool. was like, yeah, yeah, take that. My that's ex- way better than like pomp and circumstance or something. It's like, no, it's Indiana Jones. My ex-wife, when she um, went to Jordan many, many years ago with her mother, <laughs> there's a bit where in, I don't know if it's Raiders or, it might be Raiders, I think, where they're, they're in Jordan and the, the whole bit that's cut out of the, the rock you know, a bit when they come round and a big... That's in Jordan anyway. Whichever... I guess they get a last crusade. Am I? Is oh, it the, do, do they like come around a corner and there's like this like building just yes. like... Yeah, 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 that, yeah that's yeah. last crusade. I just oh, think okay. of rocks and boulders. You know who's just been there James. recently? No. Is uh, Nick from the Nick of Russia. Oh, cool. From, well, the show that was the Nick of yeah, Russia. Yeah, they, yeah, were, yeah. they were rebranding. Uh, I, I, I think they're on extended hiatus. Oh, okay. It was gonna be. There were, there were, it was gonna be called "What the Binge That I Just Watch." I don't think it's a thing right now. Oh, okay. So there we go. Um, yeah, but when um, she went round the corner, she said they were playing Raiders theme tune. Oh, I would every just day. Before, I was, yeah. Just before they got there, okay. she went, I knew what I was going to see before that happened. Um, speaking of rebranding, I think our friends over at uh, How How Not to Summon a Podcast, yes, are sort of re. Not, I don't know if they're rebranding, but they're definitely refocusing. I think they've come to sort, a point, sort of, sort of a format change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're still. Um, I think they're doing um, one on D and D, and rather than going in the anime way, because they were doing. Um, they, they, what they said was, is they didn't want to get all the best anime. At the, you know, like the Disney podcast. Yeah, it has a certain length. If you burn, it? if you burn through all the good stuff, you're just doing all the rubbish afterwards. Yeah, yeah. well, that was the same. They didn't want to do, and they. It gave better conversations with stuff they didn't want to watch. Yeah. But is the the treasury of watching it's, it? It's hard, man. It really is. It's weird. Because the conversation yeah. is generally rewarding. I don't, very rarely do we turn the mics off and I go, kind of wish I hadn't done that. That's not three hours well spent. Sometimes, every now and then, I'm tired. Yeah, yeah, And I'm going, I, I, I'm like, oh, I don't want to hear about tomorrow. And then I listen to it when, when it's published. I'm like, well, actually, oh, it's all right, actually. Yeah. But sometimes, that, but more often than not, you see a movie and you're like, oh, I'm just of no carry. I wasn't interested in it. Yeah. Now, thankfully, it turned out well. Yeah. But sometimes you're like, I'm not interested in this. And you're like, yep, there's a reason for that. Yeah. And that's yeah. the same with them. Just got to make it through. There's certain anime movies and TV shows they'd have to watch all of. They enjoyed doing the reviews. They just, the treasury of, and the yeah. time it takes to watch these things. Uh, so now they're moving in a slightly more, more different direction. I'm, they reached 120 episodes, which is, which is amazing. Uh, 12,000 downloads, I think they had. What was really interesting is you were engaging with them on Facebook. And, <laughs> and I did take a bit of a shot saying you should. But the funny thing was, I could hear my words coming out of your mouth. <laughs> you? you were like, the key thing is about, it's about the personality. And that's the real secret people tune in. And I'm like, yeah, we've had this conversation like 50 times. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which it's is true, no, though. It's the truth. It's the truth. It's the absolute truth. It's not about your subject. No. Subjects get someone to download it the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who yeah. you are is what makes them download it the second time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's why they like their they're, they're like their personalities, you know. Yeah. And I do too when I listen to them. So they're good. No, they're good. Listen, if you're up for, uh, well, I guess for some if their old catalog. If you're into anime, go check them out. Uh, there's some some Liam episodes. It might be a good entry point to go ahead and look at one of the Detective Pikachu. You did, Detective didn't Pikachu. There you go. Oh, listen I to quite enjoyed. Go that go film. listen to that one. I yeah, thought it was yeah, cute. Yeah. 
There we. I think that was the marketing campaign. Oh. Yeah. No, no one looks like Pikachu and goes. Well. Oh, that's are there any of those? Not, yeah, they're not oh. big fan of Studio Ghibli. Are they not? <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I'm not a big fan of Studio Ghibli either. <laughs> well, Howl's Moving Castle remains my lowest ranked movie ever on the podcast. Yeah. Oh, they're cute as well. Well, they, well, the thing is, I think because there's such better anime out there, what they were saying was Studio Ghibli are one of those um, entry points for people who's not into anime, where you have the Disney crossover. The yeah, they are anime. quite Disney, aren't they? Yeah, Watch so... Grave of the Fireflies. That will make you cry. Mm. Even the, if I hear the music at the beginning now, I'm like, <laughs> no, seriously, give that a watch. That is a powerful one. You, right. you need to watch Silent Voice. Mm. There you go. There's, your, there's, there's, there's the, new, the, new, the new anime recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we wish the best of how not to summon a podcast. Absolutely, um, guys. Love you. Friends of us and... Uh, very much glad to see them doing well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's take a look at... Uh, oh, reflections and corrections. I'll say this. We fell behind the pace to hit 100K by, by, by my birthday. Oh. And then we've had a hell of a week. Really? We have. So we're back ahead of the pace slightly. And we're only talking about our weeks now. So it's, it's close. Yeah. It's close. We are... Yeah, we are well within the possibility. I said previously... Oh, it was the Georgia Ethan. I said we need to, we need to have like a, a really good month. No, not an un, not not a record setting month. It's a month that we've reached sort of a target or number we've hit several times. Yeah, yeah. But it's on our better months, and I was like, we're not really there. And then we've had a week that's made me go, oh, it's it's more than it's more than doable now. Now I think I'd be disappointed if we didn't hit it. Ooh. So I'm tempting all the fate, and I'm knocking it all away. <laughs> But no, so if you've been are listening, we, where, oh, so wh- where are you pitching this then? I'm, th- I'm still thinking it's, it's that birthday episode. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Oh, cool. So, yeah. So, it'd be great because we're doing it recorded on my birthday, which is actually also the day after George's birthday because yep. we share a birthday equinox. Yeah, you do. We do. So, um, that will be uh, well, equinox thing. probably isn't, isn't right. <laughs> I'll tell you what, the movie that's scheduled, I'm like, eh. <laughs> 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 but it fits. So, there we go. So, there is uh, that. I thought I'd share that there. Uh, weight I'm game, weight game. Let's all play the weight game. Because I was up half a pound last week. You Remember half that? pound. I, I was up half a pound. Yes, last yes, week. yes, yes. Or no, you weren't. You weren't here for those. You would know. In the grand scheme, he, of, that. in the grand scheme of things, though, well, half it, a it, pound. It, it legitimized the seven and a half. So I lost seven and a half, and the next week I went back and said you're up, you're up half, and I went okay. Yeah. But what that means is the seven pounds of the seven and a half stayed off. Yes. So I was like, that that's the answer. That's still good. And so I went ahead and went to uh, the baseball game on the weekend with and the Cubs. With the Cubs. Who destroyed the Cardinals? Did they? And then lost the next one. So oh, okay. that's baseball. Yeah. Um, but I was like, I'm gonna go like I'm going to a baseball game. So I got McDonald's on the way down because I'm like, I don't really have time to prepare anything nutritious, and I kind of had to eat sort of a little bit more mobile than I usually would. Yeah. And then I went to the ball game and had a, another big giant burger and fries and, a, and beer. You've got to treat yourself so as well sometimes. You, though. When you went, did they have the traditional American food? And uh, yeah, there? it was there. Some of it. Yeah, they definitely attempted. Oh, okay. It was definitely their attempt to go, look at all this Americana, yeah, yeah, yeah. which the 60% of the audience who were actually Americans, I think, <laughs> really? probably looked at it and went, oh, it's British food's all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's funny. I honestly heard a girl say, I'm an American. You can't do I'm like, no, we can, and we will. <laughs> this woman at this hard time, I shared it last week. I'm going to share it a little bit again. Uh, she was from Chicago. So God bless her, she's from Chicago. And she didn't like some of the things. Didn't like the wave, and I tried to explain people in England yeah he said i know people in england do so i won't do it but you just need to know oh, I love the like, see, yeah because it keeps going around around yeah, around yeah, yeah. 
And she went, that's a, you wouldn't catch this happening in Wrigley Field. I'm like, well, we're not in Wrigley Field. No. It's just a bit of fun. Technically, yeah. the, technically, the, Cardinals, technically the Cardinals are the, are the home team, so the other team. But she didn't like hearing that. Uh, but she was all right. When she said, I didn't like the wave, she was like, okay. And then they started singing Sweet Caroline, and she went, what is this, Boston? And I went, I was really tempted to go, not everything is about you. No. And I went, no. I said, in, in, in England, the English football team, uh, adopted this as their song a few years back so it's a very big thing and she was like well i don't like so we don't when in rome or not in rome yeah just join in join in and so i happen to have two pines because it was like four flights of stairs <laughs> i'm like i am not doing that more than i have to so i brought two pines back up with me did you yeah. make it back without spinning oh, i was oh i was excellent wow. Wait, oh my gosh. so i purposely had a little bit of a sip of one and a sip of the other so yeah. so so so, so, I, it out. so i so i had some grace some some wriggle because my, yeah. my buddy he spilled his almost instantly yeah and i'm <laughs> like no 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 i got this figured out yeah. and up and every stair so you know and, the, and and then sat moved my buddy when he moved down the aisle he, oh excuse me excuse me yeah and he's a little guy he he spilled some but <laughs> wow. i'm like i was like a pro oh, it was amazing he's a rookie and so then it was a hands touching hands i just extended both my pints out and i'm like here we are <laughs> and the guy beside me who was also an american who's also i think from chicago he's an old fella he went to me afterwards he went that's very well sung i said ah you weren't so bad yourself thanks a lot <laughs> nice. meanwhile the just girl behind me her that. boyfriend's going why don't you just enjoy the game and i'm like yes <laughs> <laughs> and then I heard some other random American girl on the way out going, this is part of my journey of wellness. I'm on a journey of wellness right now. So part of the, this trip is part of my journey of wellness. I'm like, it sounds like you're using the words journey of wellness to justify decisions you want to make. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go to England. Journey of wellness. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I should try this. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what my journey of wellness would be. I'm sure I, I could think of something. Probably wouldn't be a game though. <laughs> you. So anyway, so I went... So I actually went and weighed in today, yep. thinking, okay, I've had the burgers, I had the beers, I had a day, so I had a day out. Expecting... No, but I felt I felt like I lost up. Oh, okay. So yeah, I was down two and a half. So that was good. Wow, good. Yeah, so I'm really quite happy. So I'm just but shy you, of ten. You said um, you were going to give yourself more sins that that weekend, though, didn't you? Yeah. So you, you and it worked within it. Yeah, I was, you, I was really good all week long. And I have so, my good. have my cheat day. It didn't turn into a cheat weekend. No, no, no. It didn't no. turn into no, no. That was it. Well done. So my students keep bringing me chocolate to say thank you. Oh. So oh. one girl's baked me some brownies. So they're in the fridge, and I went when I when I weigh in down today, and I will. That's my reward. Oh, nice. Because I think every time I, every time I'm down, I do the reward. When I was up, I went to the grocery store. No reward. Yeah. Even though my whole thing was on. This thing sucks. Get a milkshake. I'm like, nope, <laughs> nope, nope, nope. <laughs> So there we go. You're very good at that. Though. Thank you. Power. Tell you who else is the power. That's our listeners <laughs> to give us a review. Apple or Spotify. I hear five is a nice number. Five is the magic number. All right. I just want to reread. I'm sorry if you heard this last week. We got a review and you guys didn't hear it. So I wanted oh. to go ahead and share it. Oh, thank you. By Shamiknit. Ooh. First of all, I really have a preference for long episode podcasts, multiple hosts where they dig in, where they dig deep into things I enjoy. In this case, movies I've already watched or I'm thinking of watching. I found this podcast while searching for some of my favorite movies by episode and couldn't stop adding more and more into my playlist. I love the chemistry of the hosts and I never feel shut out by the in jokes, nor do I ever feel talked down to. I enjoy the opinions and the breakdown of the movies. Thank you for providing such an enjoyable podcast. Again, I love the length. I feel like I can just get right into it. Sometimes a podcast will just get into it. And then half an hour later, see you next week when we talk about. So cozy up, grab a snack, 
and you won't regret it. Five stars. Oh. Megan, this is not your... Megan's like, <laughs> see? See, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with going a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that. Um, <laughs> that is lovely. That, yeah, thank you well, so much. It's you. nice to get. It's it's lovely. It's it's endearing. It boasts you up. I remember when we found like our first review, and I was like, "Oh my god, someone out there is listening to us." Yeah, yeah. It's not my mom. Because <laughs> <laughs> at first, I think I really pushed it with my circle of friends. Going, we made a podcast. You should listen. Now it's the opposite. Yeah, I don't really tell my friends too much. No, no. Because I like the fact that it's something outside of that. Yeah, 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 same. And yeah. and there's people like um, Russ who discovered us and didn't know he yeah. knew some of us. Didn't know that. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I get recognized occasionally when I'm out by people who don't then say hi. <laughs> so they just recognize your booming Russell voice. the Posty recognized me oh. at a performance of uh, We Will Rock You in okay. Peterborough. Okay. And he said, was that, were you at We Will Rock You? And I went, yeah. He said, I thought it was you. I said, why didn't you say hi? Yeah, come over. You do have a recognizable voice. I think I do. Yeah. Yeah. I can't go around everywhere going, and welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome, welcome. Hey, you should just try place. one day. Go in the middle of a really busy <laughs> I'm gonna street. I'm going to wear my own merch. And, That's what I'm going to do. Well, yeah, you could do that. Or just yeah. go in the middle of a really busy street and just say that and just see who pops <laughs> along. You never know. Never know. Uh, why are we doing this today? Uh, after discovering that an asteroid, oh, well, that's not mine. I got a button for this. Why are we doing this? It's the 25th anniversary this weekend of Armageddon. Wow. So the weekend that just finished, if you're listening to this, well, you would be listening to it before, or else you'd be around the table. Yeah. <laughs> huh? I can't believe it's that old. July 1st, 1998. Yeah. Do you know, I remember this being released. I can't, I, I I can't sure believe I do. I, every, every, every year when you have your birthday, I, can't, I say that about you. I said, I can't believe you're that old. <laughs> here we go here we go uh, no it does seem like it doesn't seem that long ago but obviously it was uh, long ago because it's been 25 years well how young does ben affleck look <sighs> yeah oh he's he's really annoying though but, yeah. so i was 18 just about to turn 19 when this came out yeah same <sighs> which means i'm 35 i was younger than that <laughs> sure, sure you were so sure you were <laughs> I watched it as a child. Um, You're the oldest one on the podcast, man. Of course I am. Yeah. <laughs> I'm withering away. Can you get your shawl off the road? That's <laughs> all I have. I've got a blanket. You do have a blanket. And, um, yeah. That's a girl thing I've discovered. It's I do love blankets. It's the best thing in the world to be snuggled up. Sure. It's really soft. <laughs> I like it. It makes me happy. Does it? Yeah. There you go. Noted. Okay. If it makes you happy, go for it. Exactly. If it makes you happy, it can't be that bad. No. Cheryl Crow. Yes, love Cheryl Crow. Uh, let's hit the pitch here. Felix uh, was kind enough to come around. He grumbled about coming around midweek. But, I was going to uh, say, yeah. Like, yeah, he's like, I just did one of these. He's normally so busy, busy. Yeah. yeah about but anyway, here it is. If I push this button here. After discovering that an asteroid the size of Texas will impact Earth in less than a month... NASA recruits a misfit team of deep core drillers to save the planet. Wow. That was a bit longer than he usually does, even midweek. Raiders was, was, was really quite long. Really? Yeah. Mm. I think he's heard what you've said. I think he's a little bit like, I'll show them. Oh, good lad. Uh, this was co-written and directed by Michael Bay, who, of course, has done Bad Boys. Bad Boys, Bad Boys. Uh, Transformers. And one of our most fun episodes I think we've ever done, The Rock. Oh, The I Rock was so much fun. Wasn't that great? Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Did, uh, you, did, did you like what I sent you with the um, Nicolas Cage thing? 
Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> that's that so Nicholas Cage movie that plays Nicholas Cage. Liam sent me a clip from uh, the immense weight of enormous talent or whatever it's yes. called. Yeah, yeah. And it's a bit where uh, Pedro Pascal's character is naming what his favorite movies are, and Nick Cage goes, "So, what, what's your other greatest movie of all time?" And he goes, "Paddington 2. <laughs> which I'm famous for. My that's when I became the voice of reason. That was the genesis of that. Isn't that when rated all, really high? When all of you yeah. nitwits gave Paddington like tens, and I'm like, it's wow, it's, it's a likable movie. It's not. It's, it's not lovely. Citizen Kane. Yeah. But it's because it scores like something like 98 on Rotten Tomatoes. That's not 98 out of 100. That's 98 percent of critics gave it a favorable review. If you average it out, it's like 7.8. But I weren't influenced by that. No, you weren't. <laughs> The other two were. I love that movie. And I was like, can I be the voice of reason? And then people resonated, and I went, damn straight. Acknowledge me. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but did. But then then they they smash cut to afterwards, and Nicolas Cage is crying, going, this is one of the best movies I've ever seen in my life. So one day, I will have to watch, and maybe that'll be me. Maybe that'll be me. Uh, Maybe I'll watch Paddington 2 and go, I was wrong about everything. Wait till there's a Paddington 3. I give it, I I do want movies with an open mind, even if I don't think I'm going to like them. Carrie. Carrie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. See, I I, I had no frame of reference. I knew about the prom scene. That was it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the iconic bit that people know of, isn't it? But yeah, there's some deep things going on there. Bad Boys, Transformers, and The Rock. So there we are. And Pearl Harbor. Oh, he's done about, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People don't really regard. That's why I didn't put it in there. I like Pearl Harbor. Screenplay written by Jonathan Hensley, who you might recognize the name from, but it's amazing. Uh, If Ethan was listening, he wrote the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. (laughs) He was bad mouthing that last week. He also (laughs) did the original Jumanji. Cool. The Saint. Love that one. Oh, oh, hang on. Which Saint? The The Val Kilmer one. Oh, 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 I like that one. That one's too bad. It's a good movie. And. No, it's the Jacqueline. And. Die Hard of the Vengeance. Oh. Love Die Hard of the Vengeance. Anybody, I, I defy anybody who's, I'd love to find someone who's never watched a Die Hard movie and say like, watch Die Hard with the Vengeance. That was my first one. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I, like, no, I seem to like starting on the third of things. There's something about that movie. It's great. Though, that is like rebranded and re, and, and I think. Megs, have you not seen Die Hard of the Vengeance? Have you seen any diehards? No. Wow. Every Christmas. It, that's the one that people watch at Christmas, isn't it? Oh, so we used, we used to yeah. watch a different yeah, yeah. diehard every Christmas. Every Christmas. Yeah. I mean to watch it because I assume it must be set at Christmas. Yeah, Christmas Eve. But like First action, year. action, Christmas, non-Christmas film. But I've never First two. to it. First two, yeah. Yep. Okay, and so Die Hard and the Vengeance flips it and puts it in the summer. This puts it in the summer and Christmas give them a buddy. And gives them in New York. Yeah. Yep. I used to watch the Muppets. Oh, it's a good film. Uh, we've also done that for a Christmas Eve yeah. episode. Uh, also co-written by J.J. Abrams. Really? A name I was not expecting to come up with here. No, I wasn't. Uh, of course, he's the writer-director of Mission Impossible 3, Star Trek, and Star Wars The Force Awakens. Also Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, but I'm not going to dwell <laughs> on that. Based on a story by Robert Roy Poole, who also did Outbreak. Oh, yes. Love yes, yes. Outbreak. Good movie. Um, kind of like this. It's about, it's about, well, we'll talk about it. Dustin Hoffman, yeah? Yep. Yeah. Cuba Gooden Jr. Rene Russo, I think. Uh, yep. Yeah, yeah. That sounds, yes, it is right. Yep. Yeah. I haven't uh, seen it for so long. And Jonathan, uh, sorry, and uh, cinematography by John Schwartzman, who did Heather's Benny and June, <gasps> The Rock, Seabiscuit, Meet the Fockers, Save Mr. Banks, Fifty Shades Darker, Fifty Shades Freed, what? <laughs> and Last Christmas. So we can agree that. Love it started Christmas. off really strong, and then he was got so low he had to look up. All right, uh, music by Trevor well Rabin. Done. Thank I you very much. The music, the music in this is strong. Oh, I like the music. Has that it drives it. Done. Ready for this? There's yeah. some good stuff here. I was I was really impressed because cool. I, I did enjoy it. Con Air. Oh, <laughs> another Steve Buscemi film. Steve Buscemi. Yeah. Enemy of the State. 
Oh. Which I still love, even though it's got some slaps a lot. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> slaps a lot. Yeah. I was listening to that. You know, I was listening to the um, the last episode of the Summit Boys. Yep. Um, they mentioned Chris Rock. And then straight after Will Smith, but they didn't mention the slap. And I went, I wonder if that's in people's consciousness now. Oh, it has to be. Where you think Chris Rock, you think Will Smith. Oh, they'll be linked forever. Forever. They will be. You know? Uh, Deep Blue Sea. Oh. I like Deep Blue Sea. LL Cool J? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Sharks. Yeah, yeah. Samuel Jackson? Oh, yes, of course. Yeah, one of, the most, one of the most unexpected deaths of all time. Yes. Are they in a submarine? Yes. And yeah, yeah. I remember when I first watched that. When that happened, I, 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 I think I sat up and went, the main character just died. I don't know what to do with this movie. <laughs> uh, remember the Titans? Oh, that's a good film. Yep. Um, Denzel? Yep. National Treasure? Oh, I love National Treasures. Yeah, great movie. And <laughs> Snakes on a Plane. Snakes on a Plane. Dreadful. Have you seen that? I have seen it's Snakes on a Plane. It's the kind of film you'd see that I wouldn't. Yeah, there we are. Yeah, dreadful film. So, uh, let's do Context Corner. It's pretty quick this week. Uh, but before we do that, first time I saw this. I saw this summer it came out. Did you? I saw it in the cinema. Summer it came out. Wow. Yeah. I didn't. It was huge. I was the right. I was the it right was, age. I was, was eighteen, huge. nineteen. Uh, it was it was huge. It was the it was the film of the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so therefore, yeah, I went and saw it. Uh, I'm guessing not the case for you. No, no. What happened is uh, I was working at McDonald's at the time, and um, my mate Carlos went to the cinema to see it, and he raved and raved about this movie. And then when it came out on VHS, he got it day of release. He came in. He went, Liam. I want you to watch this film. I went, all right, dude. He went, no, 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 no. There's rules. He said, no piss breaks, no snack breaks, no stopping it. <laughs> he has to watch it all the way through. He says two and a half hours. That's pretty said, much the rules I gave myself for the last, uh, for the usual suspects. We keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He gets immersed in it. It is a marvelous movie. There so, are yeah, certain so movies that make you sit on the edge of your seat and um, like speed yeah. is one of them. Where you're like, oh, what else can go wrong? But I'm so, I mean, I'm in. Many yeah, things we're in. Can go we're wrong. on board. Many we're things. on the bus. <laughs> we're on the bus. Yeah, um, yeah, and, and and you know, this I think is part of that that lineage, that generation. When 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 done right, it becomes that movie. You get you, you have to go through this experience. Yeah, yeah. Max was first time you saw this. Remember? I think I was a kid, and I I just think I must have watched it with my family. Oh. I I don't think it was at the cinema. Um, I have a feeling. Do you know when back mm-hmm. in the day? <laughs> I got a feeling that's tonight's going to be a good night. <laughs> um, oh yeah, I get you now. Um, <laughs> I'm a bit slow today. Um, you know, in the days, if you didn't get stuff on DVD or VHS or whatever, you had to wait for it to come on to like I don't know ITV or BBC on a Sunday afternoon, and then they'd have a you had to wait for, for, for the big TV the, broadcast the TV premiere. Premiere, yeah. that'd be a bit. It'd be a big thing because it'd yeah. be like, oh, it's premiered on whatever channel. Okay, yep. before you carry on, they used to say cinema. And then that used to give it six months, and that'd come out on VHS. Okay. And then they'd give a year before it came out on TV. So you'd have. I was probably a year or so later. Yeah, these are called release yeah, windows. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 which they don't do which now. They no. do, but they're just so, they're so short. short. Yeah. It's like six weeks now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's nuts. I'm pretty sure I must have watched it with some family on a Sunday afternoon on some channel. I don't think I had it on DVD. Okay. I don't think I saw it at the cinema. It sounds like an it. ITV program. Probably, yeah. <laughs> sure. Two and a half hours. Um, so, uh, according to... Oh, by the way, are we all just agreeing we're going to play along with this? I saw it as a kid. Are we, are we doing that? <laughs> yeah. Okay, fair enough. I was a kid once. According to Bruce Joel Rubin, writer when dinosaurs of... dinosaurs ruled the world. Because this was... <laughs> speaking of dinosaurs ruling the world... I know, a good do you remember that this wasn't the only film of this ilk that came out at the same time? 
Uh, was there one called Deep Impact? Yeah. So this is a little bit where like every film had like it's like it's sub one. It's like B tech version of the same film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it was Deep Impact in this. It was Dante's Peak and Volcano. <laughs> oh, Volcano. Yeah, I remember a that. Bugs Life and Ants. Ants. Yeah. <gasps> yes. Bugs yeah. Life. Bugs Life. Yeah. Yeah. So the question was, which one was this going to be? Yeah. And the guy who wrote Deep Impact pitched it to Disney, and Disney. He said that Disney took notes on everything he said, and then he says that they coming up with Armageddon as a counter film to go against him because they thought it was a great idea but they wanted it to be theirs. Oh, that's shoddy. If it's true, yeah. Hey, that's not a nice thing to do. Like, there's no way like two films about asteroids hitting the Earth just came out randomly at because the same time. Because didn't he... Yeah, asteroids don't just come out at once, do they? It's just, the it's just got, the you just got to make it... Impact? An asteroid that hits asteroid? the Earth or it's in danger okay. of hitting the Earth. It's, but yeah, it's the same concept. Yeah. So, yeah, I just don't, I don't, I think I remember seeing that once. Pierce Brosnan, I believe. No, it's Dante's Peak. I'm, Dante's Dante's Peak. Peak I'm yeah. using it with. I have no idea. I didn't I, see that one either. No. I saw Volcano. Not a good movie. No, it's not. No. Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> um, so, um, nine writers worked on this script, only five of whom are credited. Now, we named the big two. Mm-hmm. And who came up with the story? So, we named three of the five. But not, no, no. But a lot Josh of people. Sweden? No, <laughs> didn't do a ghostwriter on this one. Neither did Quentin Tarantino. Oh, okay. In May That's 1998, Walt Disney Studios chairman Joe Roth expanded the film's budget by three million to include additional special effects scenes by DreamQuest Images showing an asteroid impacting Paris. This was done oh, specifically to visually differentiate the film from Deep Impact because prestige and the illusionist. Yes, you want to make sure you see the right film. Yeah, yeah. True. And you said, no, I went and saw the one about asteroids no no did you just see the one where yeah so everyone's gonna remember the scene where paris, paris got, got hit wiped. and they're gonna go well i know it's that one because paris got wiped yeah i guess so or that was that they used it in like the advertising oh okay because okay. that was such a small little segment Although yeah we did but we did think poor france for like we a did. trailer all you have to do yeah sure that's that. true so uh let's that's all i've got so let's begin the deep dive when we be told that you know uh, millions of years ago you know, an asteroid hit the Earth and created the Ice Age. And I went, I know this voice. I still think it sounds like the Caribbean. You might have told the dinosaurs that they'll get it. They can claw it from my cold, <laughs> dead hands. Because that is Charlton Heston, who was a major character in, you weren't here for this, Liam, but when we did uh, Bowling for Hollywood. Oh, okay. Was he really? Oh, he's heavily featured in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I like Charlton Heston. He was the one who did... Um... <laughs> Tell you what, you won't when you watch Bowling for Columbine. Oh, okay. Although there is some some thoughts that they took advantage of a guy who seemed like he was suffering the early impact of Alzheimer's. Oh, okay. They didn't know. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. since then we find out that he had he probably had early stage Alzheimer's. Is he level. very pro guns then? And stuff? Oh, he's the president of the NRA. Really? Oh, yeah. I had no idea. And he goes in front of like proper crowds and says, "You can have my gun when you take it from my cold dead hands." Now, oh. now, now. Uh, Michael Moore plays around with the footage, so like there's a story of like some kids dying. Because a kid brought a gun to school and shot the other friend. Yeah. And like we're talking like a four-year-old. Like someone who just doesn't have any idea what mortality is. That's nuts. Right? And then you cut to him going, from my cold, dead hands. Well, like that's like a much different yeah, yeah, clip from yeah. like months earlier. Yeah, yeah, So it's yeah. like, okay, you're playing a little bit dirty here, Michael Moore. Yeah. yeah. Um, but if you want to know anything about that, go listen to our episode on Bowling for Columbine. It's actually done really good numbers. Has it? And we had, I'll tell you, we got no flack. Wow. I was stunned. I was wow. stunned because we tried to be really measured yep. and tried to go, look, we're not Americans. Nope. We acknowledge that. Yep. And if we treat the idea of guns as foreign, it's because literally to us it is. It is, yeah. 
So we're viewing it from that perspective. But I said More we. I said we yeah. as a group also need to realize we're not living in America. So let's keep that kind of mm-hmm. present as well. So we're coming out of we acknowledge from an outsider's perspective. We're just giving you our take on it from the outside looking in. Yeah. And actually, I got nothing but positive from people saying, you know, hey, I appreciate the stance you guys took. I appreciate you guys weren't deflammatory. Uh, you just kind of presented how it's viewed, kind of outside the borders of the u.s yep yep that's all we were going for uh let's talk so then he goes it happened before it will happen again and when this asteroid hits the earth like we're 10 seconds in and michael bay has blown up the world yeah like that is the most michael bay thing ever do you know what michael bay no matter what you think about the guy and his movies they are epic aren't they beautifully shot oh there were lots of explosions don't get me wrong. Epic. I don't like the Transformers movie. I was just say he's gotten very sequel happy with the whole Transformers. Yeah, yeah. Thing. I don't like the Transformers movie. I like the first one. The first one's great. Um, I think they're too busy. I think the the, the Transformers themselves look too mechanical. Um, but when he does things, that you get, you get the robots, right? Yeah, you know what? Better I mean. disguised as cars, both of which are machines. But being able to just. <laughs> When you look at that robot... It's not like he's disguising himself as a building. <laughs> in big. Um, but, but when you look at the ro- the robots in that, there's too many little moving mechanical it's bits. Too much, it's too much CGI. It's too busy. It's, it's too, too much CGI'd, CGI'd, and I just want to see a bit more. Right. Like in this movie, a bit more... Yeah. Um, we don't make movies like this anymore. No, we don't. No. We don't. I would still argue he got stuff. a bit busy at some points, but... Yeah, that's more, but different kind of busy. Yeah, 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 yeah. different kind of busy. There was a good level of tense versus, and it got a bit crazy. But yeah, sixty-five million years later, there's a mission going on in space, modern day, and there's an astronaut freaking out, and he's being talked down by uh, by a guy at NASA control. Uh, His character's last name is Truman. I never got his first name. No, I just refer to him as Truman. Yeah, Truman, which is kind of funny. A couple episodes after the Truman Show. Yeah, that's what I thought. Played by Billy Bob Thornton. And it's really hard to explain this. There was a five-year window where Billy Bob Thornton was a big deal. Yeah, he was in everything. And then, like, not. He's in another film with um, Bruce Willis called Bandits. I think it was called. Uh, I think they're bank robbers. Sure. But (laughs) yeah, I could be wrong. So if anybody's out there, please correct me. But in my head, I see Billy Bob Thornton and Bruce Willis in a film called Bandits. Billy Bob Thornton pitched his own backstory for Truman to Michael Bay and said that he was on track to join NASA as an astronaut, but suffered crippling nerve damage as a young man and was only able to serve as an administrator. Bay loved the idea and and then had the scene written that refers to this by showing the metal brace on Truman's leg. We'll see later in the movie. Yeah, because in the early part of the movie, he's not really limping or anything. He's got a brace. He doesn't have to. He just needs a reason why he's not up there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, Billy Bob Thornton's admitted to doing this film for the money, and he often jokes about acting in it. He has, however, said it's not that bad. It's not that bad. He offers the astronaut in space a buffalo nickel if he calms down. So he's charming, isn't he? Buffalo nickel? Is that some sort of collector's piece? Is that, uh... I have no idea what this is. Oh, okay. I, 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 I had no idea either. So I want to look it up. I'm Go assuming ahead, it was no some clue. sort of monetary value or something. I imagine it's a, it's a proper nickel. It might be a rare nickel. A I have no nickel, idea. Yeah. Uh, but then this uh, astronaut, you know, he's like, oh, he's going to make it. You're good, Truman. And nope, he's not because uh, in case he doesn't see you later, good afternoon, good evening, and good night because the guy gets torn to pieces by uh, debris. He does. Yeah, debris. And that's not nice. Boom and, number one. And the shuttle catches fire and How explodes. How does he scream in space? 
There's a few things. Uh, according to the Criterion Collection commentary, many of the errors found in the film were acknowledged by the director and known even during filming and production and were left in deliberately, such as fire in space. Oh, ah. yes, we were saying about that. Yeah. Michael Bay said, quote, it's a movie and not when people know about it, so they were kept in for entertainment value. I suppose it adds ah, to the drama okay. of the scene where you can see the flames. Yeah, I think I'd rather have a... I think I'd rather have an entertaining movie in this this kind yeah. of movie. I want an entertaining movie, not necessarily the most realistic movie. No, exactly. Neil deGrasse Tyson can go on and explain to me what's wrong with it later, because he's really interesting. But yeah, Michael Bay, knock yourself out. The Buffalo Nickel. Uh, numerous collectors look for these coins with a Native American on one side and a buffalo on the other, particularly uh, appreciating, appreciating rare pieces and errors. Most specimens come in at a price of ten dollars to three hundred and fifty, but most valuable buffalo nickels can be worth tens of th- and hundreds of thousands of dollars. Wow! So it's a collector's right. piece. Yeah. Um, we get a telescope, and this woman comes in and tells Carl, an amateur um, astronomer, Dotty. Is it Dotty? His wife's name is Dotty, yes. and Carl's well, pot pie has been on the stove for almost ten hours. I want a divorce. And he says, no, something's really important here. Get my phone book. And she says, am I wearing a sign that says Carl's slave? And he goes, get my phone book. Get my phone book. <laughs> and she does. <laughs> so but again, this goes back to my thing about um, people who conspiracy theories about not landing on the moon. Rubbish. The Americans land on the moon. Because there's so many people around the world like that guy He's got their own telescopes and everything else that can see things. I mean, to be they fair, all, this, is, this is one impressive telescope. It is an impressive. But there are, there are like, um, proper people out there who are big on this. Sure. And um, even, like, the Russians, everybody, the world was watching, you'd know. You saw, you saw them take off. Mm-hmm. And if you saw them orbiting the Earth, you'd see that they were just orbiting the Earth and not actually going to the moon. So too many people watching. I mean, where would they have gone if they didn't go to the Exactly. Oh, the rumor is, oh, is, what a is television rumor? studio in Hamilton, okay. Ontario, Canada, where they <laughs> shot the whole thing. Right, okay. But like, Wasn't the wind, uh, the flag blowing oh, also? Is yeah. that what they say? The, uh, there's a great episode of the YouTube series, Adam Ruins Everything, yeah. where he talks about what would have to happen to fake the moon landing, mm. and you're talking about thousands of people would have to be in on it. In on it, yeah. Like, even the way Shouldn't the light hits that. it is yeah. different on the moon than it is another place because of a, you're a different distance from, from the sun. Yep. And so the way it hits, it couldn't be, you couldn't do that in a studio. You couldn't replicate the light being that far away. So, yeah, but it's a great episode. It will totally debunk anybody I'll who's got that, that theory. Oh, good luck. Adam ruins everything. Cool. Um, so let me meet General Kismi, played by Keith David. It's his third appearance on the pod. Where have I seen him? He's got that annoying face that always plays these oh. generally. Right. It's the first time you've seen the face that old, anyway. Was he in Batman? No. Oh. He was the cat in Coraline. Oh, okay. I wouldn't have known that. He also is a part in the longest fight scene we've ever done on the pod. He was in They Live. Oh, he was! He was! <laughs> much younger man. I, I was thinking They Live, but yeah. I just couldn't picture his face. Yeah, he was having he was that. He was fighting younger. Roddy Piper yes, in that yes, scene that just went forever. Down in the back alley, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, the debris starts hitting New York City, and there's a great little bit with this guy's got this dog called Little I Richard. Like the little dog. And the dog's fighting with some like Godzilla <laughs> toys, and an asteroid hits it, and it totally wipes out the guy selling the. Uh, Selling the Godzilla toys. Dinosaur. I thought this 
guy was going to be a bigger part of the movie. What was the guy with the dog? Yeah. There was a few of them who kind of had little, yeah, because in something like it's Independence comedy, Day, they it? become like repeating characters. Yeah. You just check in on them throughout the movie to see how they're doing. Yeah. Um, but then we see the dog isn't dead. The dog's hanging from its leash uh, halfway down this uh, hole. You, you kind of killed the dog. No, and Michael Bay says, you don't kill dogs. No. no. So prop, props that to him for that. That makes me more sad than when they kill the humans. Yeah. No, absolutely it is, because we... You don't. Very rarely has a dog done me harm. They're all, people, they're usually people suck. In the process. How exactly. many people? People usually deserve it. Remember the cases. the Godzilla guy, seller hanging. You know, you can't no even one. see his head. No one. You, don't, you, you just don't remember him. You, you like, remember the dog. How's the dog? Yeah. How's the dog? Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Um, sorry for the guy who played him. <laughs> we we meet the cabbie, and I wrote his name down because he was. I believe he was a character on a a sitcom growing up called. Um, oh, he was a coach. He was a basketball coach hanging with Mister Cooper. I remember that, and he was Mr. Cooper, and so he was in this, and I was like, "Oh wow, he, he's in that. That's, that's that's pretty impressive. That's nuts." Um, and he goes, "Saddam Hussein's bombing us." In '98, <laughs> much different joke because we didn't know we were in for the no. Iraq War Two, Saddam Boogaloo. No, exactly, yeah, which would have nothing to do with uh, Saddam Hussein or no. It was yeah, giant distraction tactic. Yeah, that's my perspective anyway. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, you know what the second war, but you know what Saddam Hussein had nothing to do with 9-11, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, 9-11 happens. Yeah, can't yeah. find bin Laden. We're going to go get our Saddam Hussein because he was involved in the weapons of mass destruction. Yeah, he was. They didn't, yeah. and he yeah. wasn't. No, no. Was it at that point that it we just... saw the Twin Towers as well at the beginning? Uh, the Twin Towers are very visible in New yeah. York City here. Yep. Um, and so we then see some big New York City landmarks getting destroyed. Uh, and part of it is World Trade Center. We see a giant piece of debris come to the World Trade Center, almost in the exact same location, Ooh. and Grand Central Station. And, of course, this predates 9-11. Mm. And oh, then 9-11 yeah. happens, and then the first TV broadcast, if I remember my research correctly, I didn't write it down, was 2002. Yeah. And the decision was made, do we remove this, or do we keep it in? Oh. Because it's eerily, would. it's yeah. eerily, the, not the one at the top. The top yeah. gets blown off. Yeah, yeah. But the first one, the one that it comes down about a third of the way through. Yeah. The location's so close. The decision was made. Keep it in. Really? Yeah. I remember this at the time. Because well, a, a lot of things around this time were being because all the they, they were. all the shots of the twin towers in the skyline of friends they were being removed. They, they were, weren't they? And the question was, how do you honor those who died in 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 the crash what do you do mm. you can't hide, hide and at first happened, it was it was hide it to just remove it because to have it up kind of forces you to have to deal with it yeah. and so armageddon is one of the first things that chooses to leave it in and not only leave it in leave it in when was something's being hit into it mm. yeah yeah yeah, 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 like, yeah. So really interesting it was it was i took a group of kids to new york city once um on, on a school trip and if you're in new york i mean how do you not do <laughs> ground zero right yeah, you have yeah. to yeah. so this is 2014 mm-hmm and we're there, and we go to Ground Zero, and there was a real. It was a real journey for the kids to figure out how they felt about it, mm-hmm. because some kids are taking selfies mm-hmm. and smiling in pictures, and I'm like, they're in New York, they're experiencing culture. Would people who died in the tower just necessarily want them to be sad? I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Don't know if it's smiley selfie vibe. Right, right, right. Maybe a picture of And then some kids there, went but... the opposite direction where I was taking pictures for the for the school to say, here's our kids experiencing ground zero and sort of catch them in, not smiling, but catching them sort of looking looking at the thing. And then I asked the one kid, he sort of looked at me, but like, is, is it okay if I take a photo? And he went, I don't think it's appropriate. And uh, that kid, kid wasn't the greatest kid. But 
it's the idea going, you know, he's going the opposite direction. Like nothing is, this shouldn't be about me. This should be about my human experience. If I give him the benefit of doubt, this is my human experience being here. Yeah. And he's not wrong. Although I'm not wrong to go, look, this is something we did and look at how our kid. So it becomes this thing about, and on the global scale, we're going, what do we do? How do yeah. we feel? How do we react? Yeah. And these sort of things kind of take time. And we all sort of figure out after a while where we all as a society feel about an issue or an event. Mm-hmm. So for the longer, for, at the start, the knee jerk reaction was run away. Mm-hmm. Let's just put it aside and we'll figure it out later. And then we finally did. And now we're actually, I think, quite good about leaving stuff in because why erase it from history? I think time, it's a cliche, isn't it? Time is a healer. Yeah. You don't forget, but nope. you you learn to move on and you live with it, don't you? Certainly. Um, and then Carl, our amateur uh, astronomer, calls NASA and gets to talk to Truman with the location of the asteroid. He said, I've seen it. And he says, I've heard the person who finds it gets to name it. <laughs> and he goes, yeah, yeah. And he goes, what? He says, I want to name her Dottie after my wife. And then we have a cutaway to his wife looking Smiling all Smiling like, and beaming. It's not a very fitting name for uh, an asteroid meteor thing, though, is it really, Dottie? Well, he continues. <laughs> She's a vicious, life-sucking bitch from well, which there is no escape. Well, enough, and she then. just kind of gives him the middle finger <laughs> as he's doing it. Great moment. I actually couldn't want one of mine to cut, uh, sort of check in with Carl and... Uh, and, and uh, Dottie throughout. But, yeah. Did we see them again? No. No, I don't that. think we did, did we? No. We meet the president, played by Stanley Anderson. He also played the U.S. president in The Rock. Oh, wow. Also directed by Michael Bay. Yeah. He goes, how is this not how are you able to find this? How? We give you millions of dollars. He goes, your budget lets us look at 3% of the sky. And I'm sorry, sir, but it's a big-ass sky. Big-ass sky, yeah. And he says, well, what degree are we looking at here? He goes, total. It's a global killer nothing will survive no matter where it hits and then some guy runs and he goes we got 18 days and there's our race against time and this is you need that race this is against great time. this is great because you go okay here's my here's my here's my framework yeah 18 days what do we do and then apparently the answer is we're gonna go hang out on a on a oil rig with some guy hitting golf balls at greenpeace <laughs> oh, <it's funny. laughs> which is ironic if you think about it because what does greenpeace want to do I want to save the earth. Save the world. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Harry Stamper, played by Bruce Willis. Uh, I don't, don't have any numbers on it ahead of me, but I can think of he's We've done Die Hard. We've done Die Hard with a Vengeance. We've done anything else? Uh, yeah, I can't think of anything. I'm trying to think when we did the Bruce Willis um, uh, Real Roundtable yeah. of, what, of what popped up, but I can't remember that. So that's all I got it. Yeah, if I think yep. of any later, I'll tell. He came to the film kind of as a makeup and a make good he was doing a film for disney called broadway brawler which couldn't be salvaged and which he was a producer on as well as the actor so disney had already pumped a bunch of money into this so they worked out a deal with willis where okay you're going to star in this new film we got called armageddon and two more films down the line and if you do that we'll pay you we're going to pay you a reduced rate but if you do that then we're even oh okay so this is bruce willis making good so he's kind of stumbled into something pretty decent here. He has. Yeah, so he it's has. worked out well for him, yeah. Yeah. He, he was like, yeah, at the end we'll talk about, you know, this is arguably. I wonder what the other two movies were. I have the answer. Oh. At the end of the episode. Oh. Do, do, do the suspense. <laughs> um, this, so I said that. Bruce Willis said he did not care for Michael Bay's directing style and refused to work with him ever again. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Willis is notoriously difficult to work with. Apparently so, yeah. yeah. 
Oh, is he? I'd never heard that. Yeah, apparently he's I've never worked with him either, so, you know. He was given a second trailer that housed a full working gym at an estimated cost of $175,000. I thought you were supposed what? to be saving them money. Ready for this? Go on. It was reportedly never used. Oh. What? <laughs> he did that on purpose. I mean, probably. Maybe you make me do this. Fine. I want to try. Yeah. What's everything I can ask these guys to do? All right. Here we go. I hope someone used We it. meet Chick, played by Will Patton. He's a guy I recognize from something and couldn't place where it is. Yeah, I recognize him too. Let's have a look. He might be in The Rock. Who knows? Yeah. You have a look, okay? Yep. He tells Harry that AJ ran drill number two last night after Harry shut it down. So Harry goes running to see AJ and he finds AJ and he says, I just want to hear five words from you. Uh, Of course. Harry is always right. That's four words. What were the five words? Um, Yeah, Harry is. Harry, you are always right. Maybe it's not Harry, you are always right. right. Yeah, that works. That's five. I can count. Um, Harry notices that AJ, and AJ's like, yep, yep, you, you sure are. You sure are, boss. You're the boss. I should, I'm, I'm lucky to be working for you. And he goes, you've never agreed to do anything this quickly for me before. And then he takes his golf club, and he lifts up a blanket because he saw some uh, he saw some red underwear around somewhere. Lingerie. Lingerie. And he picks it up. And at this point, he's got to know who it is because there's only one woman on the rig. And it's grace so let's talk about our, our lovely couple here let's talk about aj played by ben affleck first thing that happened is michael bay replaced ben affleck's teeth did he he replaced his teeth at a cost of twenty thousand dollars he noticed early in productions that ben affleck's teeth seemed like baby teeth in the footage mm-hmm. he said that uh, brock Hubbard previously replaced the teeth of a very famous star in a plane movie top gun yeah Oh, that would be it, yeah. It was um, Tom Cruise. Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise's teeth do look kind of crap early on. Yeah, he's got one front tooth that's buck tooth. Buck tooth, and it's a little, and, and they're yeah, very yeah, short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So great point. if you go and work for him, you get some free dental work. Apparently. Well, there you go. Not bad. Uh, apparently, though, Buscemi said he wanted to change his teeth. And I think Michael Bay, probably going, oh, here, this guy's giving away free teeth. And <laughs> Michael Bay said, you have a million-dollar smile. Don't, don't, don't do it. Oh, if wow. you're Buscemi, that's your calling card. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. it kind of fits, doesn't it? If you know what I mean. Yeah, his teeth don't, but yeah, yeah it well, does. You, you know, <laughs> it's that kind of character sort of thing. Quickly going back to Will Patton. Yep, uh, he was in Gone in sixty seconds. Nicholas Cage. He was in a lot of the Halloween later movies. I haven't seen them. Uh, Sorry, Russell, in... I haven't turned over some big horror fan <laughs> the last two weeks. Remember the Titans? Oh, that's right. He's that's how I know him. He, he's the coach the who coach already existed when he comes in. With the young daughter. He's got, yeah, Hayden yeah, yeah, Panzeria yeah. or whatever her name yeah, is. Yeah, he's his yeah, daughter. That's, it. that's how I know him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good job. Good job, coach. <laughs> um, so there we are. And then let's meet Grace Stamper, played by two-time Resty Award winner, Liv Tyler. Liv Tyler. So, Megan, I don't know if you know this yet. The Resties mm-hmm. are the awards that we give at the end of the year for the worst we've seen in the pod that Like year. the raspberries. Yeah, they're like yeah. our version of the raspberries. Why are they called Resties? Because we have the besties. Oh, and the rest. And the Resties. Okay, yeah, yeah that makes sense. See? Okay, Why, oh. what, what has she won them in? Empire Records. Uh, Empire Records' <laughs> worst actress. Okay, yeah. I've not seen that, so I can't comment. Oh, she's terrible. Bad. What was the if first one in? she's bad as Keanu Reeves in... She's the one who's been on things. most... She's the most, yeah, so this adds to her total. She's the most featured female in Best Film Ever. Isn't she? Which was not a thing I was going for. No, she's in all the uh, Lord of the Rings. It wasn't that, though, no. she won, we're she supporting really actors for. She's kind of, no, she's kind she's of kind of quiet in those. I'm trying to think what the other one was. Empire Records. Let's have a look. It's amazing there's been so many movies. Oh, it wasn't that thing you do, because she's okay in that she's thing okay, you do. She's okay, yeah. What was it? Okay, you look it up. 
I will. Look at what she's been in. So, Liv Tyler turned down the role of Grace Stamper twice before finally accepting. Wow. Uh, the original script did not include the romantic subplot between AJ and Grace. Can you imagine what that movie would have been like? Yeah. Jeez. How would they have done the ending bit? That that wouldn't have made sense about the romantic subplot. No, you could do just the father and the son. You wouldn't have had to. I'm not saying they added it in post. I'm saying the, the original script didn't have it in yeah, it. I just, yeah, I think she's a bit whiny. If you think about he's how annoying, little importance AJ is once you get up on the rock. I know. he's. Yeah, he's, 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 let's he just get him out of the way. He gets in trouble. And then he's, yeah, so I can understand you could get rid of him, but... For the emotional impact at the end, it, it does work. Because there's there. the theory that it you, pays off. that Harrison Ford, sorry, that uh, Indiana Jones isn't necessary for Raiders of a Lost Ark because everything would have still happened the same way, even if he wasn't there. Mm. Um, you could almost do it with AJ. <laughs> yeah, what did AJ do? Um, so um, they said it didn't have a... So the reason why they added this is because Titanic was such a big deal with teenage girls. Oh, wow. So they wrote, uh, most of the romantic scenes were written by a guy called Scott Rosenberg and filmed late in production. Uh, Liv Tyler shot this film concurrently with a film called Plunkett and McLean. I was going to say that, Plunkett and McLean. Do you know this? I've never heard oh, of this. Oh, it's a great little movie. Starring Liv Tyler. Liv Tyler. Right. Um, Do we have the movie she was in yet? Well, no, I can't find it. Oh, my word. But Plunkett and McLean's got Johnny, Johnny Lee Miller in it, Robert Carlyle, and... Uh, they go round and they're like highwaymen. Yep. And uh, there's this one scene where he walks in and he goes, all right, geezer, wicked. <laughs> so that's like modern day. For the record, Liebs put down his phone and give it up looking because he knows I'm looking now. Yeah. <laughs> Flippity <laughs> dippity. you talk about well, all your favorite Liv Tyler films keep now. Keep going, keep going. Well, Plunkett and McLean, I actually quite like. It's, <laughs> I've not um, seen that one. As I say, they're highwaymen and uh, set in that time, but with modern language. So that's a bit more funnier. And Robert Carlyle, I don't think is such a big actor nowadays, but back in the 90s, he was huge. What has she done recently? It might have been Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings? It must have been Lord of the Rings. That's I mean, the only one I could see. I don't think she does enough in that to count as being the, the worst acting. Is it that thing? It could be that thing you do. I can't remember it being that bad, though, in that. I imagine I didn't vote for her, and, like, Ethan and someone else did, and that was enough to win the day. Oh, okay, maybe that. Yeah, I don't know. Those early ones were weird. They were weird. Like, you know, Ellie said worst, like, set design with star wars and we're like what, what? are you talking about <laughs> yeah <laughs> worst costumes and worst set design i'm like just because you know the, the most iconic opinion the most iconic things ever yeah jeez yeah. uh, <laughs> um we miss you ellie if you're listening <laughs> indeed just stop hating on star wars <laughs> she might have Don't a new appreciation now she might miss a huge star wars fan now absolutely yeah, yeah you watch um where are we at here uh oh Liv so tyler. she so Liv tyler was bouncing back and forth between the czech republic and la to do this and she's so the the blanket comes up we see Liv tyler she goes hi harry and he goes i've repeatedly asked you to call me dad which was a, that's a bit weird though you're in bed and i thought it was been, a, i thought it was a fun a fun reveal fun. yeah i wouldn't want to call him dad though if he just found me in bed with some bloke what would you call him? I don't know. I wouldn't want to say, hi, Dad. What would you say? She's the only I'd woman on the like, rig. Hi. I don't know. Maybe. That's like, it's like, like she says I mean, the on. sexuality in this film is quite timid and tame. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, like they're, they're supposed to have just ha- had sex or spent the night together. I think she's still wearing elements of stuff or I don't know. Oh, no, because her bra's off well, somewhere, her isn't bra's it? bra's on the side. All right, so, so there we go. She removed her bra. Because we, we see her feet and the red painted toenails yeah. to suggest what a sexuality. Scarlet. Yeah. Um, and also the the other guys on the rig have been helping her 
Because she's they the only... like dad. They all call themselves daddies, don't they? Like, like yeah. Her dads. Yeah. On the, on the rig. Because he goes, I repeatedly asked you to call me dad. She goes, sorry, Harry, which is great. Back at NASA, Billy Bob Thornton's trying to raise the rival troops going, for 30 years, they've questioned why we need NASA. Today, we give them a reason. Back on the oil rig, just a note, uh, these are, this is an actual oil rig off the coast of Galveston. Oh. Uh, Michael Bay mentions it's very rare to be able to shoot on a $400 million oil rig. So think about it, like the Emirates. Yeah. Probably the same amount of money it costs to build something like that as it does this oil rig. Wow. Yeah. And it's not as pre. <laughs> no. He notes that since Armageddon was about oil drillers saving the world, they convinced them to allow them to shoot there. Oh, oh they okay. are the heroes, aren't they? Yeah, that yeah they're sense. the heroes. We're going to make you guys the guys who save the world. I bet they're like, yeah. Uh, I've got a little musical code easily early. It's called Harry's Got a Gun. <laughs> I, figure, I, figure, I figure Aerosmith can sing it for me. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's good. That's the whole, you know, dad with the shot. My dad's got a shotgun. Yeah, it's like, he's shooting at AJ. And he goes, man to man. I love her. <laughs> That's and Harry right goes, answer. way wrong answer. <laughs> Keep shooting at him. And then he gets hit by a ricochet in the leg. Why would you shoot up your own oil rig? $400 million. I'll steal on it. Yeah, that's crap. Uh, <laughs> in the process of this, we met Bear, played by Michael Clark Duncan. Oh, I love Bear. Despite playing one of the principal characters, his name does not appear in the opening credits. <gasps> but he's John Do you think about how much longer he lasts, more than every, some um, other characters? Yeah, he's there. The he end. lasts longer than, yeah, of quite a few. Yeah. Um, the reason why his name wasn't mentioned is because, uh, oh, does it say this here? This is kind of like his first big part in a movie. Uh, Before the Green Mile. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that, Green Mile, I want to say, is, oh, it's also 98, I want to say. Oh. 98, 99. Yeah, I want to say that, too. Yeah, but this was first. Okay, that makes sense. Um, so he was almost replaced by a different actor after a couple of days of shooting. Bing Rames. I didn't mention. Duncan had been very happy when he was selected to play Bear after a successful audition, but soon started to feel insecure, and his performance was suffering as a result. In a final effort, Michael Bay and Bruce Willis took, sorry, took him aside and told him that they really needed to see the vibrant and enthusiastic personality he'd shown in his audition. Otherwise, they'd have to look for a replacement. So, can you act happy or we're firing you? That's kind of a weird mixed message. Ooh, yeah. Is that when he does a little strip dance on the table, maybe? Well, says Duncan's performance improved remarkably after that. <laughs> no surprising. Jeez. You just need me to be happy and just bounce off. Yeah, okay. I'm on it. Yeah. Fine. Oh, he's got such a lovely deep voice, hasn't he? Oh, his voice is great. Resonates, he the singing. He's like, yeah. mm-hmm. We meet Rockhound, played by Steve Buscemi. I love Quagmire. Steve Buscemi. He was in everything. <laughs> Quagmire. That's why I call him. He looks like Quagmire. Steve Buscemi, who was in... Have we done any Steve Buscemi yet? Yeah, well, wedding we singer. Oh, wedding singer, that's right. Um, he claimed the role of Rockham was pitched to him as a heroic geologist, which he eagerly accepted, wanted to change from the lowlifes because he, he felt he'd been typecast. He noted that after he was cast in the role, Rockham's sleazy characteristics were written in the script. When asked why he did the film, he replied, I wanted a bigger house. <laughs> well, do you know hey, what? Fair dues. You know, I would. <laughs> yeah, I would totally take that. Everybody got their the money film. in this film. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, they did. They got gyms and everything. Yeah. It was Steve Buscemi's idea to make his character a genius who knew there was no way the mission would be a success. And Buscemi, as we saw, I think, plays the part as a person who knows he's on a suicide mission, who knows the human race is going to go extinct, and who, quote, wasn't going to get his panties in a bunch about it. <laughs> Much of his dialogue, though, apparently was deemed too funny and cut because oh. Michael Bay encouraged uh, improvisation. Yeah. Because one of his first movies was Bad Boys, starring Martin Lawrence who, uh, and, and uh, Sir Slaps-a-Lot. Yeah. <laughs> And they, they're, they're Slap, comedians. 
Happy Von Slapperson. <laughs> <laughs> we, are, we are only going to refer to him as that. From yeah, his real name is, unless we're actually doing a movie like that, who knows? Uh, no, uh, he's still referred to that. But because of all the improv, you went, I want to encourage that. But the Chevy apparently was funny, but you couldn't use it. Too, a, blue. It would, too blue, or maybe just that it would change the tone of the film. Oh, okay. You can't have that much comedy. Because there's a few this nods film, of comedy. There's a few, a few, nods, there's a few but, beats when you need yeah. beats. But there's also parts where they're doing something. Something that we and we'll talk about when we, when we get there. But we had to stop the film a couple of times as we watched it. Yeah. To have conversations. We did. We did. <laughs> so we will get to that. We will. Um so uh, back at NASA, they're also talking about solutions. And is this really NASA? Most of it, yeah. Good, because um, I was gonna say, because there's a bit in there where they show you the Yep. The the wreckage of the the first moon yep. uh, Apollo. That's actually a real thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah a real yeah, monument. Yeah. yeah. Because of the patriotic nature of the script, <laughs> we should have played Count the American Flags. Oh, my God. Oh, we could have done, yeah. Yeah, if I wasn't working tomorrow, it would be like drinking game. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have to do <laughs> things of that nature once once school days are no oh, longer. Awesome holidays, day. yes. Yes, we do that. All the drinking games. I'll tell you, hey, uh, July 23rd. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the success of using. Uh, so go back to Tom uh, Top Gun. Remember Top Gun? Never seen it. Yeah. Do you remember what got George <laughs> so upset about Top Gun? I uh, sounded a bit Irish there. Do you remember what yeah. George so upset about Top Gun? Uh, I don't actually. It was that the military set up a recruitment stands just outside of the movie. Oh, that's right. And yes. you'd come out being all like America, woo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then go, do you want to join the military? And you go, all right, yeah. <laughs> Can you stop that? That's really creepy. <laughs> it's not too shabby, I so, think. Uh, it's borderline. It's okay. It's, I, I'm not saying it. I said not too shabby. I said it was good. <laughs> so did they do the same thing here? So yeah, basically, yeah. The producers persuaded NASA to... Although I don't think NASA's like, we need people to sign up. No. But it was anybody just improving your image, right? I mean, right? everyone would yeah. sign up for NASA, wouldn't they? Yeah. Just because it's so cool. <laughs> uh, they persuaded to allow director... Uh, persuaded NASA to let Michael Bay and the company to shoot in the normally restricted space agency. This included the neutral buoyancy lab, uh, the 65 million gallon, 40 foot deep pool used to train astronauts for weightlessness. I was going to say, that was cool. And the use of two $10 million spaces. Wow! wow. <laughs> they didn't anything. Yeah, Jesus. The crew was also allowed to shoot in the historic launch pad that went out of service after the Apollo One disaster, and parts of the movie were filmed at Edwards Air Force Base in California. Oh, cool. So there we go. Back on the rig, Grace quits. Grace is like the office version of uh she she runs the office side of things for harry it looks like she, and she's very multilingual with her she speaks japanese but not that much yeah yeah and i and i bet she she speaks whatever language she needs to speak to whoever probably companies that she needs to do in a movie at this time you always had someone break out japanese that was the language that it is yeah, 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 yeah she asks rock she says you know you didn't raise me i could raise myself you know when i had my first period i had to go in taipei and get tampons and then rock out had to show me how to use it <laughs> <laughs> bet he loved that Ooh, <laughs> yep. that's creepy yeah, it's just a bit creepy and he just kind of puts his eyes up and it's played for a joke it, it is, is played for a joke it is and it's but it still feels creepy it's meant, but it's a bit like, creepy still you think about the ages we talked about. I, mean, I don't want to talk about, about periods. Not that that's wrong with the period, but the idea about we talked about periods a lot in Carrie. We did, and the ages by which people get their periods and yada yada yada. Oh, it's all different. It is all yeah. different, mm-hmm. um, which we found out. <laughs> Quick question: While you're here, while yeah. you're here, while you're here, what the question we had, and 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 the problem was Georgia was here, mm. and everybody else was men, right? And so it was really hard to go. 
Yes, but I think you might be wrong because she's the woman and we don't want to be mansplaining. What was the, what was the, the Here's problem. the question. Okay. Carrie freaks out mm-hmm. because she's never had a period, but also she doesn't know what one is. Mm-hmm. Is it feasible that she would never have encountered two people talking about it? She's in a, she's in a girl's PE class, so at no point did anybody say, oh, no, I've started my period. Like at no point was there anything by which she would glean. At the age of is 18. this 17 at, 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 at 17 the push. Yeah, push. Is that really believable? Because Georgia pushed pretty hard that it was. I think with her character, she's quite sort of in her own sort of world. She's very separate from the other girls. Um, she's bullied quite a lot by yep. them. Um, I don't think she would... I mean, she might overhear something. But, but, I mean, but, girls are probably... Because keep in mind, girls are probably starting their period. I, I'm going to go late here. Let's say it's starting to be somewhat more common at 12, and I think I'm late on that guess. Um, that's I mean, fi- it can that's start five, as early as 10. It can, it can. So I'm saying 12. I think around, yeah, 12, 13, So I'm saying 14, 12. I would guess. More than like the one random girl has started to have their period. Thing is, so though. So the thought being, that's five years of going to school every day with every conver- every small conversation. Class. And she wasn't homeschooled till this year. So if you did that, I'm okay with it. Thing is, though. I don't think, and I suppose some of the popular like Malfi girls might have just shouted it out in the. In There's the a gym pad room. machine There's literally pad right machine by her, house. right by them. If she didn't, never had to use that, she might not know. And also, I Hold don't it. think I would Hold be. It. I've got it. Oh no, hang on, no, I don't have it. I don't Go think on. I would be shouting out where everyone can hear about my period. I think it's, it's something that you're quite discreet about. No, but you wouldn't hear two girls go, no. "Oh, I don't have, I'm having my period. Do you have a pad? Do you have a pad? Or I have a tampon? Yeah, I got a tampon. I don't think Such I've a- ever needed a, a box on the wall. I've always had my own stuff. So I think most but things girls, have probably changed from. No, no, I'm just I, trying I'm to trying counteract just... you here. I think most girls yeah. would come prepared with their own stuff. I don't think I'd want to be talking about periods out in a a, a public space like a locker room. That's just me. Um, so I think so it you, is feasible. That I'm just saying. She so you never know. heard anybody talking about it. If you had to guess, I'm not asking for your. We're not. We can't. I don't think I've ever stood in a in a bathroom with a group of girls talking about periods. No, not whether you talked about it. No, I know. You've but, overheard people's talking um, about. I don't it. think I have actually. Okay, fair enough. Again, it's, it's something. I think most it's kind of a private thing. I'm going to keep so inviting you, women on the pod until someone gives me the answer I, I want. So, so you're telling me when you had your first period, yeah. you didn't Jeez. know what it was. No, I... No, no, I, no, no, that's I not knew, what's being said. I knew what it was. No, yes, the question exactly. was, would she have... Now, hang on, though. Carrie because Carrie known. wasn't told by her mom and Carrie was withheld from, from health class. So those two, those two channels, they don't have yeah. access to. She was not. They, they did cover that with a phone call. So my thing was always, but you've been in a change room. So that was my one, one, one question. I've never heard other girls talking about periods. Okay. I, th- I think it's something that it's, you don't really want to talk about it. I relate. Maybe to my close friends, but I don't quietly. <laughs> but I wouldn't be like, oh, I'm on my period. No, but Ow. I don't think it's going to be like that. I'm saying even when you're having like a conversation here, like, you know, we're not shouting. You're just talking about I don't think Carrie would be listening in much to them because I think she would be more focused on getting out and getting dressed and getting out of their zone personally. See, I think she would be listening to everything. Yeah. But that's just mm. my but, – but that wasn't the question I asked. The question I asked was do you find it possible? And your I answer mean, is very much yes. It's possible that she might have heard some things, but maybe she didn't fully – if, you, if you're not sat down and told, like, you're going to, you know, there's going to be bleeding and all of that, she yeah. might not have actually understood what would happen, I guess. That's all. Thank you very much. But, 
That's just my opinion. Join us again in two weeks when we revisit this topic <laughs> once more now. More periods. More, more, more periods. Sorry for being so direct. But it was just, I just find it hard to believe at that age you would have no recollection I'm norm- of anything. I'm normalising period talk. I think that's, it's, yeah. Yeah, I think it's <laughs> I sure that. just for her character. I think that does work. But, uh, yeah. That's all. No. Anyway, Liv Tyler. She, she's allowed to have her opinion, Liam. <laughs> yeah, you are. And do you know what? And she's been in, Megan has been in female change rooms where I, where I have not. I will. I'm not at that age. I will, I will never talk about it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's nothing wrong with talking about it because no. actually it's a thing that happens. We've just got to deal with it. Yeah. But I don't think oh, I've never had a problem out. with it. But I'm just saying. Well, no, but you can't because it just happens. You've got to yeah, yeah, yeah. accept it. Indeed, mm. you can't be like I, I reject you. I protest. <laughs> or maybe we'll get telekinetic powers. Maybe if we do well, there, you, it. there you go. There you go. Um, so Grace quits. We say, okay, this is all about the fact that rock out children how to use a tampon. Yeah. And she asks, "Why are you surprised that I fell in love with a roughneck?" And roughneck seem to be the term we're going to use for oil driller, which does sound way cooler. It does, yeah. but, you know. Some expert shows up at NASA, um, and he talks about, because everyone's like, you're the president's advisors. He's like, your president's advisor got a C plus or a C minus in astrophysics. And he explains it, but I think it's really, really clever. So you take, I've got a pound coin. It's not a firecracker. But you take a firecracker, and you place it in your hand, and you palm, palm open. What happens? You burn your hand. You close your hand around it, and somehow let's pretend the wick still will, will, will burn. Yeah. And if it goes off, your wife's opening your ketchup bottles for the rest of your life. And I went, that's a really elegant metaphor really quickly to explain what the premise here is. Yeah. If we can get the firecracker and the, the, the nuclear in the, in the center rather than the surface, good th- you know, that, that's our answer. The same thing actually happened in real life to Harold Lloyd. What, the firecracker in the hand? Yeah, he closed his hand and he blew his hand. Jeez. Yeah. Ouch. And when you see him I doing the, Harold Lloyd. when you see Harold Lloyd doing his stunts and stuff, yeah. he's just doing it with basically with one hand. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Fire safety, everyone. He's the guy who hangs off the clock, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Incredible. Just, just, just thinking. Yeah, yeah. Um, go check out some Harold Lloyd stuff. It's fantastic. It is brilliant. Um, so the d- deal is we're going to drill, and so this is when Ben Affleck gets a hold of Michael Bay and says, "Hang on." Wouldn't it be easier for NASA to train audiences how to drill rather than training drillers to be audience That's astronauts? What I thought. Bay's direct words to Ben Affleck were, "Shut up." Because <laughs> surely, like astronauts spend how many years training, and they're you know they're highly intelligent people, I assume, and they surely. Dr- I don't know how what the art of drilling is, but surely you've just got to get a machine to make a hole and it goes down. Mm-hmm. And we get told that AJ's been working for Harry for four years. Now, how AJ's jumped everybody else in the crew to become, like, his number two, I don't know. I think that trying to get across, it's a feeling. Because when... It's an art. Yeah, it's a, you feel at one It's with not the, as simple as just, like, drilling the hole. About doing protocol. No, there is that. And because also- they, they, they barter on with AJ going on about, I can feel, I know, I can, we, yeah. can, we can push through, I know this. Because he's talking about the machinery, he knows how the machinery works, he knows it's up to scratch. It's, we can relate more to the to the the drillers saving the day than we can to the astronauts saving the day, can't we? Though as well, so there well, is yeah, that. Otherwise. They're like us, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we yeah. sort of we use use them as a surrogate. It's like if yeah. we, because they're not they're not astronauts, so we get that sort of surrogate sort of thing. Like I'm not an astronaut. Oh, I wish for someone I could go do this. And not only that, if you, they needed someone to analyze a poem on an asteroid, <laughs> you'd be up there. I am their person. Sacrifice your life. But the good thing also, the, the good thing about all, can this, you imagine the speech I'd make at the end? <laughs> I'd be astronaut. I could do that. Hey. 
<laughs> Boom goes the dynamite. He's a rocket man. But what I love about this scenario is the fact that you get all shapes and sizes of people, intellectual, non you know, all these other different people that, like, you see... Um, What's Steve Buscemi's character? Rockhound. Yeah, you see that he's 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 like a, a, a complete um uh what's the word genius? Yeah, you know. And then you get some people who are like Bear, who's like strong, yep. and where with astronauts they'd all roughly be the same size, the same thought patterns, and everything else, wouldn't they? What this does is that's something that American films don't do too often because America's not that big on it. Class. Oh yeah, yeah. Because this feels like if this was Britain. It'd be the equivalent of all the posh kids making fun of the working class kids for showing up yep. and thinking that they can do this. Yeah, yeah, true. And by making them NASA, it creates a level of superiority or apparent superiority for this group to look their nose down on the drillers. Because well, you, they, they do when you they just, first yeah. rock up, don't yeah. they? They're like, what is this? Because you just work with your hands. Really? You're just, yeah, you can't be, well, we are astronauts. Yeah. 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 So they know. <laughs> astronauts. So uh, NASA goes ahead and is charged to pick up the drillers. So they go to the oil rig, and this guy who's a highfalutin military guy goes and gets Harry, and Harry goes, did Crazy Willie put you up to this? And the guy's just deadpans, I'm afraid I don't know, Crazy Willie, sir. <laughs> and so Rockout comes over and goes, Harry, I swear I didn't know her age. And I'm like, that's two. That's too that's far. That's two. That's too far. Yeah. He didn't need oh, to do that. Yeah. Different time. It was. Uh, Harry comes, but only if Grace comes too. And this is him just like leveraging his position with the American government to stop his daughter from having sex with AJ. Yeah, well, he's gone. Jeez Louise. I'm surprised she went with him because she'd just been like, oh, you don't rule my life. And she's like, yeah, I'll come this with is, you. This is the American government. Mm. You've got to follow orders. American government just asked you to stop having sex with AJ. Anybody want to say no? Harry meets NASA. So Harry and Grace, like they're at NASA. We cut. They're in jumpsuits. Yeah. Like Billy Bob Thornton still wearing a suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like unless I, I guess the theory is we went straight here. Maybe they didn't have time to shower. Because he's still uh, covered yes. in oil, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But well, she looked maybe. okay. Yeah. But still, it's the idea of, I want to go to NASA if I get a jumpsuit and a cool white t-shirt just for rocking up. I want, shall we try this? Yeah. Somehow. Let's, let's do it. Let's, NASA. Try it. let's do it. Let's go. Yeah. I got a fun idea for uh, the end of your Patreon gift. So we, <laughs> we'll have to go to NASA. To, we'll lose all the... <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be the least cost-efficient gift ever. <laughs> oh, brilliant. But, uh, so they find out what's happening. They explain it. And as they're explaining what's going to happen, Grace reaches over and grabs Harry's hand really early in the movie. And I kind of like they kind of, it's not just that you know, they don't make you wait till act three for any no, sort of reconciliation. No, no, that's nice. I like that it bounces back and forth. It feels real. It does feel real. Which is probably yeah, the only time I'll well. say this in a Michael Bay movie. Yep. Yeah, I agree. The romantic subplot might might have been a last minute thing, but this is this is good. Mm-hmm. Um, Truman says no one knows what's going on, and they're going to keep it that way because for the next nine days, they control all the telescopes that can see it. Control. Eight of the nine, didn't he say? Wasn't the nine for that Alaska? Because they're sure for the next nine days they can keep it under wraps. Yeah, it's yeah, embargoed. Um, <laughs> and it's. So he goes, okay, there's 5 billion people on Earth. Why'd you call me? And then they go down. It's like, oh, because you stole my patent. You stole my design. He goes, what do you do? Just unlock the patent office? I'm like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. That's what we do. Uh, which probably is exactly what they do. 
Yeah, yeah, of course. If you've got... That's like when um, Howard Hughes, uh, back in the 30s and 40s, had aeroplanes, the American government turned around to him and said, you cannot own the fastest plane in the world. You've got to hand that over to the American government. Didn't they say patterns don't count in space or something? I can't remember. They said something about it being in space. No idea. It didn't matter. I can't remember. They were they were, were, were going to use the drill on Mars is what the original yeah. plan was. What about Will Patton? Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> um, Harry says drilling is a science because he's a third generation driller. He says, I'm only the best because I work with the best. He says, all they got to do is drill. I said, yep. No spacewalking. No crazy stuff. They go, nope. He goes, I'm taking my own, my own men up there. And I guess this is Billy Bob Thornton's plan all along. Yeah. Because he, he, he can't he, teach that. In he doesn't days. fight it. Yeah. Uh, and then we meet uh, Oscar. Oh, sorry. We meet. So this starts a montage of getting all his boys. And we start with Bear, who's like on the motorcycle. And we get ZZ Top of the It's great, right? And it looks phenomenal. One of the few songs not done by Aerosmith on the soundtrack. Guest guitarist by Joe Perry. No. But um, this is this looks really cool, right? But in real life, would you really have five cars, whatever it is, a helicopter, and a few motorbikes chasing you, and you go, "Woo, come and get me!" Why, why is this guy like not pulling over? Like, I what mean, have you done? Surely they're going to get you at some point, so you yeah. might have to stop. You would, especially yeah. if you're not even sure why they're after you. Yeah. He shouts out, "Come and get Papa Bear!" And it turned out that made Papa Bear his nickname for much of the rest of his career. Ah, oh, that's oh. funny. Uh, Max is getting a mom tattoo. Max is an under, underdeveloped character. He's just kind of there. Yeah, we don't yeah. know much about him, do we? We know more about him than random guy at the end. Guy at the end. I have no <laughs> idea who that guy was. Goober. <laughs> uh, Rockhound. And they kind of pause. And then Liv Tyler has to fill it in by going, we call him Hound because he's horny. <laughs> and we cut to him trying to talk up this redhead in a bar. And she's like, oh, we're in love. And he's like, yeah, your diamond's not a diamond. <laughs> you want a drink? And she's like, yep. And then they, I think they come in and grab him. And again, he says, I didn't know how old she yeah. was. <laughs> again. Uh, we meet Oscar, played by Owen Wilson, and he's trying to outride a chopper with a horse. <laughs> Sorry, a chopper. I mean, like a chopper um, helicopter, not helicopter, like yeah. a uh, motorcycle. Uh, and so the other guy's clearly going to be AJ, but uh, it's weird. Like, how much time has passed? Because it's not supposed to be very long. No. no. But in the time since Harry's gone to NASA and had a conversation, AJ has started his own business, gotten a customer, and is drilling. Yeah, is this something he does at the weekends? AJ is the (laughs) most savvy businessman there ever was. He's brilliant, isn't he? I reckon he already had it set up on the side. Like it's not like the big oil rig that he has with Harry. Nah, like he's nah, just doing some nah. drilling on land. Yeah. Very similar to what we saw in there will be blood. Yeah. Um but less milkshake. Milkshake. <laughs> I was just gonna say a milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. This film's gonna use more milkshake references. <laughs> uh AJ has to sell Harry because he started his own drug. He says there are only five words I want to hear from you right now. You know, AJ, I really look up to you. You've been a hero of mine for uh, a long time. That's more like eleven words. Uh, ben affleck is really charming and his chemistry with bruce willis is fantastic in this film yeah i think so i believe it i believe it i may have to rethink my theory that bruce willis not that great of an actor i think i think when he cared bruce willis was really good Mm. yeah does he care i guess he cares about this one because he's really good yeah 
Yeah, I, I did like the relationship between them. I, I thought this relationship was, was great. Yeah, the I like they back. come back to the five words thing as well. It was a very fatherly son sort of yeah. dynamic. Oh, sure. It? Yeah. And he goes, AJ, there's not a job on the planet I want you to work with me on. And yeah. I mean that. Yeah, it's and, not he goes, on the planet. and of course, now he's the guy who can't have what he wants. Oh, what's the job? <laughs> what's the job? <laughs> what's in the job? What's the job? We go to Washington and we smash cuts everybody's reactions. They've clearly just been told. Thankfully, they let us skip that part. And it's just them going, what? <laughs> and Bruce Willis, it's a great line in a script surprisingly full of great lines. Hmm. The United States government just asked us to save the world. Anyone want to say no? Uh, well, you okay, here's a question to you guys. Hmm. Someone's just come to you. Yes. And said, right, we want you to go up in space. Would you? Save the world by poetry. Somehow. Maybe yeah, somehow, somehow I have a skill that can get me up there that, that the they need. The media will respond and soothe itself through the, the power of word. There you go. Yeah, if we can just analyze this poem correctly, <laughs> somehow it's me. Well, if I, I was going to no... save the world um, and everyone's going to die yes. anyway, then of course you might as well try because even if you fail, you're still going to die. I 100% am trying to make this world a better place. That's 100% something I believe in. Okay. I, I personally do have no desire to go to space. But if I had to, oh, I would. Yeah, I mean, that's but the thing. I, I have no desire to go. It's like two characters here say they're afraid of flying. I'm right there with them. <laughs> I'm not a good flyer. I'm a good flyer. I'm not a good taker-offer. See, I think I'm good at the taker-offer bit. I think I'd love the ride up. Oh, I'd hate it. Oh, I'd love it. I think I'd be amazing, right? It's the whole being out in space. I don't like that. Oh, I'd be okay with that. Ooh. That'd become quite normalized because then I'd become used to it. Oh, and that's freaky, yeah. freaky deaky, that. I think I'll give it a go. I think it'd be quite exciting in a in a scary way. But um, yeah, you'd ha- I think you'd have to give it a go though. How can you say no and risk everyone's life? Well, yeah, you wouldn't say no, would no, you? But but as you said, my, you can't my, say my no. do you have any desire to go to space now without no. saving the world? When I was a oh. kid, I was big into astronomy and probably might have had like if what a bunch was, of kids do. If it was actually proven to be safe, safer than like submarines going down to. Uh, Titanic. The, uh, submersible. The submersibles. Submersible. Submersibles going down into the, the depths of the ocean. Um, if it was very safe and it was maybe just the moon, then I might give it a go. If I could, I could never afford it though, because it's only going to be the, those that okay, can afford it. Okay, here's another question. It? If they say that's a one-way ticket to live on the moon, mm. to sustain life, would you? Mm. Would you leave Earth? Um, how would I sustain life? I mean, this is the question that people... Oh, I don't know if I could. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I just started to hit a pad. Um, and this is a question that people have asked when they move to the new world. It's, anytime you had to move somewhere you couldn't come back from, I mean, I saw passengers. Yeah. Am I hanging out with Jennifer Lawrence in space? Because maybe, yeah. <laughs> it depends hey, on, on the situation. Huh? It depends on the situation. If I was going to change the course of mankind for the future. Who else am I going with? Am I going by myself? The was, yeah. There is a film called Moon where he's stuck somewhere. No, it's oh, called Martian. Is it Martian? No, there's another one called Moon. Have you ever seen Downsizing? No, it's Matt Damon. Oh, is that when he goes very tiny? Yeah, and tiny. but once you go, you can't come back because like it's a world made for little people. Yeah. By little, I mean like like little literally people. like tiny. you're like an inch and a half tall or something like that, right? Yeah, and therefore like you know a bottle of vodka can last you like a year and a half. You know what I'm saying? Because it's just that. So, but once you leave, you're done. It's a one way. It's a one way road. Um. Yeah, it's the same idea about what would it mean if you left everything else behind for the but no, who are you if, if you with someone and maybe mm. maybe but do you want to hang on the moon by myself? No, no, <laughs> probably not by myself. Nope. Unless I say I'm going to be doing something completely life changing for a lot of people and for the world. Maybe I could put up with that. I can sacrifice 
for the rest of the world. Yeah, I think I, yeah, I got that. If yeah. it was only for a very small achievement that wasn't going to benefit many, then probably not. Can I take my record collection with me? You're the one who came up with the principles, buddy. I have no idea. You tell me. <laughs> can you fit it in your spaceship, Liam? Sorry? Can you fit it in your spaceship? Yeah, maybe. If you can fit it in your spaceship, you can take it. It'd be heavy. Well, do you have to take all of it? It wouldn't be... Can you take your heavy metal would be less heavy metal on the moon. <laughs> yeah. Fly me to the moon. Everything would be pop. Um, <laughs> let's continue. Um, Rockhound asks if they're going to get hazard pay for this. And we cut to Kimsey outside chewing out Truman for, over the crew. And uh, Harry says, comes out and goes, yeah. They've got some demands, and they've written it on, like, these pieces of paper. And actually, so he goes, uh, you know, they want to know, do you guys know who killed Kennedy? That do was you, funny line. I like that. He goes, uh, and Bear um, says he wants to stay in the, uh, at the, 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 the White at, House. At the, at the what house? Yeah. Here's when you get a great bass going, White House. <laughs> to say White Which Horse. Right. Like, yeah, white a house. White Horse, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the Lincoln bedroom. That's why he goes, yeah, the Lincoln bedroom. It's okay, you knew if it's, if it's Lincoln bedroom, you know it's not the White Horse. Yeah. But for the summer. Um, and, uh, so Michael Bay had the actors write their list of demands in the papers from which Bruce Willis read. Oh, that's quite funny. Oh, so they must have improved a little bit of that. And his delivery is really good in this as well. And he says, oh, yeah, there's one more thing. Um, none of them want to pay taxes again. Ever. I mean, if they're Ever. saving the world. If you're saving the world, absolutely. Like, you should get some you have, good you, you know, compensation what is for the that. purpose? <laughs> what is the purpose of taxes? You use your wealth or your or your success and you pay back to your community well, you yeah. what's better back, than yeah. paying uh, we saved the world exactly, exactly. yeah yeah I i'm, I'm with them on that yeah 100 mm-hmm. percent. um free health care as well then we cut to <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> then we cut yeah. to testing and rockhound's a genius we find out a chick only came here. so chicks like supposed to be called in for like i guess like a probe up his bum <laughs> yeah and he goes look lady i only came here to drill mm. and then she provides the probe and goes yeah so, so did i <laughs> she was loving that line wasn't she uh, AJ's looking at all these Rorschachs and he's just like, here's, uh, here's Harry telling me I'm not good enough. Here's Harry saying I can't date his daughter. So it's all Harry based, right? So yeah. who's the relationship he really cares about? You can argue. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, bear disagree. The, so the doctor tells bear that pork rinds are bad for him. And he like, takes his kid off and he's like flexing and being like, is this bad for you? Is this bad? He's like <laughs> smacking his backside. He's really funny. And then when they start going to the shrink, he gets emotional and starts crying. Oh, brilliant. Love him. Um, so they get done. And uh, on the outside, they ask the doctor who played a doctor on, uh, he was a jerk, this character, on ER in the, in the States. He had a long run as, as, an, as a character on it. So the fact that he's playing a doctor, I'm like, well, do what you know, I guess. And um, they go, can they survive the mission? He goes, I don't know how they survived the test. And then we do a smash cut to NASA approved. NASA approved, yeah. <laughs> I love a good red stamp. Um, so the NASA training begins and we find out there's going to be two shuttles, Freedom and Independence, and we see Affleck and we see Willis underwater. And, uh, what are you doing here? There's <laughs> a red stamp. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I was wondering what you were doing then. Should have got, got a red shoe and stamped your foot. They go, they go underwater, and uh, it turns out only Affleck and Willis were allowed underwater. Really? And they were allowed twenty minutes, and then get out. Wow. So you got twenty minutes to get all your footage. Wow! They were probably it. like, we demand we're the ones in the suits, so we can have some. Are they the ten million dollar suits? I don't know. I, I, I took it as being spacesuits, but it could be spacesuits. I have no. I think they, they actually got to wear two of the real functioning kind mm. of spacesuits. I think that was in underwater then, because that would Maybe. be... 
because they have to reenact ev- everything underwater, don't they? So, oh right, you, it, right, you 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 can't use a prop for that. You're 100 no, right. You use, yeah, like, yeah, 100%, 100% right. right. I think you're 100 right. Probably right yeah. there, actually. Um, and as this is going on, we get Affle- uh, we get Aerosmith doing "Sweet Emotion." Mm. I had this. Uh, my sister had the soundtrack. Great soundtrack. A lot of Aerosmith, but great soundtrack. Mm-hmm. I love. I lo- we'll I love we'll talk about we'll talk about about the big song later. Yeah. Um, uh, they, you, we don't want to miss the thing here. Nope. No. They do uh, <laughs> some flight tests, and Owen Wilson and Affleck decide to cast cast themselves in Star Wars. And Owen Wilson's not happy. He's chewy. <laughs> yeah. he, the, he got the short straw there, didn't he? He did. I love yeah. Chewy. Yeah, but he. Chewy. But, but I, if you think you're Han and you find out you're Chewy, yeah, that's probably a downgrade. Uh, they do a dry run, which is kind of funny to say because underwater. Um, <laughs> and so, um, oh no, sorry, this one's not the one underwater. Sorry. So this is the one where. <laughs> Billy Bob Thornton's got two shuttles on like popsicle sticks. Oh yeah, <laughs> sort of showing them how the mission's going to go. Swing around the moon, and they explain <laughs> how they're going to go on the moon. They're going to land on the thing, and, and Rockhouse is like, oh, oh, okay. So, so, and Truman even goes, "This isn't the scale." And I go, oh, "Okay, great." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they're clearly bigger. <laughs> and he goes, "Okay, so uh, we've got what?" So he's like, "Okay, so we're like Wiley e. Coyote on a road runner." sort of situation we're trying to land on the rocket and he Truman goes we got better and he kind of plays along goes yeah we, we we got better rockets but in all seriousness like it kind of gives the idea that the genius is going this can't be done yeah yeah yeah. and uh they say well what's the environment like Owen Wilson asked and he goes 200 Fahrenheit in the sun minus 200 in the shade mm-hmm. and he comes up and goes okay so that's the worst environment imaginable that's all, that's all you have to say the worst environment imaginable you can see baby Owen Wilson coming through this Mm-hmm. he's really good Owen Wilson's good we just didn't know who Owen Wilson was yet no he's not um, in it long enough to no. you know develop right, 98 <laughs> fast forward well not, only no, it's all right. bit. 90, no, he's not much longer with us 90, no, you know. 98 though you know he's not really a thing yet no he doesn't uh, really turn into a thing until when's wedding crashes when's wedding crashes I think it's like 2004 oh uh, okay 2004 yeah. 2005 yeah, yeah. Because that was kind of the big, big coming out party. That, and I mean, he had the one. What was the one he did with, Jack, with Jackie Chan? Was it Shanghai Noon? Shanghai Noon. Yeah. That's a big deal. And also, um, one with Robin Williams. No, the museum. Oh, not the museum. But again, he's sort of like a supporting part. Supporting part. Yeah. yeah, with Steve Coogan. Yeah, very good. Yeah. Uh, I think Steve Coogan's hilarious. In he's that. brilliant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't usually like Steve Coogan, but he's no, great in that. He is good. Yeah, I really, I, I like that movie so much. Again. I didn't want to like it, and I'm like, this is a really, this is a really funny movie. Actually, I think it's quite cute. It is. Um, and so, um, the the night before, uh, Owen Wilson's hanging out, and uh, Harry comes in and goes, "Where's Grace?" She goes, "Oh, he's uh, she's, she's in the hangar with, with AJ," and then he, he walks out. And he goes, "Oh, wait, wait, did you say Grace?" I thought you said bear. <laughs> and Harry watches AJ and Grace. And there's a real sweet moment. It's not void of sexuality, which makes it a, bit, a touch creepy. But it's this intimate moment that he's walking in on. And, you know, I think if you look at it, you go, these two kids are clearly in love. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's the moment it clicks for him, maybe. Maybe. he was still a little bit annoyed by it all. And who would you want it to be with? Some schmuck you don't know or someone you've basically brought up like a son? Well, this is the thing. And I think all the other boys at some point hold them to task. Actually, it's pretty, pretty soon. Actually, it's right about now where they all kind of go, look, we we all watched her grow up. But the thing is, Harry's got to make that shift where he stops seeing his daughter as, quote, his little girl Mm -hmm. and realizes that part of that means she's an adult now. And within that, you're going to have, she's going to be, 
have all elements of being an adult as part of that too and so she can still be a little girl in that sense but she's also going to be a woman who's going to want to pursue relationships Mm -hmm. and love and sex and all those things that come wrapped with it and you can't compartmentalize her no true so um and as he walks away um aj says will you marry me and i'm sorry people who work on oil rigs get paid mad bank Mm -hmm. that is a tiny ass ring yep (laughs) mags did you notice the ring um it, it was a very discreet ring Disgrace. <laughs> I, I would say. I mean, do they do they take I, do they take girls into rooms and teach them the adjectives to use to describe the rings? To men? No, I mean, I wouldn't want if that's I the, ever that's, had that's a, a proposal. Discreet. I wouldn't want a huge, massive thing because I don't like big, massive rings on my finger anyway. Like just a small, small little one. But it could have had maybe a bit more sparkle. Maybe it was very discreet. It was cute and a very thin band as well. Very thin, very band. thin yeah. band. But it's more the fact that someone's proposed to you because you know that would be like, hey, someone's proposed to me. That's never happened before. So I don't think I'd be too fussed about the ring unless it was like plastic or something. All right. Plastic is not a go. Uh, for anybody who's... <laughs> so for anybody who's interested in proposing to Megan, her Twitter address is... Is it, is, is it BFE Megan? Is that what you put down? What is I have no idea what it is. I don't really... I don't understand Twitter. We'll have to... It's for wedding proposals, actually. So uh, we'll I still have don't to, understand Twitter, we'll have to so you're, you're not alone. No, he doesn't. Uh, <laughs> it was, it's, Megan, it's a very sleek, discreet... From what I can remember, is that right? Yeah, I'm looking for BFE. Has he come up? Do you I don't. Up? I don't think I'm BFE. I no, think it's not, just. I don't know, I don't know what I am. I have liked your your page when I. It's not really a page. It's just an uh, account. See, I don't even know Twitter. <laughs> though. I've just said page. Um, I'm on there somewhere. Megan's from the dinosaurs. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. exactly. I, I can't use Twitter. It's bad time. Uh, where are we at here? Uh, yeah. So, but so. Uh, I've got my notes. It's ironic they've given her a small rock since they're going on a rather large rock. Yeah. <laughs> I have a team and tell Harry that we all we all raised her. Yeah, we all kind of grew up, which I kind of thought was this weird kind of moment. And Harry goes, so then almost goes, Harry, all we're saying is we're talking about a kid who's coming into her own right now. She's getting curious about her body and she's exploring her sexuality. And you know what? That's a natural thing. And he's like, shut up. How Shut old all is she the supposed way. How old is she supposed to be? Uh, yeah. yeah, Jinx. Do you think she like they're making out that she's really young? Like, is she just like just eighteen or something? Or if she was just eighteen, there's there's a different issue at play here. Okay, she's, I'm, I'm not getting get into older? this conversation because I lose them. My <laughs> assumption, my assumption is that to do the job she's done, she has gone she's to university. Older. Yeah. She's That's be. my thought she's process. She's got to be in her 20s. They're she really runs the her, office. She dresses very professionally. Yeah, that's true. Maybe she's I think 20s. she's in her early 20s. Same. Maybe. But the way they're talking about her, like, oh, you know, she's, she's going to go age. She yep. can, you know, get married. Like, she's, she's, like she's just, she's just like midway through puberty yeah. or something like that. That's, no. That's, no. That's yeah, how they're talking I about think her, Owen Wilson's it? thing is funny. Um, but yeah, I don't think it's accurate to how old she probably really is. No, no exactly. she is probably a bit older. It's probably the first time she's had to deal with the fact that she's been, you know, having sex with AJ or having sex with, with, with a man because none of the other guys are old enough. He says earlier in a line I didn't talk about, you know, uh, it's, he's not, you know, the, your, your type. He's the only one who was in your age bracket. <laughs> uh, but apparently been dating for four or five months or something like this. Five so, yeah. months, oh, yeah. That's, that's a long time. So no apparently worry. five months gets you a proposal. I guess it a proposal. Well, I wonder well, if the world's going to come to an end. Yeah, that probably helps. To be you know, that's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so um, 
AJ then fails of his team on the trial run. This is under the water. And Colonel Sharp says, hey, if you want to replace someone, this is our last chance. And so uh, didn't. they sort of, yeah, Harry kind of talks, gives him some tough love. And then he tells him, look. The it always reminded me of me and you then. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Do you want to be fired from this? <laughs> <laughs> How many times well, have you had to calm me down at certain points? <laughs> yeah, but you've calmed me down too, buddy. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. That's true. I think I'm a little bit more direct. You're a softer touch. Yeah. When I've done, you let me, to be fair, you often let me come to you and then you go, yeah, 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 you have. Yeah. If I go, did, did, yeah. Was I in the wrong? You're like, yeah, you kind of were. And I'm like, oh, okay. Whereas I'll grab you and be like, you are in the wrong here. <laughs> That's very true. That's very true. You've got to throw in that I've got five words for you next. Yes. <laughs> Only five words I want to hear from you. Yep. <laughs> um, I fucking love you, dude. Oh, thanks, buddy. <laughs> is that five words? Uh, yes. I don't know. Oh, okay. So he <laughs> says the team needs yeah, the team oh, needs a night off. They need yeah, to mean. chill out. But the problem with AJ's dry run is that he's like, I can do this. I can do this. And then it breaks. He goes, the machine's wrong. The machine's wrong. And I'm not saying he's wrong, but you know, we didn't see AJ do it all during this movie. Doing that himself. Get one thing right yeah, yeah, before yeah. they finally trust him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you got to show me him getting it right once. Or else, you know what Harry is? He's an idiot. I think because what he's like, it is, you need to trust me, trust me, just once, and then I it works think, out. I think still, it's yeah. because the 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 machinery that Harry has built, he knows what it's capable of. Right, but he's the one who like broke like a bunch of stuff on the oil rig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah in yeah. the first major scene, that's why they're all covered in oil, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But he's he's got this um, again. I think they're trying to harper on about the reason they go up is you have to have a feel for what yeah to expect. But I'm saying the movie tells me he doesn't have the feel. Yeah, he yeah, talks yeah. about having the feel. That's true. Yeah, it's very true. Um, Rock. So they get the night off because my guys need need something. So Rockham borrows a hundred grand from a loan shark, and the guy says, "You're not going to die on me, are you?" Can I just stop one thing? They've let him out. Can, can I? Can I? Can I do the punchline? Oh, go on, yeah, yeah, go. On. You're not going to die on me, are you? He goes, Let's just say no more than you. <laughs> Liam, something you want to share? Yeah. So NASA said, "No, we can't let you go." This what is, if they talk? Yada yeah, yada yada. And all of a sudden, they let them go. Why are they not being chaperoned? They need to be free from that. I'm um, what I mean, like not standing with you, but like followed to make sure that everything is okay. Uh, Harry Stamper is a good negotiator. Yeah, maybe so. Um, and then we switch to Animal Crockett, Animal Cracker, Animal Planet. There we are. Oh, I like this scene where um, you know, like we, rained. We, we were just talking about touchy, somebody having the magic touch or not. It seems like it seems like uh. Like Grace is, is 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 appreciative anyway. And why is it with this like little hut? Is that somewhere they go? I, this is a, oh, this is I, the this little sound. And he's like yeah, yeah. doing little animals on her. Yeah. On, on her. He goes, man's yeah. man's most or difficult the, decision: the north versus north, south. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I will say, he says the ample northern regions. Ah! <laughs> 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 Poor little Tyler. <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe I wouldn't use that. Adjective, we talked about adjectives earlier, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> They're not the Andes. Discreet. You have a discreet bosom. <laughs> Jeez. Well, yeah, you got made the breast of it. But then he goes down and he goes down under and he, the crack. <laughs> down under. G'day. Yeah. It's, he's doing a terrible Australian <laughs> accent. Don't terrible don't Australian. Better, better than I could. But anyway. And this is really cute and endearing. And again, I think they've got really good chemistry. And by oh. they, I mean, it's really good when he says Those things and she do. just kind of. She's good at reacting to it. She him. just kind of reacts. And I think we said this in Lord of the Rings Two Towers. 
that she's good when she's reacting to things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's very good at playing timid and cry and... Well, she's not that good when she's, like, angry cry in Empire Records. I mean, no. that was truly horrendous. Yeah, but some of these, like, on the oil rig, when she's going, Whoa, Harry, you, you brought me up with these men! Oh, really? I didn't mind that. See, no, I didn't mind I got, that. That caused a bit too much for me. Right. It was better, though, when she was in the quiet, you know, and she's just, like, laid down, her hands just flat on the yeah. table, and she's, you could just... That. Well, I'm just saying... <laughs> She's better when she's quietly See, see Liam talked about things we have already talked about. But I'm still talking about her. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm halfway thing. there. Um, so, this is, but this is really cute, isn't it? It's this it wonderful is. little intimate moment, and it we is. get sort of like an alternate mix of I don't want to miss a thing. Yeah. Don't want to miss a thing. It's so, like a little uh, excerpt, is that right? Yes, it's, but it is, but it's like remo- there's elements removed. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. not the full... No. It's like they just took a guitar and, and the lead vocal. A reprise. Sure. Maybe. Remix? Remix. Yeah. yeah. Jerry Bruckheimer remembers getting a call from Michael Bay during post-production one day. Bay explained that a producer that he had heard Godzilla was going to have a full produ- soundtrack and didn't know why Armageddon didn't. There are only a few moments in their films that actual songs included in the soundtrack, but one of these songs was an Aerosmith song. Uh, likely we're talking about the cover of Come Together oh, over the song. montage. Yeah. Um, they had a song they wanted to use, I Don't Want to Miss a Thing, which was written, of course, by Diane Warren, not by Aerosmith. No, I haven't written by Aerosmith, no. No. And Brockheimer and Bay decided they wanted Aerosmith to perform it, and they invited the band to come to the editing room. Because at first they were kind of like, they, they, weren't, they weren't necessarily feeling it, and they were blown away because they watched, it says here, clips from the film. I believe it's even more specific. I believe they watched the final scene between Liv Tyler and Bruce Willis. With the hand on the screen. Because yeah. in the music video, they replace Bruce Willis with Steven Tyler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is funny if you know their personal history. Their father like, li- like, Yeah, but Liv Tyler grew up with the first 17 years of her life thinking someone else was her dad. Todd Rundgren. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, so they're blown away, and they said, yeah, we'll go ahead and do it. Um, so this song ends up being their first American number one. Oh, wow. So the irony is all the great hits. Yeah. Living on the Edge, Sweet Emotion, Crazy, Crying, Loving yeah. an Elevator. Oh, brilliant. And the first number one hit they had it's is not their song. Not their song. <laughs> Pink, another great song. Uh, yeah. Pink um, is my favorite color. Yeah, you, yeah that's the one line I know, but I know, it, I know it in your voice. Like red, but not quite. Uh, I like uh, Jaded, which was their follow-up jaded. single to this. Oh, yeah. I like that too. And I'm the one that jaded you. Oh, good. So, um, she's in crazy. Liv Tyler's in crazy, isn't she? Yeah, I think she was. And I think she might have been another one. She might even be yeah. in um, Crying. I believe originally when she was put on for Empire Records, her credits, so everybody else has got like credits like, you know, uh, so-and-so oh, from from this movie and this movie. And then it's Liv Tyler, Aerosmith music video. <laughs> <laughs> I think she was in two, I'm pretty sure. Um, so, uh, so Liv Tyler asks, and th- this isn't her fault. The dialogue sucks here, mm-hmm. but she doesn't help it. Do you think it's possible that anyone else is doing this exact same thing at this exact same moment? Well, of course not. Now, not as, no one else is in that place doing exactly the same thing as them two. Animal crackers. Right. Sorry? Animal crackers. Same thing at the same moment. Not, not same place. <laughs> same thing. Not animal so crackers. Someone, someone, yeah. <laughs> not animal well, to which point he goes, and he's really good. I hope so. Or else what are we trying to save? <laughs> and they kiss, and I'm like, yeah, it's a hard... What's my, I mean, what's my motivation? <laughs> Huh? It's, it, at this point, has the world been told about what's going on? No. At this point, no. not yet. Oh, okay. 
Well, there's still going to be couples. I don't think so. Doing things. Well, yeah, couples being intimate with each other, not and not yet. being loving, yes. almost. But actual, you know, she's a bit more specific when she says stuff. Um, chick visits a woman, and we infer very quickly he's got a son. The boy asks, "Who's he?" And this is right in front of chick, and we hear, "Oh, that man's a salesman." And she's right off him. She's not going to talk to him. You shouldn't be here. There's a restraining order. He does apologize. And the, the idea oh. of a chick's made mistakes. We also have the idea of a chick's got a gambling problem. Yes, he has got a gambling problem. So yep. there's something there. But this guy's like the most, like, I'm trying to I'm trying to straighten up and fly right and do good. Yeah. He does and seem he goes, like he really means Can it, you give he? me this? Yeah. You don't have to say it came from me. Can you just give him this? And it's a little space shuttle. Because they don't show us the um, chick beforehand. They no. show us the chick who still... The- Gambling, but in a he's not losing money as we such, could have used a line between yeah, yeah, yeah. Harry and him saying, Hey, I've been with Harry for a lot of years, he's got me through some hard times. Yeah, yeah. he could have let me go, and he did. He's, he, I mean, there's a flipping scene where he's with a shrink. Yeah, he, you had an organic reason to tell me this. Yeah, 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 and then I get this, or I was an alcoholic, and Harry, Harry saved me. You know what, my my. My wife didn't stand by me, but Harry did. Yeah. And I owe a lot of a lot of, lot of apologies, but I owe no one as big of a thank you as Harry because he stood by me when even my family wouldn't. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you have the scene and you go, "Oh, I've got some context." I don't. I don't really hate her that much. I, I hate her for the. I don't I blame hate her for her a bunch of things. I don't blame her here. Okay. I blame her later. Oh, I don't blame her. Oh, I do. Oh, <laughs> can't talk about later, Liam. No, we're making an allusion to it. We're not. <laughs> you would say, "I hate it when she does this." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what that's what I hear when you talk. <laughs> I'm going to be super quiet. Uh, no, don't be Megan. Be yourself. Be yourself. <laughs> oh no, don't. <laughs> he can't help himself. You're not wrong. He gave, um, but he might never. At least his son has that memory of him if he doesn't come back. Well, the salesman. Who's that really nice salesman? No, he gave me this shuttle. No, surely if the worst happens, she would. Yeah, at some of point, course she would. Of course she would. Tell the point. story to the, yeah. the son, wouldn't she? I hope you she would, would. Well, you would hope so, anyway. Wait, is that the man you called a salesman? No, nope, no. <laughs> she wouldn't say it like that. Max goes to a strip club. If he dies, his picture's going to be all over the TV. You're going to have to have this conversation because the kid recognizes him on the TV. He does, mm. doesn't he? Yeah, that's true. Max goes to a strip club with Rockhound, and they've like got all the women because he got a hundred grand. They get into a fight at the club. Rockham tells the stripper he's going into space and he's not coming back. Yes. Yep. That's why you do with the loan, isn't it? Because you yeah. don't think you're 60%. Not yeah. I'm not coming back. Yeah. yeah. Back to NASA and 50,000 people have died in Shanghai, which we did see a small clip of. Poor Shanghai. I didn't really want to see that, though. I didn't. Do you know uh, what I mean? I did, uh, no, I know. But No one's supposed to be going, yes! No, I'm not saying that. Like, die! I felt... Why would there be something that huge? Shanghai, more like have, Shanghai. Have got through. <laughs> oh, that's on the knuckle. Um, it didn't really happen. You get that, right? <laughs> no, I know. But that pretty much wiped out Shanghai, right? Well, this is where they have yeah. to announce something, isn't yeah. it? They then later announce what's going on. This is on. when they lose control. Yeah. Everybody knows now. Yeah, because Shanghai's just been wiped out. <laughs> because before, that was just things like... Megan, what, what, fictional people died. No, but they weren't dogs. Well, actually, dogs would have died too. Liam's been very respectful because we've interrupted him like four times. <laughs> Will it be five? I don't know. Is something funny coming to my head? Let's find out. <laughs> um, I forgot what I was saying. No. Um, so, on. yeah, and if this asteroid's coming towards Earth and we've only had like shards of it, why yeah. have we got something that big taking out places and we're still only that far away? So 
if we're going to see one place get wiped out, why is there not uh, other than later on I with the other one? I think I, we I were told. To that, I think ahead, we were but, told that it jumped into an asteroid field, and that sent debris hurtling towards. That's what caused the initial few things. Okay, and that this is more of the same. This is another piece of debris, but just didn't travel as fast as the others yet. Oh, okay. I think. I'd, I'd rather have not had the devastation until the devastation needed to come closer. See, because I, I think you do need it for two reasons. Number one, you need to establish a timeline. Okay. Number two, you need to establish stakes. So I will say this about, I don't think it's appropriate, but let's let's break it down. Yeah, we, we, we talked about Paris anyway already, so that's fine. Okay. I'm, I'm cool. yeah. So we start with, me. we start with a guy in space. Gets hit by some debris, a space shuttle blows up, and for some reason the news doesn't cover this, uh, or yeah, it's or it's ta- it's talked about in some. There was a mistake that happened in space. Yeah. So that's the space. That's people up there. That's not even on Earth. We can whatever, right? It's easy to cover that up. Oh shoot! No, I'm, I'm losing it. Then we go to New York, and New York's. This is weird, that actually. Would have been but this a is a bigger story deal. On the news, all that devastation in New York. Yeah, because Grand Central and the, and the World Trade there Center. Yeah. Explanations for that? Yeah, I've the lost world, it. I yeah. had a theory. Was I a forgot about New York because I was going to go. You go to Shanghai, yeah. far away. Then you come to Paris, much closer yeah, and much no. more resonant with a Eurocentric movie-going audience that yeah. would have been in the '90s. You think people would be demanding answers a bit but sooner? New York, I can't get away from that. No, no, no. Never mind. I give up. Strange. I can't do it. But it gives us a race against time. I still think you need it to happen because I think you need you need to get the idea that the threat is coming. I wouldn't have minded if that was just you know like how it happened in New York. I didn't wipe New York; it just damaged. How did New they York. cover that? Hey, hey, America! It looks like from our perspective, like oh no, everything's fine. <laughs> yep, don't report on this. Do not look in the sky. We're all good. Because obviously, it, the it must Avengers have been are something. here. <laughs> it must have been something from space, unless it yeah, because it. What else could it have been? It would have been huge news. So people people must have been like, oh, what's going on? Are we in danger? What's going yep. on? Waiting to hear. And obviously they left it at quite Because Grand days. Central Station blew up completely. Yeah, blew up yeah. completely. No, yeah. you'd think there'd be a lot more um, worried people. <laughs> the World Trade Center had something go right through it. Yeah. yeah. We've, we know how that gets covered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like we didn't then. We know now. Yeah. Mm. Um, I just didn't like seeing things wiped out. Not me either. Uh, Truman asks Harry to promise that you always get your job done. And he goes, I do. And I'm always on time or uh, something like that. And he goes, okay. And then Truman bits, man, I wanted to be an astronaut. I'm dying for one of those mission patches, which is a nice little thing to sort of throw down there to be paid off later. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like that. I like, I like, yeah, I, I quite like their relationship. Um, at the start, I like their relationship when they're apart. Yeah. Cause there's a mutual respect there from both. Um, I think um, Truman gets it more than the rest. Uh, the morning of the launch, uh, Harry and Grace make up. She doesn't blame Harry for her mother leaving because she <laughs> left me as well. Sound logic. Mm-hmm. And she says, don't talk like you're not coming back. Promise me you're coming back. He goes, okay. She says, say I promise. He says, I promise. They hug. It's a nice scene. Yeah. You can and tell that they do love later. each other. Really. Yeah. I know they've obviously had their disagreements and stuff, but most families do that. And as they're so. hugging, she goes, if it's not too much trouble, could you please bring my fiance home? With you? <laughs> oh, what a great way to break the yeah. news! Yeah, yeah. He's like rolls his eyes. <laughs> oh, God. And they're in the sort of like a hangar before you go on out. And AJ sings to Grace, very out of tune, leaving on a jet plane. 
Leaving I like this moment. On a jet plane. And at first it's just them. And Not then them, but the, yeah. she's just, it's just AJ. Mm. But he's with that bit where she's like got her legs around his waist <laughs> and he's like holding her up. And it's like things you don't necessarily just do dad a favor. Don't don't do this. It's a bit cheesy. Yeah. I mean, he could There's be a lot of cheese in this but, so. but then the crew jumps a big one. You know, Bear was leaving on a jet plane. And so they kind of go into like little four-part fun sort of stuff here. Uh, Steve Buscemi referred to irony in Con Air about a bunch of idiots singing a song made popular by a band that died in a plane crash. He was referring to Sweet Home Alabama Leonard by Leonard Skinner. Uh, John Denver also dies in a plane crash. He does. So a bunch of idiots sitting around yeah. singing a song made famous by a bunch of guys died in a plane crash. Yep. Uh, they're not on a plane at the time, but they'll be in a shuttle in a minute. The president does a speech, and it's wonderfully shot. Beautifully shot. Uh, all these other shots of like people around the world, but especially relatable America. Good working class America. It's a nice snapshot of... A little bit of slow-mo. Slow-mo everywhere. Yeah. People in barber shops, people going into storm bunkers, all sorts of stuff, right? Um, and then all of a sudden, the, the boy Chick's son goes, "Mom, that salesman's on TV." <laughs> goes, that's not a salesman. That's your daddy. Yeah. And she drops the phone. Yep. And uh, Harry is somebody's up, walks up to AJ says, "How you feeling?" He says, "Good, considering I've never done anything like this before in my life." Oh, and no. Harry goes, "If anything happens up there." And he goes, I know, I know, I'll try not to let you down. And you're going, Harry's trying here. He's trying mm. to say. He's trying to have a moment. I love you, kid. Yeah. yeah. They walk to the shuttle, and the shuttle they're walking towards is an actual shuttle that was being prepped for launch just a few days later. Wow. The crew was allowed. Remember what I told you to look at this for a minute? Yes. The crew was allowed only for a few minutes to shoot on the gantry, which I assume is the walkway towards yep. the shuttle. Yep, yep. Bay notes, they couldn't use any lights. Nor could they bring any sound equipment, so you can just bring a camera and shoot and shoot video. That's it. Oh. Um, Willis joked on set he was going to make a break to get inside, but you can see Affleck begin to sit down and scoot himself inside the, sh- the shuttle. He was scolded by NASA for this. <laughs> Bay also mentions how serious NASA is in regards to their launches. He said if anyone in production even dropped a pen off the gantry and it landed down where the shuttle was, it would have canceled the mission. Wow. Why? Because that's another element down there that you can't account for the yeah, impact yeah. of that they thing. They have to Maybe. account for everything. And, w- and, pen. and what's in the pen? Ink. Well, well, is it? <laughs> well, what's going to happen if it gets flamed up? Is yeah, it going to yeah. cause an explosion? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so. And then, and then temperatures. Yep. you got to think, haven't you? Um, wow. They're, they're in the shuttle, and Rockhound says we're sitting on a million pounds of fuel in a rocket with thousands, hundreds of thousands of missing pieces, all built by the lowest bidder. He's not wrong. It's a variation of an actual radio transmission by Mercury astronaut Alan Shepard just prior to his liftoff. Oh, really? Sounds good. That is good. Uh, they ask Oscar, played by Owen Wilson, how he's feeling. He says, I'm either like 98% scared and 2% excited, or maybe it's 98% excited and 2% scared. <laughs> That's the crazy thing. Oh, dude. Owen Wilson's. Wow. I love Owen Wilson. I love Owen. I, you, I, I like what? him as well. He's quite endearing. He has a very lovable thing about him. Quality about him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I think he works really well either playing off someone or in a minor role. Yes. So like Wedding Crashers, main role, but playing opposite Vince Vaughn, who can be the more sullen version of Owen Wilson's optimism. A bit like, bit like, bit like you and me. 
You shine bright, <laughs> and you're, I just dip in. Oh, see, I think. Wait, who's 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 Owen Wilson in this? I'm Owen Wilson. Oh yeah, yeah. you're Owen Wilson. I'm Vince Vaughn. Yeah, Vince Vaughn. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh, if it was Wedding Crashers, that's totally how it goes. <laughs> you're the optimist going. I, I can do this. And I'm just like, I need to go home. <laughs> At some point, we have to do Wedding Crashers. We do, we do. I love do. Wedding Crashers. Me too. You ever see Wedding Crashers, Megs? No, I've not. Oh, oh. Yeah, you have to watch that. Oh. you got to, yeah. Um, so they take off, and it is a kick-ass ride, as one of them says. Uh, it looks... The, the, I've said in my notes, I said it earlier, this is the kind of movie they don't make anymore. This feels like an event. It does. They don't make movies like this anymore. No. Shame. Is, is that what we've seen it all before now? Do you think? But it was it did build up the tension this really is, nicely though. This is pre and it uh, doesn't look that dated. This is pre Marvel, isn't it? So yeah, yeah, by good you know, box o- years. box office that was a movies kind of then. Thing, though, the <laughs> these. Stuff. Yeah, box office movies now are Marvel, aren't they? Yeah, because Armageddon's an original idea. Yeah, yeah. like so. What's the big one coming well, out this summer? Like 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 <laughs> the, the big one coming out this year is Oppenheimer. But even that's based on a true story. Yeah, yeah. But the idea of here's an idea for a story I have. It's original. Like no one does that anymore. No, like, shame, what, really. I can't even tell you what the biggest movie this year was that was an original idea. I've got no idea. Um, nope. It's all Marvel and Barbies coming later, and Creed happened, and Dungeons and Dragons happened. Did it? Super no. Mario happened. Oh, so yeah, did you? Little do Mermaid you mean, happened. Do you mean like a big, like epic-y type film? Just something that made money that was an original idea. Yeah, like Jurassic Park. Like even Air, which, which I loved. Based on a true story. Uh, like, what's the idea that someone's got? Yeah. I don't know. They're just rehashing old stuff, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Um, we get, so, they have to go to a Russian space station. Now, here's what I didn't get. You're going to fly for 62 minutes, and then you're going to dock up with the Russian space station so you can get your fill of petrol. <laughs> Is it that much? It might be that much petrol to take off. You might burn so much more in takeoff. It might be that much harder. Well, yeah, you do. That's okay. why, they, that's why they have those uh, booster packs. Yeah, okay. So you know when they're strapped to those big... Yeah, that's all, and they that's all, that's fuel. all fuel just to get them out of the atmosphere. And then they, yeah, yeah, okay, and they let them go. Yeah. Uh, there's lens flares, they dock, and they oh, meet uh, Lev Andropov, played by Peter Stormare, who you might remember from Fargo. He's brilliant. He's been up there for 11 months alone, and he debuts upside down. He sort of hangs down, and so that's the idea. Of he's, he's to be this quirky guy, right? Mm-hmm. AJ's putting responsibility of watching some sort of dial. I don't know what it was checking for. It seems for. a pretty heavy responsibility here, and yeah. no one takes blind pin notice of him. Yeah, and he tries to use the radio when the pressure gets too high, and no one can hear him because the system. Because oh, silly Russians! Look at this; like it's barely being held together with duct tape, as opposed <laughs> to the Americans, right? Uh, but there's a massive leak, and Andropov has to come along for the ride because the whole place starts to starts to to blow up. They tell him to pull. He yells down at, at Ben Affleck, well, pull, pull the lever. And he goes, this is it's the, the lever. lever. <laughs> and then a fire breaks out on the space station. NASA freaks out. AJ and Antropov are strapped. And uh, Colonel Sharp tells Harry to leave AJ. That's pretty cold, isn't it? Yeah. And this is the start of realizing Sharp isn't who you thought he was. Yeah, uh, he's, he's sharp. Um, it's difficult and though, not clever but like if they go prickly. back and they then risk more lives to save them it's like what do you do obviously you'd want to save them if you over risk the, world this, the fate of the world hands. not just exactly. the shuttle the so world maybe you do just need to carry on maybe one shuttle has to leave yeah and the other one can stay yeah maybe that's a compromise uh aj and drop off have to climb through this thing that's not on the schematics of ice and they make it into the shuttle at the last very possible moment as the space station explodes in totally impossible flames Yep, <laughs> totally impossible. And you would have seen but dramatic that dramatic flames. Yes, you would have seen that up from from Earth, wouldn't you? You would have seen because if that only took them sixty two minutes to get there, or wherever it was, 
Somewhere on Earth, you'd probably see it. You, you, you would yeah. see something. Yeah, you probably would have done. Yeah. Because they're, they're only out of Earth's atmosphere, aren't they? Yeah, but can you see a satellite? So how big is this thing? Well, you know I, mean, I mean, this Russia, you can see it fly over sometimes. You see the light, can't you? you they'll, they'll, they'll say, right. like, um, at certain times of the year at this time, the Russian space station will oh, really? fly over. Oh, okay, you can fair see enough. it from, from Earth. So a big explosion of it. You Why would, haven't you we gotten notice. together and done, like, a space station? Yeah. But the Russians have had, uh, it's always been the Russian space station. Me or the Russian space station. The Russians always... Oh, there's there's an the international first. space station. Yes. Yeah, I guess there's that. And it's got the Canada arm. We didn't help contribute to anything else, but we, we, we brought an arm. <laughs> it's named after us, the Canada arm. Is it actually called the Canada Yeah, it really is. The Canada no, arm. Not, not the Canada arm, the Canada arm. Canada arm. Yeah. Canada arm. Canada arm. Oh, I want to say Canada arm. So uh, they slingshot around the moon. And at this point, like Truman's a jerk, man. Like Grace is in the room. Yeah. He's and not. he's like, okay, everybody start praying right now. And it's like, have a little attack. She goes and like hangs out in a room by herself. Is everybody. So we have this, this, this duality between everybody in the shuttles reacting to this 11 G's they're facing. <laughs> Which would and been. then like Grace is like laying on a table. Kind of feeling helpless. Because what can you do? And, the, and everybody the, she cares and love about is up in there. Yep. You've got all the, the big movement with what they're doing and then the stillness with her. Yep. Yeah, and I think good. that was a good contrast. Then they find it on the other side. They approach the asteroid. And the Independence, which is the non-important shuttle, the one without yeah. Bruce Willis, gets hit. And when it gets hit and we get told they're hit, Truman drops his coffee mug and we just see the NASA mug shatter on the floor. Which all that was good. Uh, that was a great shot. It's a bit of a trope, though. I mean, that's... Oh, I love it. But really? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I did love it, but yeah. it's, it's a bit of a trope. Both pilots eat it hard as the shuttle approaches and everyone thinks that they've uh, that they've died. Um, yeah, uh, because the, the, they have to tell everybody, get in the cargo hold, get in the cargo hold. And then, the, like, the window smashes and, like... Yeah, the two pilots. Again. And then one of the pilots, like, lands on the windscreen well, of the yeah, other the shuttle. Other I'm like, that's a bit Michael Bay for you. That it? was a little bit, wasn't yeah. it? A bit close. Because these shuttles, are, like, you probably want to fly in at a bit of a distance from each other, so you can't... Like, what's what's the worst-case scenario? These two you shuttles hit, each, hit other. each other, and you all die. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but they like, barely miss each other by, like, fractions of an inch. Oh. Jeez. Um, the freedom overshoots... space. <laughs> uh, it was quite dramatic at this bit though it's kind of like ooh what's going to happen so everyone thinks everyone on the Independence is dead and Freedom overshoots his landing field and we, Rockhound tells us by 26 miles um, and they go how do you know that he goes because I'm a genius <laughs> <laughs> that's Rock, the only answer he needs yep Rockhound wants to know where the ever shuttle is and Sharps number two says hey they didn't make it what was this guy's name uh, which one sorry Sharps number two the guy who helps him later on in the movie Cooper not Goober. There was an actual name for this guy. Was it? Everyone's I don't know. You said, why do they have a picture of, of blank at the funeral? That's the same guy, isn't it? No, it's a different guy. Yeah. This guy's clean shaven. The guy who works for the astronauts, because astronauts have to be clean shaven. Um, let's have a look. And the guy who worked for Harry, who's like three lines the whole movie. I'm, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm confused who he is. I'm just like, does he exist? Uh, is he actually there? Anyway. Yeah, true. Uh, actually, that's quite you, Kruger, is that his name? You knew his name at one point. Mm. Um, so Harry says, uh, let's go. We've got eight hours. Let's get this job done and go home. And before ready, he said, let's just ask God to take care of our friends. And it was kind of the way that you deal with, you know, half of your crew dying. Yeah. Um, Truman tells Grace maybe you shouldn't be here. And she goes, I don't have anywhere else to go. Great line. 
Yeah. And Rockhound says, by the way, Captain America, you landed us on an iron plate. We cut to the independence. Uh, Oscar is dead, which was a bit of disappointing. Owen Wilson was, was all like, done. Oh, he's dead already? Yeah. Oh, that's a shame. Uh, so we have him. Andropov, we have AJ, and we have Bear, who have all survived. Bear. Meanwhile, back with our main group, the first drill bit gets tried and fried within 10 feet of digging. Uh, I don't a- think he's got a name. Oh, okay. AJ blasts his way out man. of the shuttle with the armadillo. They uh, meanwhile back at the at the first site again. They dig uh, again by switching the drill bit, and at one point they go. You know, <laughs> this is an actual line of dialogue. Uh, he tells Max, "Dig, dig, dig, chew this iron bitch up." <laughs> <laughs> that is a lot of dialogue in this in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, they blow a transmission, and Bruce Willis asks God for just a little help. You would just a little help. You would when you jeez. The crashed independence. Uh, the scene where uh, Affleck, uh, the Russian guy, and Michael Clark Duncan are in the scene. Basically, this scene was them being used as guinea pigs to test how the spacesuits looked and fit before Willis, who came in late on the film and was very nervous about the suits, came to the set. Uh, so he had, a, he had a later a later call time. Oh, uh, okay. So they did this scene first. Or a couple of like this first. You get them to figure it out, and then I'll do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. According to Bay, nothing was working that night. At one point, when he was filming Affleck's character from a distance, he kept seeing Affleck lean over as if he was looking for something. He finally yelled cut and asked Affleck what he was doing. He came to find out the air supply to Affleck's suit had completely shut off. Okay. Affleck was looking for any kind of rock to burst his helmet open. Wow. Oh, wow. If there was a book about near-death experiences yeah. on set, I would buy that thing tomorrow. Well, it's the same thing with Mug J. Fox, isn't it? With um, Back to Future 3. Oh. um, There's a bit where there's a hanging scene. Oh, and there's a bit where he actually gets hanged for real. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that's a big oopsie. Yeah. Well, the big oopsie is like, uh, oh, what did we talk about? It was... um, Oh, the crow. Oh, the crow, yeah, when they actually get shot, yeah. Yeah. I was talking about uh, Eddie Murphy, who worked with... What was the director's name? Oh, he did, like, Trading Places, and he did, like, Coming to America. Oh, Lando. John Landis? Ma- Martin. No, yeah. John, John Landis. Yeah, yeah. Is it John Landis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a director, anyway, who'd previously worked with. Twilight Zone. And he did a Twilight Zone movie, and, like, a kid got killed by a helicopter. <gasps> there was yeah. two or three, oh, wasn't there? In the, in the, 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 an adult and two kids. And he was it? like, look, I'm not going to pile on you, but come on. He said afterwards, I'm not going to pile on you, but, like, a kid died. Yeah. Like, we have to make, like, we, we can't ignore that a kid died. No. Yeah. That's just tragic, isn't it? Yeah. John John Landis? I don't know. I can't remember now. Hey, Siri. Sorry. Hey, Alexa. Alexa. <laughs> Who directed Coming to America? Coming to America was directed by John Landis. There we are. John oh, Landis. John Landis. There yeah. we are. She obeyed. <laughs> she did. There we are. She's made a, she's made a podcast uh, appearance. Um, yeah, the last time I did one of those, I don't think, I don't think it picked up. So, uh, yeah. I didn't know. No. So there we are. Uh, so radio. So we're told they have seven minutes of radio left, and that's it. But Colonel Sharp has a plan B, and uh, he says, and he's having a fight, an argument with because um, they've only dug fifty six feet or something like that of the eight hundred they have to hit, and they're two and a half hours into an eight hour shift. Is it is it me, or do they go from very little digging, sure. drilling? To this is like a Disney sports movie. In it. Yeah. Um, and so he goes, you and your men are the biggest mistake in the history of NASA. And that's the last line anybody hears before it goes dark at NASA. Wow. Charming. 
the red phone rings and they've been told to override the, the system. <laughs> Secondary <laughs> protocol. <laughs> and these guys come in and just take over NASA. Remember this for later when they just disappear. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the magical suitcase appears. And Billy's got a gun. <laughs> Joke so nice, I used it twice. This is the first one I wrote it down, actually. Um, and this is when you... Well, I'll set it up, and then we'll talk about the experience we have watching the film. Okay. The gun was... So basically, um, Sharp pulls out a gun and says, look, I've got a thing here that we use a nuke now on the surface. And you were getting really upset at this, going, how does this happen? Why is going... Why are they doing this? He's being an idiot. Yeah. And... I didn't disagree with you, but I was trying. But we tried to have a conversation about explaining why a character would have this motivation to begin with. But he's not stupid. He should understand. But he says it's not my call. He's a soldier. It's not his call. But why doesn't the president understand this? Right. So the so even right now in your voice in the face, oh. you are feeling tension, and that is good. That is what the film wants you to feel because yes. the film wants you to go, but you're just not listening. It wants you to side with. Again, once again, I think you were putting yourself in the the flight suit of Harry Stamper, <laughs> one of the, one of those ten million dollars spacesuits. You're not listening to me, and and whereas I'm the fly on the wall, going, look at this thing, look at that hover, because this film is very good, much like Speed, yeah. at creating tension, which makes you feel discomfort. It does, yeah, and then giving you a bit of a release, but then having another, what does the something else went wrong, and then again taking that away from, especially you. when they've just said that by releasing the bomb on the surface is going to do nothing. And we know this because the speech we heard earlier. But also from their point of view, the big NASA people who had the suitcase, who are like the big people in charge of it. These are the people at at NASA control or the people who are up on the asteroid? The people in NASA control who are now given the orders to... Oh, they've got the magic codes for the nuke. Yeah, Yeah. Surely they are just thinking... It's not going well. It's, you know, we've had so many catastrophes already. We can't do nothing. We can't do nothing. We've got to do something, even if it's just doing this nuke. It might not work, but at least it's something. It's, some, it's so better than hearing we from. didn't use it. Yeah. We had it and we didn't even that try. Doesn't matter. Anyone, it doesn't matter. No one will know they haven't used it. Liam, exactly. Day, no one but, know. Liam, I know because you're arguing Harry Stamper's perspective, which is we're told is the right perspective. We're not disagreeing with you, but we're saying in the, un- out of the corner fighting. We're saying in the universe of the film, this is why the NASA people are going down that road. It's, they're kind of responsible. No, I know, for but if that, if they, they, they should on. know. Also, they've been told that they're not going to work. They haven't been told. They have. They've you No, know, we were in the room when the expert told NASA. But the president's advisors were told thinks that still thinks that blowing up the nuke is the right well, the nuke is the right idea. So why hasn't the um guy from They Live why hasn't he spoken to the Prez? Because the guy from said, They Live hates everything about this plan. He hasn't used the bat phone. Yeah, but he's had the You are gonna go to the biggest person who knows more about anything, not some Hang on, hang on, hang on again. Smooth again, on the other again. Well, they live, man. <laughs> right the cat from from Coraline keep in mind he's again he's another military man so what does he do he follows the chain of command that's how you get the job he's in because for all your career you've always done what you're supposed to have done but if you know that that some dude has worked this out already and said look this is gonna make no difference it's not going to knock off trajectory. We're still going to die. This is our one hope. Was the he? one hope? They yes, he was. Time. They he still was. have time. So they should have given them a bit more time to drill, and Which then use that I as a worst scenario. I can go a step further and go. When he came at the expert, he was putting this place in front of everybody. Yeah. Right. 
maybe he's still a harbor some ill will. And it's like, screw you. Just because he heard it doesn't mean he's convinced. You know what I'm saying? You can't be like, well, screw you when it's going to potentially kill the whole world. But if someone's so adamant about it and they are the best in their field. Now, do you you want me to give you a movie reason for this now? Yeah, go on. Yeah, okay. The reason why um, Keith David's character doesn't do it is because you need, we need to forgive Sharp at the end of the movie. And at the end, we love Sharp. No, I don't say I love him, but I Sharp gives him. us some lines that we, oh, okay, we forgive him. I think he gives us a heck of a last line. He does, he does. So it just gives us some more conflict. But this it? is about yeah, this is conflict. Conflict, conflict creates tension and tension. Of, <laughs> are they going to meet it or are they going to keep it from me? If they gave you everything you wanted without these barriers, this movie's not half the movie it is. If they don't do stuff like this, no, but they treat the audience like that's stupid because I don't they've just been told. Well, they do because they've just told us that detonating it on the surface will do nothing because hang on so we've still got time before pre- it gets past that barrier but the president's not a perfect character yeah but, the, yeah but the president should have the people in the right place the at the pres- right time why is he got he does he does Ooh. he does because billy bob thornton talks to him and then he thinks he's he's on the right th- which i want to talk about in a second actually <sighs> um but he doesn't take his voice on board i know that's the, if, if that's what makes this, the film exciting there wasn't this conflict, <laughs> it was there would off. just there would just be more of that chaotic armadillo flying around which i i thought that's what okay, i didn't like better movie you have this where they go all right no 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 and they have to sneak and they have to turn it down and then we have to cut the wire at the last second or yeah my guy's just not gonna work oh it's not gonna work no. oh shut it down <laughs> we're with you we're with you <laughs> Actually, you got a point there. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody just gets along until until Harry has to go ahead and uh, and just pull the trigger. Movies have just got to be dumbed down a bit. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, there was this thing where Jerry Bruckheimer always trusted Michael Bay's gut on how a mass audience would react. Oh, okay. Even if Bruckheimer didn't get it, he went, I trust Michael Bay enough to go, he knows what people want. We didn't mention Michael Bay in the room, did we? What do you mean in the room? Oh, you thought oh, he was... Um, well, he was no, because he was the there. Nasser yeah, he was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah just when... Uh, it's when everybody's freaking out, I think, or something planned or something like that. He's, he's quite obviously there. He's he a scientist a- with long, shaggy hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Skinny guy. Yeah. Um, so... I made a mistake thinking that was Jerry Brookham. <laughs> the gun that William Fitchner, Sharp's character, pulls was not originally in the film. Michael Bay mentions they would have not have gotten the Air Force's approval if they knew someone playing an Air Force colonel would recklessly brandish a weapon like that. Oh, okay. The gun was added later during filming to give us scene more tension, and he remembers being nervous as they showed the film to the Air Force, who could have had the entire scene cut if they deemed it objectionable. So I guess they have to approve on what comes out. Yeah. yeah. Like given, the situ- given the manner in which Fishner pulls the gun and the overall situation, the Air Force ends up approving the scene after the fact. Okay. So Truman says, if you do this, you kill us all. And he tells Keith David, this is one order you shouldn't follow, and you fucking know it. Yeah. And then. Just because someone tells you to do something, you know what is the right thing to do. Use your mind. And then he gives him the phone to the president, and he calls the president. And what are we all thinking? That phone. With it, the president <laughs> is going to go ahead and listen to reason now. Yes. And he, he hears him, and he goes, he wants to talk to you. And we're like, yeah, he does. And then he goes, fire the nuke. And we're like, what? Yeah. This is this is good. It creates tension. <laughs> and it they, was me. They remote me. detonate the bomb. I can't get my Alexa to tell my TV to turn off, but they can hit a switch in. 
heard you. Now she listens. <laughs> yeah. uh, I can't get her to do that, but they can hit a button here and it's like on an asteroid. They're like, yeah, Beep. but this is That's a really nuts, important thing that they've got a special suitcase for yeah. with coding. So, of course, it's going to work when you need to. Can you imagine if there's ever an emergency where they need to use these? Um, what do you mean? Like when the thrusters don't work or when like everything else they need to work at the right well, time doesn't if, work? Well, hopefully we'll never use If the bad guys things. have it, it always works. I just, yeah. I just think though, right? And if, if it didn't work when it needed to work, because we've got a time limit anyway before the the asteroid has to be. They're still up there. They're still working on it. You know, even if they dug, we were saying six hundred feet rather than eight hundred. You'd yeah, you do six hundred to give it a go. You do six hundred to give it a yeah. go, wouldn't you? Right at the very last. You just go. Didn't get to eight hundred. Go home. No, you wouldn't. Would <laughs> no, you? Yeah. you keep going until you get Although, as far as you could. Wouldn't the you? later they leave it, are we potentially going to lose another Paris? Yeah, well, that's the thing. You have to do it by that point because yeah. otherwise the debris will not the debris clear. Is obviously, still coming. Otherwise, you've just created two smaller but <laughs> asteroids that are going to hit But hopefully, it's not going to be such a global. No, hopefully not. Kill killer, is it? It's going to be. I mean, this. Uh, we'll talk about it when we get to the end. But okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So there we go. So they remote detonate the bomb, and Harry. Uh, so Chick says, "Harry, the clock on that nine foot nuclear weapon is ticking." <laughs> And Sharp says secondary protocol, and Sharp wants to leave Max and Rockhound back because it's time to go. There was a great... Have I yet? No, not yet. Max says it's all wrong. Where is that? He's like, man, it's all wrong. Rockhound says, says, wrong? It's all wrong. We shouldn't even be out here. (laughs) I've got my notes. Liam is freaking out about... You guys have heard this by now. Uh, Truman phones a guy and tells him to kill the uplink. And this is a guy who was established earlier in the movie. He's just kind of like Truman's buddy. Harry goes to smash the warhead and Sharp pulls a gun and it's a great, really quick focus pull. It is, yeah. Uh, Harry says, I'm going to make you shoot me. And the uplink is killed down on Earth. And meanwhile, up on the, on the uh, asteroid, Harry puts Sharp in like these like vice grips around his neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like bolt cutters or something? I don't know. I don't think they're bolt cutters, but I think there's some sort of holding thing, isn't yeah. they? Max and Rockhound show up while this has all gone down. And like, <laughs> yeah. Rockhound goes, what do we miss? <laughs> a lot. Harry says that they're in this together, and I've still got my notes. Liam's still agreeing with Bruce Willis here. <laughs> yeah, I'm all the way. Harry says he's never missed a depth he's gone for, and Sharp says, you swear on your daughter's life and my family you can hit that, which is nice. It gives him some motivation. Mm-hmm. He goes, he does, and he goes, and let's turn this bomb off. And Sharp and his number two turn it off, and meanwhile, Rockhound's going, do a good job. Do a good job. <laughs> and then with three seconds left, they hit the right wire, and he goes, good job. <laughs> then Harry comes in on the radio. Houston, you have a problem. I promised I like my little girl we'd be coming <laughs> home, and I don't intend to break it. So I've got a hole to dig. Hole to dig. Yeah. Yeah, man. And they went from 54 feet to, like, 700. We'll find out, yeah. <laughs> Elsewhere, AJ is in the, uh, what was it called? Armadillo? Armadillo. Armadillo. Holiday or otherwise. Yeah. And uh, he hits a chasm and he gets frustrated. So he throws a rock and then he sees it float. And he goes, you ever hear of evil can evil? And they make the plan. We're going to go ahead and we're going to hit thrusters just as we hit the, uh, the the chasm. And then we can float over the chasm. And he asks the, uh, the Russian, is this going to work? And he goes, I don't know. 50-50. <laughs> well, more like 40-60. Because you can lie to me. He goes, oh, this will work. And then you will be uh, heroes like like me. <laughs> um, I call bullshit again, though. I mean, because they play fast and loose with the whole floating around, don't they? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because then they're walking. They're walking normal. 
We know from they the are Armstrong. Normal. Yeah, yeah. And they, like, quite fit, and they it, even but... showed us that the, the gravity should have been worse because it's a smaller thing than the moon yeah. was. Yeah. They do have a thrust move and it works until they hit something and float up into space. Uh, the Russian uh, de-ices de- it and they manage after hitting it with a wrench or something to land it. And it's not like like the Russian should be dead. The Russian should be dead. And he's the biggest bloody hero in this movie. Oh, he's and he <laughs> saved Ben Affleck's ass two or three times. Well, yeah, to be anything to be true. I mean, I'll bring it up in a minute. So I've got a scene that I can only call riding the warhead. And <laughs> oh, yeah. they tell Rocky, and get, I think it's Sharp, goes, get off the nuclear warhead. And he goes, oh, I'm sorry. I just wanted to feel the power between my legs, brother. <laughs> Have you seen that I movie mean, when uh, he rides the nuke? <laughs> oh, that's uh, Dr. Strangelove. Uh, yeah. Or I How I so. Learned to Love yeah, the Atomic yeah, yeah. Bomb or something like or that. Something like that, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. I wasn't a fan. Is this more common no, than I, I thought then? What, Dr. Strangelove? Well, no, riding nukes. Yeah, it, it's, it's a very famous it's a cowboy. It's kind of got his hat. It's all satire about what war is. Fair enough, fair yeah. enough. Um, he then finds the... Although I didn't get that was a reference and until you mentioned it, so well done. Oh, okay. He then finds a Gatling gun and goes nuts and Harry tackles him and it turns out he's got space dementia. You laugh? <laughs> this is a real thing. Really? It's a thing. And... But you, yeah, so uh, he's got space dementia so people do go go mad out there sometimes. I think I'd be one because they can't they can't handle with the stress of everything because everything's like so do or die right yeah you gotta be perfect wow meanwhile Max has a gas pocket and the armadillo is blown into space and Harry says get a hold of Truman tell him to prepare the world for some bad news and we have a shot from uh a bit of the Lincoln Memorial shooting the Washington Monument Whoa. that's some beautiful they shots. did this Rocky style they did didn't they. The shot out from the Lincoln Memorial was achieved guerrilla filmmaking style. Bay distracted the police while setting the crew up down <laughs> near the reflecting pond. And then while they were tearing that down, he stuck inside the memorial with a camera and steady cam operator and made the shot. Nice. Sneaky, yeah. Uh, people go into bomb shelters. Paris is destroyed. Boom. And the Eiffel Tower. I want to see the Eiffel Tower. Say, Lavi. We saw it from a gargoyle's perspective, didn't we? There was a gargoyle on the. That was it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Grace asked Truman if Harry can come back now with the, 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 the you know with the, the shuttle be able to leave, and he's like, uh, he's like, I don't know, and she like judo throws him on the floor, yeah. Which, given that he's got like a, a bad leg, I guess we can forgive that. Yeah. Uh, Rockhound. Meanwhile, I was excited. These guys, we got front row seats to the end of the world. Uh, and then all of a sudden, we hear some static in um, Harry's earpiece. Yeah. We're like, what's that? Oh, your boyfriend's back now. I'm gonna call a little BS on this because on the they could tell me at Mission Control how the armadillo was faring, the yep. first one. Yep. They could tell me what the drill situation was. Yep. This other one's driving all over, and they, they can't. They, they can't tell me it's moving. Yeah, you would have done. You would have. Yeah, yeah I you would have totally known it. I agree. This is the same problem I had in The Rock when sometimes they could tell where Nicolas Cage and Sean Connery were. Yeah. And sometimes they couldn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. So at which point one of the the people at NASA just look at and go. Your boyfriend's back. <laughs> like, not like, do you need a moment? Do you need to sit down? This is going to be some big news. You thought uh, you lost him. Now he's back. Meanwhile, Harry looks at him and goes, I got five words for you. Damn glad to see you, boy. <laughs> it was that six words. <laughs> it's the first time I heard it. I went, that was six words. Oh, thank uh, you, Harry. He said it. He said it. He it. <laughs> They've duct taped Rockhound to a chair. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Ready for this? Yeah. NASA standard protocol for space dementia. Really? Yep. Oh. Wow. You duct tape so they can't hurt themselves or anybody else. Has uh, it been there long enough to get space dementia? I think it's just the idea of it is that he's just lost his mind. I think yeah, he's just a enough. genius and he yeah. knows the... He we knows all, we all, we all have a little bit of hope, anymore. don't we? As humans, well, we try and have a little bit of hope in everything, don't we? Well, I'll tell you, I mean, 
when he starts firing the Gatling gun, that's when he's gone too far. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he's shooting up them and everything else. And that's the thing. Like, you can't. He's he could kill somebody else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they got to do a hundred feet in an hour. Now, if you've done seven, so it was eight hundred feet. They had eight hours. So that tells me you've done on average hundred feet an hour. Yeah, I knew after two hours you've done fifty five feet. So is it possible hundred feet an hour? Yes, because they've been doing much more than that. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the thing where the first, like, oh, this is really, really tough. And then you get like the spirit of belief in your system. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, it's dead easy. <laughs> um, so now it's AJ doing what Max was doing previously. And maybe a, the core is softer. Maybe. <laughs> and uh, there's a gas pocket. And apparently, and it's the exact same thing Max had. So we've seen this. And we go, oh. Ooh, and good. it's also how he screwed up in the pool. We go, oh. And it's also how he screwed up on the rig at the start. So we Ooh. go, oh. <laughs> and he goes if you're ever gonna trust me harry trust me now i know it the faith the world's in my hands and he goes all right it's your call and he goes all right and they start He's counting like loose. 795 do you think harry said that because he went oh fuck it we're dead yeah. anyway well maybe <laughs> 797 i'm like at 797 i'm saying job done job done job yeah. done i mean that's close enough i surely. don't think it was like it has to be exactly we, we've done <laughs> yeah. the math it has yeah. to be exactly 800 <laughs> yeah so that last three three feet was what counted come on so harry yields they make it to 802 and the scientist reminds us it's not over till we get the bomb down that hole and what else could go wrong now what else well they've, they've, they've done the big thing nothing else can go wrong of course not they've got a, oh, we, oh there's a big pipe ready. there's a broken pipe we just gotta cut a bit oh, it's just one thing after another nothing will it? go and this was very twister Oh, was Twister it? Michael Bay? Uh, might have been. I don't. No, 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 no. It's uh, not. Twister is. Is it Gus Van Sant? Mm. It might be Gus Van Sant. Uh, it might be Bruckheimer though. Yeah, um, it sounds Bruckheimerish, yeah. doesn't it? Because that was the thing where, like, the big thing was like when all. Have you seen Twister? Years ago. The big things when like all the sensors go up in the F and they're like, oh, you're going to run the lab and I'm going to do this. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, the, yeah, Gender we've done point. it. And then the twister moves. And it's like, something else goes you, on and something else and something you, else. You yeah. already had your high point. Like, yeah. speed. You already had your high yeah. point. Like, we don't need another 15 minutes. Um, Who did you say it was? Gus Van Sant? No, Janderbont. Oh, Yanda. I said, who was a three, a three thing name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Of course it was Yandabont. He's the same guy who does speed. You can check that one up. I'm about 100% right on that. Because <laughs> uh, I can see the font in my head. Um, so they get the broken pipe out. And meanwhile, the asteroid starts deteriorating. AJ is sent up towards space. And he's got well this done. giant tether. Yeah, see? He's got this giant tether. But it's not latched to anything. You're in so space. what's the purpose of a rope? Yeah. If I tie you with a rope for your safety, but I don't want to fix that rope to anything. Ugh. Besides a visual cue of grab this, that's the only good this thing does. It's just something else to go wrong. Yeah. yeah. So Harry grabs it by his, tension. By his hand. Tension. We need tension. more tension. No tension on the thing, but more tension there in the... There was tension when he pulled and stopped <laughs> yeah, him flying into space. All the tension. Uh, why did that not pull him? Oh, were you calling him Goober? I've got Gruber in my notes. Were you just calling him Goober the whole time? <laughs> Goober, yeah. Oh, I thought said Gruber. Um, oh, hang on. I could have said Gruber. What? I, say? I don't know what I said now. Yeah, Gruber. Uh, that was a Gruber, okay. Yeah, yeah. Gruber dies um, because he's defused the bomb and his point in the plot is over. Yeah, he's over and done. And we need some more seats. Was, yeah. yeah, we need more yeah. seats on the way back. So <laughs> the end of the bomb, one of the detonators is dead and there's still 18 minutes left. And they said, what does this mean? Someone's going to have to stay behind and it can't be the shuttle pilots. It takes two people to fly Why this thing. Why is it, though, that they can remotely detonate that nuke, but they can't remotely... Oh, no. For, 
from like the ground. The deal is that whatever the wireless thing was, yeah, broke when it got hit by something. Oh, okay, so it's broken. So it wasn't that it always was this way. No, 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 no because it's, it's this way. So now. is he hardwired now into it? Um, so basically now he's got like a cord. Yeah, okay. So he's just plugged in a cord. He's basically just rather than using a wireless PlayStation controller, yeah, he's yeah. plugged into this to the, yeah, to the yeah, thing. Yeah. Okay. So Fair dues. the uh, so as HBS left, someone says they're behind. Harry says, "No, we're not drawing straws. So, I'm going to do it." If they'd had an extension lead, they could have got, they could have flown away with Harry. How long is this lead? I was going to say because it's not blow it's not blow up and try and outrun it. <laughs> they're not going to get away in time unless you've got a massive extension lead. They uh, should have thought about that. They should have packed one. Should have packed an ex- exactly. a huge extension lead. Exactly. Job was, done. Was Harry that, yeah. would have been saved. Yeah. Could have got one of those guns from like Romeo and Juliet where he like dead eyes it as he like flies away. You just go pew pew and pew, blows pew. Up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'd be very Star Wars ending. See. Maybe you hit a smaller bomb. It could detonate near the bigger bomb. See? And cause a chain reaction. Exactly, yeah. Oh, good idea. See? And therefore, now you just have to have the, de- the remote detonator for the smaller bomb. Yep. Yeah, I fi- see, I fixed okay, it. So we, can, we can fix this. Yeah. Um, the detonator is dead. There's 18 minutes left. I mean, they could have brought the bigger, the, the other nuke with them. The other ship would have had a second nuke. Yeah, two nukes. There we go. Would have, would have had a remote detonator. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Swap it over. Um... Harry doesn't want to draw straws. He wants to do it. But everybody says, I'm not going home as the person who didn't draw straws. Mm. And uh, But Rockhound's like, guys, I really mean it. I'm happy to stay. Which I think he probably, yeah. But like I said. Th- yeah, because we were talking about this. Because the only thing is, can you trust that Rockhound would have got it done? I mean, yeah, why, exactly. Yeah. Why, why would he have, would he have been like, oh, well, I'm going to die anyway, regardless. So I'm going to let everyone go with me. Or would he have actually done it? What would happen if Rockhound does get drawn? Do you think Harry lets him do it? No, he no I don't think so either. The same no. thing that he did with AJ. Oh, probably, yeah, yeah. yeah I would guess. That's always Harry. It was always going to be Harry. Doing he was it. probably thinking to do that. Whoever got the short straw. AJ maybe. has the short straw, and he's the youngest guy there. So already you feel like mm. you could tell look on his eyes and Bruce Willis's eyes. You're like, yeah. yeah, we know what he's going to do. And even AJ was sitting there going, he's trying to put on a brave face, but they're both really good in this. They are really mm. good. This is a great scene. He's optimistic, but the music is not, and he's trying to do that thing where like, hey, everybody has to die, but I have to do it saving the world. Mm-hmm. Harry says, I'll take him down. And they go underneath the ship, and he's, he's trying to be tough. And he goes, tell Gracie I'll always be there with her. Can you do that? Yeah. Okay, kid. And then he pulls out his oxygen line from behind. And he's, uh, so now he can't be out there to do it. He won't live. Uh, and he tears off the patch off his arm of his thing. And in this moment, he even goes, give this to Truman. Yeah, make sure this gets to Truman. And, and AJ goes, it's my turn now. He goes, Harry, you can't do that. It's my job. And he goes, it's your job to take care of my little girl now. That's your job. And he goes, I've always thought of you, son. Now, Bruce Willis is kind of doing it kind of stoic. Yeah. But probably because his big scenes to come still. Yeah. But he's doing it stoic. But he's having that conversation. He's still got emotion in his eyes. He's got emotion in his eyes. Affleck is losing it. And Harry, I love you. Harry, I love you. And the I love you scene between Bruce Willis and Ben Affleck was initially going to be a much smaller moment because the two between the two actors. But Affleck notes it would have been tough to do it and keep us cool and keep a stiff upper lip because he wanted there to be an extremely emotional scene in a big summer blockbuster movie like this. And so he said, people always shy away from showing all that emotion. They're afraid you'll get really upset. 
that somehow that means you're not cool or you're not sufficiently heroic. But I thought Bruce is the hero, really. So I could have the opportunity to do that. And I thought, why not? I'm going to pause for a second. Absolutely. And I'm going to talk about, because it's not just we get one. We get two of them back to back. And we get Mm -hmm. the Zoom call. And she's, uh, Grace is put into a room. And it's just this big screen of, of Bruce Willis's head coming on the other side. Everybody can sort of look in on it, but it's just really, it's amazing how it's still really intimate. Mm. No, it is. It's very, it's very well done. And yeah. And the weight of this moment. And, uh, I remember at the time thinking, this is, this is crazy. I mean, it's still crazy. I think it's something from space. Yeah. If it was real. Yeah. yeah. But to sit there and go like, now we live in a world where video callings normal. It's a norm, normal. isn't it? Yeah. Every day. You know, Ethan, but it's, uh, even Ethan freezes on us like three or four <laughs> times an episode. <laughs> Sorry, dad, you cut out there. What do you, tr- oh, Oh, he's gone. Oh. <laughs> I lost you there, Dad. You there? You could, uh, no, call no, died. And that is why you'll always be my daughter. Goodbye, Grace. What did he say? What did he say? Uh, Dad, I've put little kitten ears on you. <laughs> oh, no. Not the wrong filters. Snapchat filters. No. <laughs> Only we can Don't laugh Don't ruin the moment. Uh, I, I, think, I think I'm doing that guy thing. because yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Harry goes on a big screen and they both admit they lied. I'm not coming home. And she said, I lied too because I said I didn't want to be like you, but I'm, the writing's not great. But I'm no. just but I'm just like yeah. you. I'm just like you in every way. And she's calling him daddy now. Um, yeah, because you wouldn't call him dad at the beginning. Yeah, but you, now you know? it's it's daddy. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Well, he's about to die, so you know. No, but you get the idea of it. Yeah. This is all. And she says she's scared. He goes, "I know, but soon there won't be anything. There won't be anything to be scared of soon." I'm like, oh. "Yeah." And he says, "And I, I'm, I'm kind of doing okay in the grand scheme of things. I, I cried a little bit when we did." Because uh, the bit with AJ and, and Harry, that really gets to me. Oh, that do you mean? I think it speaks to me as someone who grew up probably about much, uh, someone who struggled to find a father figure. Mm-hmm. Me and my stepdad didn't get along very much when I was growing up. Lost my dad when I was 11. Yeah. So always tried to latch on to these sort of father figures who just seem for one reason or another in my life to always disappear. Yeah. They'd move away or one guy was a teacher. He died. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It was just this. See, so I think this kind of a thing is something oh, speaking plainly. I think I've always, I've always yearned for something like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I'm being honest. And so I was who, and then when he goes, AJ saved us up there. He did. I just, oh. I, ju- I just lost his, it. His yeah. reaction as well. AJ's reaction. To hearing that, they to cut face. to him and I'm trying yeah. to type and I'm trying to listen. And I'm trying to watch. Yeah. Credit to you. I've talked about how sometimes I think that the take, after taking notes can take you out of the movie somewhat. Mm. And I think it can, but jeez, that was heavy. And I, I was like, I'm not going to look over at those two because I don't want to seem like oh, no, I'm we, a big softy. Well. And then I look over and you guys are equally doing. <laughs> I think I heard Megan say something about, oh, I think I'm almost going to cry. It was, it was something like you said something. And I was like, it's, was it's, safe to, it's safe to look. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, we didn't say anything until after the Liv Tyler bit. And that's when I was like, I'm, I'm, and Bruce Willis, as he's saying it, he's a tear. And I thought my tear go down my <laughs> cheek at the same time. Yeah. Because I relate more to obviously the mother, the not mother daughter, uh, father daughter relationship. And I could just imagine my dad, uh, talking to him and just being like, I'm proud of you, dad. Yeah. And, uh. The AJ, yeah. So he really, and he takes these last moments to big up the important people in his life. Chick. AJ and Chick. Yeah. And Chick. And I, 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 wouldn't this be a better story if Chick, if we did get a scene where he talks about Chick having some sort of a, Chick's overcome something. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I couldn't have done this without him because Chick feels like he's been dependent on Harry for whatever it is, sobriety, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. And then I couldn't have without him. I've leaned on him. He needs to know that. And then that's how he gets his redemption here. Mm. 
Oh, it's oh. a shame to think you had nine people write this and you were one step away from this yeah, really yeah. like it's a, it's a great moment, but yeah. man, yeah, maybe they didn't want people to. Maybe it was too many stories and they went, "We don't have time for a proper chick story." I think he did. Yeah, I do. and if he didn't, then don't open the door for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I agree. And uh, do you want to talk about Bruce Willis and his uh, motivation for the scene? Yeah. Um, well, I, I always thought watching Bruce Willis had me in tears with this whole scene. And I thought, wow, he did this really well. And years later, I found out that when he's talking to Liv Tyler, he's actually got a photo of his own daughter. Yeah. And he's talking to her. A couple of them, I think, actually, he's got. Yeah, he's got yeah. a couple of daughters, Aww. yeah. It is a powerful moment. Powerful it does moment. get you, because, yeah. yeah, it's very emotional. And then it ends, and it goes, he has to, I have to, I have to go. And he goes, and it goes to static, and you get this long shot of just Liv Tyler's got her head down, her hand on the screen oh. and she's in like like shadow because it's backlit by the tv screen going white i forget who the cinematographer was what a shot there are yeah, some great shots in this great. film and it's very and especially in a film with, isn't it especially in a film that didn't like to hold the shot for too long mm-hmm. this one it does yeah and it's a good yeah. one sorry i think i cut you off no, it's very bittersweet because you're you're sad as well, but you're also you do feel that hope and that proudness for him because he's you know he's yeah. dying to save the world. So it's yeah, it, that was a very good shot though. And so, one last issue, Rock. So something goes starts going wrong. He, Bruce Willis gets knocked around a bit, and they can't get the thrusters to work. Why can't they just, oh, just, just yeah, just let him blow himself up? Rock out. Know. Well, here's why. Because this sounds really insensitive, but Rock out. At first, he goes, "What's going on? We're going. We're staying." Uh, the Russian goes, uh, so they kick it the sh- shuttle to start. So he's there and he's waiting for this, uh, this, this tough woman who's been established throughout the whole movie. Oh, she um, was great. Yeah, she was all right. She's one of the pilots, wasn't she? Yep. And he's going, he's been really polite going, would you move, please? <laughs> please, would you move? Please, I could fix this. <laughs> and he does grab her and move her. But in the case, this is literally a case of life or death. Yeah. I'm going to forgive him this. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and goes, I will fix American components, mm-hmm. Russian components, all made in Taiwan. <laughs> now we finally go home. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, he has some great lines. This guy he does. does. Um, Rockhound is upset. He said, I had a great spot at the end of the world. And you guys put me in here instead. Uh, so there we are. Um, Harry gets knocked out to the side. And they're like, at which point Sharp's like, we have to go back and do it ourselves. Yeah. Like, dude, you overshot the landing by 26 miles the first time. Yeah. You ain't getting. There's no way you're getting back. Time or landing. It yeah, ain't happening. Yeah, it's not. No. He goes, she goes one more minute. And then everyone at the station like, push the button, push the button. And I'm like, Liv Tyler's like right yeah. there. Maybe don't shout out, kill yourself, kill yourself. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, AJ goes, Harry will do it. I know. He doesn't know how to fail. And they're going, press it. And just before he does, he goes, we win, Gracie. And he pushes the button. Oh, chills. And what we think it's going to be his life flash before his eyes, but it does. But it's all images of her. Yeah. Including her in a wedding dress. Yes. So there's this weird idea that he's independent of time right now. Yeah. For that brief moment. Because uh, he does say, I would have liked to walk you down the aisle. So he gets yeah, this image that's, here. That, that's the line that got me, actually. Is it? Yeah. And... Uh, his eyes, his eyes, and it's now, you get the future. Everybody cheers all around the world. Bear sort of says to himself, Harry, you the man. <sighs> Truman notices that Grace is by herself and goes up to the viewing tower, and she hugs him, and I'm getting a little choked. It, 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 it's, it's, it's weird. He almost turns into this like surrogate father type. Mm. And it's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Nice little touch. Yeah. 
We go outside. Boys are running around with shuttles. Everybody's come out of the bunkers. Everybody's out of their bunkers. Everyone's happy. Yay. Wiping their eyes going, is that the sun? Yeah. Back I'd on. Be very hungover going, oh, are we all right then? Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Back on Earth. Um, I don't know if you guys noticed this. They get home, they land, they hit the button, out comes the slide, they slide down, and the last thing he says to the to, to the group before they leave. Yeah. Do you, you remember what it was? Yeah, he said someone, can we forget about the... No, not him. I'm oh. talking about Sharp. Oh, no. He says, welcome home, astronauts. Yes, I did. Yes, He yes. calls oh, them astronauts. Oh, yeah, he calls them astronauts. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Rockham says, fair, hey... They kind of are now. <laughs> let's keep what happened on the asteroid on the asteroid. Should we just not even talk about the gun in the... Oh. Uh, <laughs> Which, which point I'm like, yeah, we can stop because we're not going to tell about Sharp almost shooting Harry as well. No, exactly, yeah. There's someone who needs to be saying, hey, can we not mention that, please? Mm-hmm. Grace goes to AJ in slow motion, and she's gotten, I mean, I guess it's quite the journey back. Well, is it really? They're pretty close. Yeah. She's had time to get changed. Yeah. And do her hair. Yeah. <laughs> She's in like this little like Asian inspired like dress and haircut. I love the dress. Yeah. I think she looks great. But it, like, I was like, I'm just going to freshen up for a bit. <laughs> Did you guys have like a powder room? <laughs> Did you go powder my nose? Yeah. Um, so then Chick's son runs to him wearing an American flag. Now, when I went and saw this in the cinema, this kid comes out of nowhere and starts running. I start laughing hysterically. <laughs> really? It's not supposed to be funny. No. This kid's, this kid's never met his father. No. No, exactly. You're not ru- Dad, you're not doing that. Kids are shy. Yeah. Kids would be like, Sidling up beside his mom, being like, "Can you hi?" Oh, you wouldn't run around like. Ah. Although you've probably just been told your dad that you never knew is actually an astronaut now, so that would be quite exciting. So I judge her here on this, but yeah, I know it's, he's it's, never spoken directly no. to the guy. No, no, that's true. It wasn't like you went, "Hey, little man, do you want this shuttle?" And he says afterwards, "Oh, you have to tell her." He's a great me. salesman. Yeah, given <laughs> <laughs> away. Like, there, was, there was there was no moment of interaction between no. them, so I laughed, mm. going, "This is the fakest thing in the whole." It movie. is. Um, uh, Sharp walks up to uh, AJ and to Grace and asks Grace, he's introduced himself, Colonel Willie Sharp, asking permission to shake the hand of the daughter of the bravest man I've ever met. Lots of ofs. But that's the last point where you go, oh. No. Uh, Rockhound Stripper is back. <clears throat> a- I want to have your babies. <laughs> AJ gives Truman the patch. <laughs> And then I know if it's just this really awkward two shot of like Affleck and um, Liv Tyler kissing. Yeah. Just, and, 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 and the plane's flying over. There's, there's, there's no reason for it. They just, they just come into the, in a frame and kiss. There was no previous scene where he looks at her. And it's, like, it's, it's just the, now kiss now. Maybe I was uh, a bit before that. Or maybe maybe I, I don't know. Multiple takes. Uh, I don't know. And so we get the coda, which is, you know, we get the song, I can stay awake. Just to hear you breathing. Um, the cool, coda almost sounds like Felix. Never, you got, you, 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 I do you, a good Felix you impression. Do a good Felix, yeah. Yeah. You should, should, should hear him do me. <laughs> <laughs> um, the coda, uh, we get the wedding and the pictures of the fallen friends. Who was it who didn't like the pictures? I did, I, it looked more like a funeral, like a wake or something yeah, where you have the pictures of the funeral. Yeah, the, white, the white dress. Jeez. And why in their spacesuits? Why are they not pictures of Harry and her when they were two? Exactly. You know, well, and, I know they're heroes. Oh, do you know what I mean? I like that. You would yeah, have more personal wrong. father-daughter pictures, yeah. wouldn't you? Really? You tell the audience, this is how you remember them. <laughs> yeah. I, I know, but it it just felt no, a little you're, bit you're out not, of place you're not wrong to me. There. Absolutely. Yeah, felt yeah. wrong. Especially because the guy at the right, like, like everyone, 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 everyone was like, we all raised her. 
That guy, was, that guy wasn't in that conversation. He's in the same age bracket as, no. as, as AJ. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I'm bare. So this was, a, I believe if I remember my research correctly, this was a late added scene. Yeah. Okay. Originally it was going to end with a kiss and they went, no, we need to see them get married. That was the prom. I wanted to it see felt, you in your wedding dress. So if Harry can't Happy see it, ending-ish. then we can see it for Harry. Mm. Yeah. So a nice touch. It even felt a bit more low budget. If I dare say. It is because you want to talk about the guy who we should have known was going to be a director. Ben Affleck came up with the idea for the scenes of AJ and Grace's wedding to be filmed on a Super 8 camera. And he used his own personal Super 8 camera to shoot it. He held and operated it for all the shots in which he wasn't in. The cake fight was improvised and the cast threw most of it at Michael Bay. Oh, brilliant. (laughs) Brilliant. Uh, oh, I didn't see that bit because it went small, didn't it? Or did I see, yeah. Was it big at that point? It was just sort of in the corner. Yeah. NASA shows this film during their management training program. New managers are given the task of trying to spot as many errors as possible. I was gonna, when you started that sentence, I was like, what? Yeah. At least, yeah. okay, at least yeah. 168 have been found in Woo-hoo. this movie. Um, when I saw it, um, I was with some f- some friends who were Americans. And at the end of the movie, they got up and thanked. They said the theater could all thank them because they were Americans. So they just saved the world. Oh, what? Oh, my God. I think they were trying to be charming, but uh, it's very <laughs> that come across. It is a very patriotic film. But Ma- America. <laughs> America. And just to end the conversation from earlier, what were the other two films that he had to what? do? Oh, oh um, Bruce Willis. Yeah. Um, uh, what had been around that time? No idea. I see dead people. Really? Oh, Sixth Six Sense. Sense. Sixth Sense, and then the sort of spiritual successor, Unbreakable. Unbra- wow. Oh, Three good movies. They're, they're good movies, actually. He did well at yeah. this deal. Sometimes paying back things is an okay measure. There we are. A Lannister and Bruce Willis always pays his debts. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the end game now. And we are in the end game now, and Megs, I'm sorry, you're... you're, uh, you're <laughs> what? Your reputation lives on. I've looked at the runtime. <laughs> that's just entering the that's, that's entering it's the end game you two talking most of the time I, I it's nothing to do yeah, with yeah, me yeah it doesn't seem like us doesn't seem like us at all <laughs> <laughs> Ethan and I went yesterday we were done in three and three hours and five minutes see so yeah, we need yeah, to beat that we're not going to beat that we've got time in the end game okay uh, Liam random words so next week we'll announce the winner of both random words oh, okay. so last week I'll say it again here last week the random word was monkey Ooh. Which Ethan and I both came up with independent of each other. Oh, cool. So there we go. What's this week's random word? Drill. Drill? Yeah. Oh, like not that. animal cracker. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to stay away from two word. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Drill. I like that. Drill. The money, money, money. $140 million budget. What does it take home? It must have taken quite a bit. It was quite, I, I think it was quite popular. I'm going to have to ask you to limit it to a number. Okay, uh, at 300. 300, Liam? I'm going to say a bit more. 375. You're still way low. 553.7. I'm oh, no good at guessing the money. You need to think about the budget and then think about how many multiples, multiples of that. Of yeah. Oh, okay. That's a general good rule of right, thumb, I'll, and it plays I'll you safe across. Yeah, yeah, it took yeah. a while for us to sort of figure that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ago. But yeah, it helps keep you economies of scale kind of a thing. Uh, by the time of its release, this is Walt Disney Company's highest grossing live action film. Wow. Without any adjustment for inflation. So, yeah. Uh, this was the last film... <laughs> released on Laserdisc Home Video for the Criterion oh Collection. Oh my goodness, Laserdisc. Which began producing Laserdiscs in 1984. After this, they moved over to DVD editions, meaning that the Criterion Collection had 384 Laserdiscs, because this was number 384. I do have some Laserdiscs. Do you? Yeah. I've never even seen one. Have you not? Nope. 
let alone a picture on Laserdisc. Smaller than DVDs. No, that's a mini disc. That's a mini. Oh, I've seen that, a mini disc. That's size. Yeah. Oh, are they? Yeah. yeah. Oh, and you know when you come into my shop and you see the door that I go into the kitchen. Retro with? records, toys, toys for all my retro needs and yeah. tea. And tea. And tea. Yes. My tea needs as well, yes. Um, I have two um, laser discs on the door, just right. as like posters, if you like. Yeah. So, oh, there you go. Not that I expect to ever sell laser discs, but, you know. Oscar nominations. Ooh. Four. Oh, okay. Best original song. Yes. Mm. Uh, You're struggle for the rest, maybe, but we'll see. Cinematography. No, which no. I think is a bit of a... Editing. Not editing by itself. Is there any act? Mm. Editing on the space bits. Uh, it's, oh. not, it's not a category. <laughs> Best space, space bits editing. editing. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. Sound. Sound. Oh well, okay. well done. So best song, best sound. Um, best sound editing. Best, best, um, best, best costumes. No. Mm. Oh. Was there any acting? No, nothing. No, it's, nothing. It's, no, all technical. it's all technical. Yeah, yeah. Come on, think about this. I'm flipping asteroid. What do you think it is? Oh, best best set design. Not set design, but but best special, uh, special effects? effects, visual effects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. visual effects. Doesn't win any, but it was nominated yeah. for four, which is more than I thought. Yeah, yeah when yeah, I got same. song, I went okay, song. But then the other stuff went. Oh yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Fair yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah. Who would you cast as who? Can I be Dotty? And then the, the meter is named after me. You can be dotty. I mean, we, we'll have to, we'll have to, you know, make you look younger. But yeah, all right. <laughs> You'd be Truman, wouldn't or it? can I be the oh, kick-ass? Yeah. Can I be the kick-ass um, uh, pilot? Ashton oh Ray. yeah, you'd actually be good at that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm, I don't want to be Liv Tyler. Is Georgia Liv Tyler? Yeah, she can be Liv Tyler. I think she is. Yeah, yeah there you go. I'll be the, what is actually. Her name, Georgia's the got like that big eye reacting, crying sort yeah, of thing yeah, yeah. when she acts. So yeah. Who, what is the name of the pilot lady? No idea. No pilot idea. lady. Pilot. Okay, I'll be pilot lady. There you are. Yeah, you're Truman, because who are you? you're okay, the so one staring the ship, aren't you? You're the one who's, you I know, thought getting... you two were going to be Bruce Willis and... Oh, I could do that. No, well, it's up to you. I think you're you're going to hate this. Go on. I want to make you Willie Sharp. Ooh. Well, you're not going where I thought you were going to go. You think I was going to go with him, Affleck? Yeah, I thought you were going to be Affleck and Willis. With my such bad reaction towards what went on, Ethan. See, is he, Ethan's not AJ. Ethan's not AJ at all. No, because you're an actor. You're not actually the person. <laughs> oh, I see. Fictional characters. You're in a movie where you roughed up a woman. Is that what you do? No. No. Fictional character. <laughs> yeah. You paused a bit. <laughs> I was trying to see where you was going with okay. that. <laughs> Fictional character. Um, Ethan's probably more. He's either Owen Wilson. Yeah, possibly, yeah. Or he's Buscemi. More Buscemi. Buscemi? Buscemi's a great character. Buscemi is a great character. Yeah. Oh, he's lucked out there. Brilliant. Oh. Yeah. Bow, 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 Oh, you're sharp, okay. I don't know, she's got no right there for it. No one wants to be the Russian guy. I love the Russian oh, guy. Oh, Liam could be the Russian you guy. You could be the Russian guy. I want to go home! Yes, I think it'd be I great. Have, there you go. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. It's like 11 sorry. Sorry. at sorry. night. Sorry. <laughs> Everybody out there, I'm sorry if I definitely... <laughs> the, the guy lives next door to me. I'm worried sorry, about sorry, so Why is this Russian voice shouting <laughs> next door? He's going to call the cops going, I think my neighbor is like kidnapped a Russian. <laughs> he wants to go he's home. Just, he's just shouting that he's being held against his will. 
the average shot in this film lasts one and a half seconds. Wow. That's a short average. That is a short average. <laughs> Muppet this movie. Muppet this movie. What do you mean Muppet this movie? So we have to do the the, the cast of this movie using all... It's, it's using Christmas Carol, Muppet Christmas Carol oh, logic. With okay, so... so that's, that's what the Muppet Christmas Carol did, yes. Okay. Bruce Willis is Kermit. Oh, this is really hard. Uh, what if Billy Bob Thornton's the only human? <laughs> <laughs> that's even funnier. Sam the Eagle is like the guy for the, is like Keith David. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, I hate Keith David. Um, um, not, yeah, not in real life. Gonzo's Buscemi. Gonzo, Gonzo's definitely Buscemi. Gonzo's Buscemi. Yeah, bear yeah. is bear. There's, there's, there's already a yeah. bear. Fozzie's AJ, then. No, not Fozzie Bear. The big oh. brown bear. Oh, the bear, 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 yeah. Uh, Fozzie would be like Chick. Yeah. What girl muppets are there? Because Miss Piggy doesn't fit Liv Tyler. No, she fit Dotty. Yeah, she can (laughs) Dotty. I really want Gonzo to be Buscemi, or else I'd have one of the chickens Um, be Liv Tyler, and then you could have Gonzo as AJ. um, Isn't there one of the the girls in the band or something? Janice, I think her name is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Any girl muppets? No. Um, They should really look at that. They should. One little Patriarchy. mice. One little mice. When they go, no Jesus for us, Mises. That's a big jump. You're going from just like <laughs> Jesus for us, Mises, one line in the song to female lead <laughs> in the Muppet movie. So I guess Miss Piggy's got to be the tough, the, the tough pilot girl. Yeah, she could be the tough pilot. Who is right. AJ? That's the question. Who is AJ? If you've already got Kermit as um, you do Walter. Up. Which one's Walter? He's the one from the Muppets movie, the the, the, the new one who has to like. Oh, I can't picture uh, him. Yeah. He, the, he whistles, no? Have you seen the one with Jason Segel on it? Uh, if you haven't, you really should. No, I think I have. I just can't picture him. That wasn't too bad movie. No, it's a good movie. No. There's um, a lot of characters. What about the mini frogs? He could be a mini frog. Who could? AJ. <laughs> so Bruce Willis is that? <laughs> oh, who's the... Who's Robin? The, he gets mad at yeah, Robin. Rob, the guy looks Rob. like him. <laughs> Robin. Okay. <laughs> Halfway up the stairs. I don't know. What if, <laughs> what if Kermit is AJ? Hmm. Oh, but then Piggy has to be Liv Tyler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's like, not. That's not. You, right. you have like Rolf or something play. Uh, play Harry's part. Rolf would be a good. Um, None of them want to be Daxes again. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Rolf who's, would be who's animal. Oh. Oh, okay. Animal could be Buscemi. Yeah, animal. Animal has to yeah, be Buscemi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> End of world. <laughs> <laughs> you oh, sure you want a loan for a hundred thousand dollars? Me want. <laughs> You're not gonna drop dead. No more than you. <laughs> you could put Beaker as AJ because AJ was a bit annoying. With some bits. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. No, that sounds like Liv Tyler. Be Liv Tyler. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Swap Be- over. Beaker and drag. <laughs> Me, 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 me. Harry's <laughs> Professor, Professor Honeydew. <laughs> uh, what do we got here? Uh, let's do... Did this film have a villain problem? The president. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, it was the yeah. president and it was it was sharp. Sharp, yeah. And it was um, uh, They Live Guy, Keith David. David. And it was the asteroid. Yeah. That being said, I think somehow it all works. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the main villain is the asteroid, I suppose. Like, we don't forgive Keith David, because that, that's why it's, it's kind of left hanging there. That is left hanging, yeah. We don't forgive the president. No. Jeez. Um, Push the button! That um, must have been a Trump thing. I, for, I, forgive, I forgive the asteroid. 
you forgive the asteroid. <laughs> Had a split personality by I the end. I suppose he didn't actually. The make asteroid's any got like an origin movie there. coming out soon. <laughs> it was. It was originally wasn't a, wasn't a bad tempered asteroid at all. No. It was just a little floating bit of uh, something around Saturn's rings or something. <laughs> um, what should this movie have been called besides Armageddon? Armageddon. Uh, Deep impact. <laughs> <laughs> It's the end of the world it's as we the know final it. Final countdown. I think you're jumping to a different yeah, category. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, uh, it should have been called Dig. <laughs> Drill. You dig. Um, there's no oil on this rock. Sure. <laughs> sure. Ordinary astronauts. Gone rigging. <laughs> Gone rigging. Why do I strangely want to watch that? <laughs> In my mind, it's a musical. Um, <laughs> whose story is it? Oh. Bruce Willis's story. Yeah, you could tell me it's AJ's story, or but AJ's I'll, story. I'll take I'll take Harry. Yeah, yeah. Or the asteroid story because it's more like it's more Harry's than AJ's, even though AJ is there from beginning to start, beginning to start, beginning to finish. Um, yeah, because it's his team. It's his uh, design. It's. It's um, Harry. It's yeah, more Harry's. Harry's. Yeah, I'd say if you had to pick one, it would be Harry. Because they go looking for Harry, not AJ. Yeah. Who's the best man in the world, yeah. world to do this job, Harry? But he can't do it about AJ. Nah. This whole movie is about, what is the next question is, what is the sto- story here? The story here is about the young man replacing the old man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's afraid that he's being replaced by AJ, and then actually makes this piece of it and is literally, in a sense, replaced. His name is AJ Frost, isn't it? Don't know what his last name is. So that'd be Grace Frost. I don't don't have a ring to it, does it? It's quite cold. <laughs> Not as cold as that uh, asteroid. No. Mm-hmm. Minus 200 in the uh, in the shade. Yep. Um, musical inspiration. I think we've done a few of these. but It's uh, the end of the world Rocket as we Man. know it. Rocket Man. Yeah. You're um, as cold as ice. Cold as ice. Willing to sacrifice. sacrifice. Um, I'm a star man waiting in the sky. He'd like to come and meet us, but he think he'd blow our mind. Uh, so I've done final count. We're on already. our way to Amarillo. Armadillo. <laughs> um, you could do... Uh, Leaving. Oh, that's been done. Like, I can't tell you how good this soundtrack was. Like, We had this, and the, there's a, a Canadian girl who sang the Leaving on a Jet Plane thing. Her French accent's very <clears throat> pronounced. It's like, all my bags are packed. I'm ready to go. I'm standing here outside your door. But it's still great. It was oh. a huge hit. I liked that moment when they were all singing. I thought Leave. that was nice. Oh, such a good song. On a jet plane. Leaving. On a jet plane. On a jet plane. Harry's not coming back again. Megs. Yes. Roll the woman. Um, we've only really got Liv Tyler, and you do have the kick-ass pilot astronaut lady, but we don't even know her name, so that's um, a shame. Co-pilot. So we need to find out what her name is. Um, but she, you know, she's like, well, what's she say to, to Bear? Something like, if I kick you in the balls, you'll keep on going or something. So she's quite fierce, and she, you know, she's quite heroic and, you know, forceful, and, you know, she's cool. Liv Tyler, um... She's a bit moany, but she, I mean, she does try and stand up on her own two feet. Although I would argue if she's getting a bit fed up with her dad, um, 
sort of putting his opinions on things. Why is she working with him? She does quit. I know. Well, yes, but that's only afterwards. But I um, think she's called Jennifer Watts. Jennifer Watts. There we go. She's cool. Um, but without the Liv Tyler character, we wouldn't have had those deep emotional moments towards the end. So I think this is one of her best best movies. And it's very sweet. It's a sweet relationship she Isn't has it? with um, AJ. I think. I think Ben Affleck just absolutely nails this. Um. All right, let's uh, let's rapid fire through some of these. Um, because it's just at midnight here. Um, <laughs> best character, uh, Liam. You wanted like five different options, I think. So why don't you lead? Okay. So my my third. Oh my word! My third <laughs> of three. Okay, I, I take it all back about you making the wrong time. <laughs> Jeez. Okay, I really, really love Owen Wilson. Time. As an he actor, he wasn't in it enough for me. And he but, wasn't. He yeah. was okay, so he's, he's a bit of a big character. Fair enough. He's, he, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, number two, the Russian. I think he's just so so good. And but my overall favorite has to be AJ, and only because Ben Affleck, his relationship with Liv Tyler. I believe it. His relationship with Harry, and I believe it. And his relationship with Russian is is quite a, a nice little thing too. Max? Um, I'm going to go with Harry just because of those moments at the end. And he, he, he is trying to be a good dad, I feel. They do have a strong relationship. Um, and he just seems like an overall good guy. Um, you know, he sacrifices himself for the world, so what is there not to like? And he made me think of my dad, so. No. No. I'm going to go for secondary. I'm going to go for Steve Buscemi, who yeah, carries so much of the humor alongside the Russian. Yep. Uh, different types of humor. Uh, Buscemi was more of a sarcastic try. Kind yeah. of. I liked it. Um, minus, I'm glad they got away from, from the from the creepy thing they were yeah, starting earlier. Because they were trying to hammer that bit home too far, weren't they? He had some unexpected elements, like the whole him being a genius thing as well. I quite yeah. like that. That was you wouldn't, you wouldn't have expected that. Yeah, it was kind of, kind of a pivot. Mm. <laughs> it's like every, as soon as he gets in the NASA, he's like, by the way, guys, I'm a genius. Wait, you are? <laughs> what? We just thought you were Quagmire, as you were saying. He does. He, uh, that's Quagmire live action. Yep. Um, whereas, uh, yeah, I gotta go with, I gotta go with, with Harry Stamper as well. Um, Bruce Willis, he's the only name on the poster. If you look at it, he's got soul billing. Is he? It's just Bruce Willis. Wow. Um, he carries this movie. He does. I mean, AJ, everything you said was 100% right. There's lovely chemistry between the two of them. Mm. But there's great chemistry between Harry and Liv, and there's great ke- um, chemistry between uh, Bruce and uh, AJ. And with Chick, and with, you know, and with Billy Bob Thornton. And Billy Bob Thornton. There's a yeah, great yeah, yeah. relationship. Yeah. Uh, rumor has it that Billy Bob Thornton thought originally the film was going to be more about the two of their relationship, and that the, when Ben Affleck got added, it ruined that. Oh, uh, okay. And I'm like, no, I think it's, I think it's okay. Yeah, to I think this. it's okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's mine for that. Best moment, best element. Megan. Oh, it's got to be the ending. It made <laughs> yeah. me cry. I haven't cried watching a film for ages. And there's some real cheesy moments that kind of make you go, ooh, that's a bit cheesy. But it kind of paid with the relationships um, earlier on. But it, it does pay off at the end. And it is, it's a really touching moment because you, you obviously know he's got no hope. He's going to die. And it's, yeah. It, it got to me, so that has to be my favourite moment. Liam? Um, I was going to say the same. I'm going to echo the same thing, but I actually pivot from that because um, I do I love that end scene, how he talks to AJ and how um, he talks to Grace, um, that I'm just in floods of tears watching that. I mean, that is pure heart there. And um, 
But I'll pivot from there and go with um, the president's speech where we cut between people. Oh, the, the nice editing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And them and other people around the world and other things. That is beautifully shot. Uh, I'm going to go. Uh, ooh, I'll go second. Honorable uh, mention because then I'll touch very briefly on what someone else has said. I'll go for the introductory scene where we get to introduce all the characters, whether it's uh, Bear, you know, running, <laughs> running crazy through. But, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Ocean's Eleven. Anytime you get a team of people together, you use this sort of montage. Just to get know the characters, yeah. really, isn't and it? And the sort of non continuity montage thing, you have to learn a lot of information in a short amount of time. Mm. And you also feel like, oh, like none of them are doing anything really bad. <laughs> Not really. No. And so you're like, oh, I want to hang out with these guys. And that's the, that's what this is supposed to be, right? Not the NASA nerdy scientist. You want yeah, to hang yeah, out with yeah. these guys, yeah, yeah. proper men, men. So, Manly uh, men, 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 and tights, tights, tights. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I will say that I really. Uh, but number one's the scenes we've talked about. It's the scene with Harry and uh, AJ, and then the scene with Harry and Grace. Two similar emotions, but done two totally different ways. Yeah, absolutely. And the intimacy you can have when it's just two actors acting to camera, not even with each other. Yep. Mm. Not even with each other. Nope. <sighs> Amazing. And that last shot. Yeah. The shot of the hand. Okay, brilliant. Uh, Grumble. For me, it got a bit too busy and there was a lot of catastrophe after catastrophe after catastrophe, like especially at the end where you know he's going to blow himself up. Couldn't they have just flown off and then he just goes and has a quiet moment and, and it, there just had to be something else, after, especially the armadillo moment where that was zooming around. And um, there were some bits I think could have been chopped down a little bit or there didn't have to be as much chaos going along. I did appreciate the, the first crashes um, with the spaceship. That was very, very tense. So I did enjoy that. But there was just it did get a bit too busy at some points, I do feel. That's my criticism. Um, I felt it had... A lot of cheese and corniness about it. Um, sometimes you you watch it after so many years and you go, oh, that was a bit, mm, you know. Uh, but I didn't like how they played fast and loose with the atmosphere of it. You know, are they walking? Are they flying? Are they doing this? Um, but my biggest grumble has to be the fact that Owen Wilson was established as a character killed off first and gruber weren't even established and he didn't die until the end he's the the random guy on the end of the pictures the random guy on the end of the pictures what was that all about did he not get his oh does my nut but owen wilson should have been in it more Mm, i I agree with that nate Nate the great's just message saying he prefers it sometimes just me and ethan (laughs) 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 feels more low-key like you're just hanging out Oh, they were wrong. It's a different energy with different combinations. So I, I definitely hear him there. I guess I'm being redundant. I, I probably sound. <laughs> this is my last ever podcast. I don't think it's my fault that this is over three oh, hours. I'm, I'm getting the push. Um, <laughs> my grumble. I think the pacing's a bit off. I think. Oh yeah. We stopped and said, "How far are they?" When they went into the oh, shuttle, yeah, I said, "I said and that was an hour." Long, yeah. that felt good. That felt good. Yeah. But then we get to the thing, and it's like. I could have done with less of the trip across 
the armadillo going across yeah. the castle. Yeah, that was just too much of I don't want to care that much. Yeah. I, I don't mind the, getting to the part where the gun comes out. It's, it's kind of a That's cool moment. Funny. As much yeah. as Liam's going, how can you know? Yeah, I know. <laughs> but then it was like, and then something else goes, something else goes, something else goes. I'm like, okay, just get me to the gunpoint, get AJ there, and let's get to the finish. Yeah. As opposed to let's create three or four more micro issues. And it just felt, eventually you have a law of diminishing returns where if you don't make them bigger, it just feels like it's, oh, something else. It just felt like Megan said, yeah. you know, why couldn't have Bruce Willis just had that moment where he went, wow, look at the earth. Yeah, just a nice quiet moment. How cool is that? Not another, is he going to press the button? Is he going to press the button? Ugh. Do you know what I mean? It'd have been nice to have that, that moment for himself just mm. to go, oh. Well, Shemi was having that moment for us all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anybody's best role ever? Um, Liv Tyler. Liv Tyler, I think, yeah. I'm going to say it, Bruce Willis. Ooh. I would have to watch some of his other ones again. I yeah. think to compare, but I, I think, and just the you're telling me this is better than Hudson Hawk in his eyes at the end, and yeah, no, it is a good one for him. It yeah. is good, yeah, yeah. I'm really struggling. Like I love Die Hard. I love Die Hard with a Vengeance. Yeah, I do. Yeah. There's a, but that's not really acting. He was it? never a bigger movie star than he was in this moment, and that's saying something. When yeah, he, when yeah, he, yeah. You know, but I, I think this is gym, this is know? it. Yeah, yeah. He might have had. He might not have used the gym, but he was doing all the heavy lifting here. <laughs> Good analogy there. Uh, I've got this. Let's see if we can power through it. Let's do. I think it's this one. No, it's this one. I never want to hurt my age. What's my age again? What's my age again? I'm no good at this. Age game, age game. Let's all (laughs) play the age game. Uh, All right. I've got some ages here from uh, Ethan. I've got five. We'll rapid fire through these. Okay. Okay, We'll go back and forth. Uh, Bruce Willis. Oh, uh, 40, 45. Liam? Uh, 50. Ah, he's 43. Wow. Point for He's the same age as us. <gasps> yeah, but they, they did age him up, they said, for the for the role. Oh, okay, wow. So there we go. Uh, we'll go Liam first this time. Billy Bob Thornton? Uh, 46. Um, 49. He's 43 as well. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's the, I'm the same age. What? That's <laughs> nuts, isn't it? Liv Tyler. Ooh. She looks quite young in this. Um, 21. 23. 21. <gasps> oh, well done, Meg. You're on fire. Ben Affleck. 23. 26. 26. Oh, my goodness. How am I doing this? Jesus Christ. Oh, my goodness. And then finally, uh, just, just for fun, because it's the last one. Meg's Shits already won. Giggles. Steve Buscemi. Oh. Oh, that's a hard one. Mm-hmm. 39. 34. 46. Oh. Wow. Was he really? Yeah, he's had a long career. He was one of those, I was thinking, he's yeah. either wow. older, but he's young, looks older, but he's younger, all the other way around. Meg's just destroys us. Yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely. I, I usually don't do very well at this. Uh, you just destroyed him like the asteroids. Talk yeah, I did. about the critics. The, good, the bird and the eaves. <laughs> Jeez, can I find this in time? I didn't, I, I didn't take any uh, things here. Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, as you might say in this country, Tomato. Yeah. Tomato. Tomatoes, uh, Armageddon. Uh, Armageddon, somewhere around 60... I think it's quite low on Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes is... Oh, uh, 43%, is that true? Really? That surprises me, actually. 43%? Yes, it, it's wow. a bit corny and it's a bit silly in places, but it's got a lot, you know. Yeah, 43 going for it. Wow. So let's do a, uh, we'll do Gene Siskel. 
from the Chicago Tribune. Yep. Cisco uh, Niebuhr, yeah. Yeah, we're talking nonstop action and noise. That doesn't make it a bad movie. Rather, the audaciousness of the way it's been put together eventually becomes amusing. Uh, let's go with Rene Rodriguez from the Miami Herald. Armageddon isn't made for grown-ups, and it isn't made for kids either. I'm not sure it's made for human beings, period. It's a, it's a banal <laughs> mechanical film replete with cheap patriotism and bogus sentiments. That's a harsh review. That's a harsh review. And then uh, you want to hear harsh. Uh, I'm pretty sure I know how this one goes. Uh, there we are. I'd love to say friend of the podcast, but uh, definitely hero of the podcast. Roger Ebert. Beeps. Says. Uh, I'm sure on the end of it here. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Staggering into the silence of a theater lobby after the ordeal was over. I found a big poster that was fresh off the presses with the quotes of junket blurbsters. It will obliterate your senses, uh, reports David Gillen, who obviously writes autobiographically. It will suck the air right out of your lungs, vows Diane Kaminsky. If it does, consider it a mercy killing. (laughs) One one star. Wow. It's not that bad a film, I don't think. He referred to this as a 150-minute trailer. Wow. Yeah. Because nothing ever gets explored. No, it's just no, it's all very, teased. Very harsh. Uh, so there we go. So uh, one. La- oh, I've got some uh, our friends of the podcast. I think I had a chance to put out a poll. Maybe I'll do that still before the weekend, and I'll add it in post, or I might not. We'll see. Uh, you'll find out right now, folks, because I'll put it in here. Wow! Can you, believe, can you believe how those poll results came out, or didn't amazing. come out, wow. as the case might Jeez. be? <laughs> who could have see seen? <laughs> who could have seen those results coming? uh i've Hopefully got not as harsh as the uh, critic reviews just the one comment here uh one response oh jeez uh this is by nate the great a bottom tier disaster movie too ridiculous of a plot to suspend my disbelief it's typical michael bay and a little nauseating owen wilson and steve buscemi are the only likable characters in the movie uh bruce's sacrifice at the end isn't earned in the slightest he spends 99 percent of the movie being mean and hating ben affleck should have made the dude who bought the pistol for no reason should have made the dude who brought the pistol for no reason sacrifice himself uh gives it a okay there we are so um i mean the premise is a bit silly that they're going to send these these, these drillers up into space but you know you kind of go along with it for a bit of fun I think the 99% of the time being mean and hating Ben. I mean, there's a lot of fatherly love, I think, hidden in that. I, I think you can spot it. Yeah. There is I there agree. is some... I know he's a but bit hey. over the top at the beginning with the shotgun, but, you know. Nate the Great, he's, uh, he's, uh, he's, he's in the Patreon. He gets his ticket. Yep. And he gets absolutely. his voice, and his voice exactly. is... Now, if anybody does add, because we, it's been so long again, I will add that Here. <laughs> All right, so we're going to add just a few more uh, Friends of the Podcast uh, reviews. So let's begin with, say it with me if you're out there in the universe, I'm talking about Dwayne Smith. Yeah, you just did that, didn't you? He says, I think Liv Tyler could be winning her third resty in January. I've forgotten how much fun she is. Sorry, I've forgotten how much she is in it. This film screams Michael Bay before Bruce Willis even shows up. Yeah, we mentioned that. Stuff exploding, buildings collapsing. You're forgetting like the asteroid like blowing up the world and, and like uh, causing the ice age like 35 seconds in. When do we get, sorry, when we do get to meet them, it's a pretty impressive cast. 
doesn't really do anything you don't expect, and everyone has their specific characteristics and stereotypes. It's pretty funny in places. There's a bit of peril, some set pieces. The world is saved, and everyone lives happily ever after, except Bruce Willis. It's a blockbuster popcorn flick, and it's a lot of fun. I did really like the reference to Pulp Fiction when Bruce Willis and Ving Rhames are right there. I'm giving it a... And we'll see how that goes. It's not actually Ving Rhames, uh, actually. It's... uh, uh, what's his name? Michael Clark Duncan. So, uh, yeah, not 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 Ving Rhames. So, not a reference to Pulp Fiction. Um, next, we've got Reverend Bruce, who says, I say, who says, um, I didn't get a chance to rewatch this, but have seen it a few times before and have just one haunting philosophical question. For a mission like this, when the future of the Earth hangs in the balance and you only have two weeks, do you train astronauts to be oil drillers or oil drillers to be astronauts? Since the future of the Earth hangs in the balance, this seems critical, but I'm not sure I know the answer. Perhaps you discuss this. Happy July 4th, everyone, from all your American friends. Yes, although we don't mention it, a very happy uh, 4th of July to all of our American listeners out there. And a happy Canada Day for uh, our Canadian listeners who, just a few days ago, would have celebrated Canada Day, July 1st, 1867. Canada is now 156 years old, and the United States is, I can do this math in my head, I can do it, 247. Wow, almost 250. Look at you guys, the little country if it could. Uh, there we are. And is there anybody else? No, that's, that is everything. So we're going to go ahead. I can now reveal that. Uh, I don't know if I already said it, but um, uh, Nate the Great gave this a four. Uh, we had uh, Dwayne Smith. Yeah, you did it again. He gave it a seven, and Reverend Bruce gave it a six. Put it all in the magic machine. That's an average of, is that 5.66? Yeah, it's 5.66. That's low. All right. 5.66 is the magic number there, which will, when we put a bow on it, put everything up to... 7.17. 7.17. You guys are way harsh on Armageddon. What a fun film. What a fun film. Anyway, I'm going to go ahead and throw back to uh, past Ian, along with Megan and um, Liam. And we... Oh, I've hit the wrong bank. It's, I'm going to lose my outro. Oh, no. We'll catch you on the flippity-flap. Or maybe I didn't. We'll see. <laughs> but we'll definitely add them into the math. So I won't give an update of total on the math at the end, uh, just because we might add something to it. So uh, nothing to put out because I didn't put out a fleece this week. One last critic. Michael Bay thinks Armageddon is his worst film. I will apologize for Armageddon because we had to do the whole movie in 16 weeks, he told the Miami Herald. That's impressive. Yeah. It was a massive undertaking. That was not fair to the movie. I would redo the entire third act if I could. Oh, please don't. Yeah. Uh, ben Affleck has practically disowned the movie, even repeatedly making fun of it on the commentary. Yeah, I don't think uh, it's a lot of. Part, the, I mean, Affleck is really the last five minutes that really matter for him. Yeah, 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 yeah true. If you like this film or episode, you would like check out Armageddon. Well, that's what we just said. Check out <laughs> until it's midnight. Check out The Rock. Uh, yeah, I love The Rock. That was fun. Uh, check out Die Hard. Die Hard. Check out Days of Thunder. Check out Top Gun. Yeah, big. Sort of- whatever sort of movies big movies 
Uh, now it's time for our ratings. Our ratings. Meg, what do you got? I quite like it. It's a bit silly, a bit cheesy. Um, but I could watch it again. I felt emotional from it. So, you know, it must have done something right. Um, I'll give it 7.5 Animal Crackers. 7.5 Animal Crackers. Liam. Yeah, this movie, when it came out, I remember um, watching it on VHS. Like my mate said to me, watch it in a dark room, be submersed in it. And I did cry at places, and I thought it was shot beautifully. Um, 16 weeks, you say, that mm-hmm. was filmed. That's incredible, considering what the end product is. Um, but, you know, with all the inconsistencies, you know, and me getting so up about the whole, you know, the, the nuke's not going to do anything on the surface, so what's the point in DNA and all that business? I still enjoy this movie. Um, there's a lot of characters to enjoy and a lot of moments to enjoy. Uh, so with that, like Megan, I'm going to go seven and a half nukes feeling the power between my legs out of ten. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> They don't make movies like this anymore. So that's at the start. They don't, yeah. So that's the start. Very epic. Uh, the movie's a bit bloated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it's like a steel plate or an iron plate I gotta get through. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I love movies where a lovable ragtag group of people have to do something they're not really supposed to do. We place them in a strange situation and yeah. we sort of live vicariously through them as no one believes they can do it and they have to overcome the system. I love good, strong, leading male actors and we have that in Bruce Willis who does a great job sort of shouldering this film. Uh, I like a nice little love story in the middle of it all. Nice. And it was, and there's lovely chemistry and there's a yeah. great song and the soundtrack is fun. Brilliant. This is what a big summertime movie should be and it's big film summer. I... I, I, I this film is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And um, Liam might say this film's not going to win any Oscars. <laughs> Got nominated for four. Um, you sounded like Owen Wilson then. Did I? Yeah. Um, that being said, you know, um, it's it's the reason why we started this podcast was to go, is it only these little darlings that can sort of win things? I don't think it's, I, at one point I was questioning how, how high I go with this. I'm on the highest of the three of us, but not by much. So I'm going to give this eight jet planes that I'm leaving on <laughs> out of 10. I nearly gave it eight. Same. I nearly gave it I eight. Was, I was toying with eight, yeah. but I was first. So I didn't want to go too high. No. <laughs> you can no. change. I mean, Georgia changed on carry after we did the, the yeah, round. Yeah. So you can always modify if you want. If you wanted to. No, I'll stick with 7.5. Okay. Just because of that armadillo scene. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, it's bloated. And there's <laughs> the stuff I would absolutely cut. Two and a half hours. I mean, you didn't, you know, if you've got a 16 week shoot. Yep. Do you really need two and a half? <laughs> As it currently stands, our Patreon score is four out of ten. Wow. Yeah. We're loving it a lot more than all the other people in the yeah, world. Yeah, it seems. Yeah, it And is. sometimes that goes yeah. the other way as well, doesn't it? We'll, um, we all cry together, though, so maybe that's we bonded yeah, over it. I'll tell you what, like, I'm, not, I'm not a guy who cries easily at a film. And no. the fact that I looked over and the three of us were all, were all crying. I'm sitting there going... There's something in this movie about relationships. You saw a relationship between you and your father. I saw a relationship that I want to have or or the way I want to view myself or want someone else to view me. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and that sort of triggered some, and that's got to do with something I teach called spectatorship, which means we each bring our own set of individual life experiences to a film. And while I bust on Liam for, you know, it's not you in the film, you also can't divorce your own life experience from the things you see. So certain things might resonate with you stronger than, than, than others. Yeah. And so I think about why I cry every time I watch Wreck-It Ralph and <laughs> ball like a baby. Uh, which seems really unusual to people, but I'm like, like I've never identified with a character more in my life from, from like a Disney film, never, ever, ever. Um, this, there was just something in it. And I don't see myself as an AJ, but I see myself as wanting the approval of the Harry. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, no, the film got me in some very real places. I, th- I think it is earned. I think it is earned. Because if he didn't, if he hated AJ, why did he go get him? Yes, exactly. You know I, what mean, I mean, yeah, that was his. He was out of your. Him, he was it? out of yeah. your life. Mm. I reckon Harry knew this was going to happen. What? <laughs> I, I still think he would. No, have... no, no, no. Harry knew that AJ was going to get with Grace. Oh yeah, yeah. Do you know oh. what I mean, he knew that, Maybe. and um, I think he just wanted more for her. Yeah, and that's what he, he said. Was. She's better than us. He does yeah, say yeah, that yeah, in the movie, yeah, and we yeah, didn't yeah. talk about it. So uh, there we go. Uh, if you want to be involved with wrecking our Patreon score, you can do that. Like Nate the Great, uh, get a hold of us. Uh, it's patreon.com slash BFE. We kept it simple for you. Uh, unlike the runs, actually, we actually managed to kind of pick up some steam towards the end. Oh, good. We sort of nicked the, uh, the, the end game down a bit here. Although I may have to add some stuff in post, so we'll see. All of us have to do is talk about what we're doing next week. So I'm curious to see, Megs, do you know your schedule? Can you make next week? Do we know this yet? You're not, not this Sunday, Sunday, but the following Sunday. Um, what's rehearsal, Liam? Sunday the 9th. Um, yeah, I will have to have a I look. hope you can. Yeah, there's no rehearsal on Sunday. Oh, oh. is there not? Well, I should. Not Sunday the 9th. Okay. Well, I should be fine then. Because this is a film that you brought to the table at one point. Was it? For a vote. Oh. It lost, but it happens to be coming up anyway because it's the anniversary of said film. Oh. Oh, we're, is it something about Mary? We're going to be talking about pork and beans. Pork and beans! <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> George is going to hate this film. There's something about Mary. So uh, we're going to do that, and we're going to do the uh, best of the MCU uh, tournament. Oh, okay, brilliant. So that should be a fun... I should be fit if I haven't got rehearsal. You know, there's no rehearsal, so I'm hoping should, that's be good. So that would be fantastic. So uh, please join us next time. When we tackle There's Something About Mary, a film starring Cameron Diaz. I know you love Cameron Diaz <laughs> love so her, much. Do you like her more than Liv Tyler? No. No. <laughs> he prefer Liv Tyler over. Yeah, Liv, Liv Tyler can act, kind of. Cameron Diaz is just this fake sass all the time. Oh, but she's good in something about you Mary. It happens change. later on. It happens it's fine. Later on. It's, it's not the best film in the world, but it's it's just fun. No, it's fine. Um, I'm 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 looking forward to laughing. It'll be kind of a nice little little pivot. So please join us next week when we tackle. I think it's the Farrelly brothers who directed it. There's something about Mary. For best film ever, I've been Liam, and I've been Megan. And let's just call a spade a spade, guys. It's all the way through this film, but I find myself citing it too. There's only four words I want to hear you all say. (laughs) Ian is always right. We'll catch you on the flippity-flop. The flippity-flip-flop.